accessing agent files. Brian Sovereign. Early 21st Century Anarchist. Creator and host of the podcast Sovereign Check. By the year 2021, the show would be instrumental in the downfall of various conservative ideologies and governments, helping usher in an incredible time. Hey, want to take a walk on the wild side and experience the bleeding edge of technology? Then get ready because it doesn't get much more edgy than this. You're in for a wild ride. You're listening to Sovereign Tech with your host, the man in triple black, the golden stallion of the tech world, Brian Sovereign. He's got a huge brain. And now here's Brian. Oh, yes, you knew it was coming this week. Like I said, my appearance on Declare Your Independence, the golden stallion here with you. Just for a, a quick, quick special uh, to to you know release all of that. Uh, you know, Ernie doesn't he doesn't do a whole lot of editing. Of course, I don't do a whole lot of editing either. But uh, in any case, there was you know a, a lot of things discussed here uh, in the first uh, segment of it because I actually made two appearances over a time frame of about two weeks. Uh, the first time around, talked almost exclusively about dark Android. Ernie was having some degree of technical issues, and so. Uh, you know, it wasn't given like full attention and he wanted to make sure it got out there. So, but after on the second week, I got a little rehash of Dark Android that I got to discuss, which uh, if if I didn't mention it already on Sovereign Tech, um, I am creating a site to darkandroid.info where I will be covering how to go about this. And, you know, one thing I want to get out with Dark Android that I think I said in, in my original Dark Android 2 special, but I want to make very clear now because it might not have been so clear on uh, when I was on with Ernie, is that with Dark Android, you know, one of the, you really, you have to roll up old school and new school uh, when you want to really achieve any any type of, of security or anonymity. And what I mean by that is that you, you kind of, you have to, like, like I've said many times when you get on tour, uh, you sort of have to pretend you're, you're somebody else in a very real sense. Um, so, you know, this isn't like, there, there's a lot more than just having a dark Android device to getting real anonymity and for getting completely off the grid. Uh, a lot of which I will discuss on darkandroid.info and some of which I discuss here. So just having a device that's, you know, that that's really off the grid, that's really, you know, anonymous, you know, set up for uh, as best we can with an anonymity and security, uh, you know, just having that, that's not the silver, silver bullet, as it were, alone. Um, it requires a lot of old school analog tricks from yourself that you have to consider uh, as well. So I want to make sure that that's very clear, um, you know, and, and Ernie was certainly very concerned with, you know, making sure that that point uh, was was made and I'm actually I'm going to put a link in the show notes for this episode to where I discuss um or not where I discuss, I'm sorry, where the Tor project, they actually were offering, they were setting up a, what they called a Mission Impossible. They were setting up a Android tablet, uh, similar, this is back in April 2014, kind of similar to what I've described, uh, to where, you know, it is like this really, really secure device. And they go, I mean, like I thought, 
I was paranoid. They go paranoid, you know, to the next level. I mean, <laughs> so if you want to see what it takes to have something be 100%, like even where you're getting rid of the baseband firmware on the ARM processor and all of that, uh, you know, if you want to see what that looks like, there's a link in the show notes in the appendix where, you know, where you can see uh, what that's about. So the other thing, though, getting away from Dark Android a little bit, uh, the other thing that I, I was able to discuss on my second appearance was talking about uh, the bit license as well as the future of Bitcoin, you know, and, and, and all of this. And, uh, you know, I, I want to make it clear to people that because Ernie kept asking, he's like, you know, hey, can, you know, can Bitcoin survive if the government really gets involved? Say there's this, you know, the, like he mentioned, the, uh, the Bitcoin uh, Jekyll Island uh, situation that, uh, you know, a lot of people were worried that, you know, they're very conspiratorial about, um, which I still haven't necessarily heard everything that happened out of that, whatever. But even though I was there, uh, no, uh, sorry, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it. You know, I get it. Can people have that question? Can it survive, uh, you, you know, that, that kind of situation? Well, when you have it centralized by the core devs and, you know, everybody that uses it aren't necessarily coders, uh, I think there's some serious concerns certainly to be had. But it's really important, and I want to bring this up. You know, it's really, really important, and maybe I'll hammer it home at the end of, the, of this episode after, you know, all the audio with Ernie gets, is, is, you know, listened to. But it's really important, you know, we can use alternative uh, currencies, we can, you know, alternative cryptocurrencies, we can make our own. Uh, and I think there should be thousands of cryptocurrencies in the first place. You know, I'm not I don't buy in to the idea that there should be one ring to rule them all or one blockchain to rule them all. You know, I, I'm, I'm definitely not not on board with that. So and I'm also not necessarily on board with the idea of side chains, uh, because, you know, for various security issues, I, I don't think that that's a good idea. You want a completely separate blockchain, not one that necessarily interconnects, you know, have if you want these things to interact somehow, you know, there needs to be different systems for that, not meta layers uh, by by any stretch. So anyway, uh, you know, I wanted to make that clear that, yeah, even if Bitcoin did get fucked by the government somehow, you know, or the dev team uh, was working outside of people's best interests, that's not that that's not a knock on blockchain technology or on cryptocurrencies themselves. There's alternatives. Hell, maybe we'll all just use Safecoin. I am totally on board with that, which Ernie, you know, uh, rather well says uh, there's a lot of options here you know it's it's really something you know what we have the abilities you know to build on the shoulders of giants with technology and even with code itself uh is is really something so anyway um without further ado no there's going to be further ado i also am including at the end 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 of this because you're going to be wondering why the hell is this so long after the music Okay, I included, I'm really excited about this, uh, a guy, uh, someone I consider a friend, actually, a great guy, really brilliant guy, very, you know, properly skeptical. In fact, he, he, he doesn't totally appreciate Bitcoin, which is interesting to hear from him about uh, that. But on the second episode that I was on, there was actually, before me, Ernie had another guest, and that's Dan Krall. And just a really, really smart guy. Uh, I love him to death. And he created a website called itsnotgov.org. Link is in the show notes, of course, for it in the appendix. And I wanted, you know, 
I don't, if you don't want to hear it, you don't have to hear it, but I think he's worth listening to. I thought it was an interesting, uh, you know, it's an interesting project in and of itself. And, you know, I, I'm just, I'm glad that this sort of exists because what it is, it's about, uh, showing it's, it's like a Wikipedia showing how, you know, things are invented without the government, you know, and what those are or the alternatives from what the government offers, the private, privatized, as it were, alternatives, uh, you know, to those things. And so it's a great list. It's something that, that needs to get uh, a lot of attention, in my opinion. I love the idea of the site. It's pretty ideologically agnostic. It's, you know, it's just wanting to get it out there. What are the alternatives? Like Bitcoin, you know, that's an alternative to government uh, pushed currencies. Uh, you know, it talks about a lot of alternatives with regulation. So I think it's it's very, very interesting to look at. So that is on after the after the closing music and then it, it you know it just ends so but it's there if you want to hear it i loved it uh anyway now truly without further ado here i am the golden stallion with a real stallion of liberty ernie hancock on declare your independence and uh, i'll be back with some uh, some mid comments and then closing comments enjoy and now live from the studios of Freedom's Phoenix, Ernest Hancock. Believe me when I say we have a difficult time ahead of us. But if we are to be prepared for it, we must first shed our fear of it. I stand here without fear because I remember. I remember that I am here not because of the path that lies before me, but because of the path that lies behind me. I remember that for 100 years we have fought these machines. And after a century of war, I remember that which matters most. We are still here! Welcome back to Declare Your Independence, man. You touch wires and touch another wires and we got wires. But we got Brian Sovereign on. Brian, we got you on there? I'm here. Can you hear me all right? Yay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're playing wires. Number six. Number six. This one right here. Yeah, turn I turn that up. Down. Down. All right. All right. Brian, yeah, I tell you what we heard from uh, Brian Sovereign. We uh, uh, wanted to make sure that he'd tell us everything because you got uh, singled out by Andreas Antonopoulos, which is no small feat. So he goes, <laughs> you need to talk. You, you got you know, d- dark android. Oh, cool. We'll, we'll hook it up. And Donna went and did the research and got and everything. And I go, hey, I know Brian. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing, uh, Brian Sovereign is host of the anarchist science and tech show Sovereign Tech. Oh, that's cool. I did not know that. He has worked for multiple tech companies in the past and has been involved in the cyberpunk community for over 15 years. He also co-hosted Free Talk Live on Sunday nights for two years, co-hosted the Sex and Science Hour. Well, that is sex and science. That's okay. I'd like to know more about that. And with <laughs> Dr. Stephanie Murphy on the Let's Talk Bitcoin Network and now operates the independent game company Zamia Offline Games. He currently lives in New Hampshire. Well, first off, tell me about uh, Zamia Offline Games, what that means. Yeah, it's well, it's actually it's pronounced Zomia, and Zomia. it's a... Um, 
the word Zomia is actually a geographic location in like Southeast Asia that is recognized. It was actually the, a, a big highlight of a book called The Art of Not Being Governed. And it, it's an area that China and really any country in that area has a very hard time getting control of the people there. It's, it's more or less, uh, you know, an anarchist uh, uh, geographic area uh, because everybody that lives there is nomadic and they live in the hills and so they can't get taxed. And so calling the company Zomia Offline Games is just kind of a, a clever way of, uh, of saying that, that I was voluntarist or anarchist without actually putting anarchist in the name. Uh, and so it's a company that I started in. It's pretty much making old school RPGs, but it's putting in a lot of voluntarist messages and, you know, liberty minded messages into gaming because I think it's an Amen. area that just hasn't been explored. Amen. A freaking man. <laughs> you know, this is, you know, seriously. You know, I have watch all these games, and it's always uh, you know the, the most um, uh, like Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto, you get there, you know, and you run away from cops, and you know, but he's really an undercover cop. You know, you just gotta, you yeah. just, you just gotta bring in the government man. You know, on this stuff. Where's the you know revolutionary patriot kind of do the the Central Alliance is like bad guys? Where's that one? Well, that doesn't get support from whatever. So here we right. have. Thank you. This one. One more thing I don't have to do, okay? So <laughs> so what you've done is you created a game. Well, tell me about some of the games before we get to Dark, uh, dark uh, Android. Sure. Well, the first one is called, it, it has kind of an odd name, but and I don't want to give away why it's named it, but uh, it's actually coming out on April 5th of this year, uh, and it's called Hypercronius. And uh, it's it's an RPG. If, if you've played any like kind of like Final Fantasy type things, uh, it, it's, you know, it's in that vein. Uh, not graphically intensive, but then it's more about the story than it is so much about having these really high-end graphics. But today, a lot of people seem to really enjoy uh, the, the the classics look and the classic style, you know, of games from the like the late '80s and '90s. Uh, and so it's going to have that, but a lot of story. It's a very uncensored game as far as like you know, really, there's no you know, kids might not necessarily want to jump on this, but if you're definitely if you're playing Grand Theft Auto, you can certainly feel totally comfortable playing this game. Uh, as far as, you know, content style. So, and it'll be out for Windows at first. Uh, that's kind of the major market that you can get involved on. Um, but it is going to be compatible with, like, if you use some kind of emulator for other systems, like what there's a popular emulator called Wine uh, for Linux and OS X and, and even Android, uh, you could play, you could put this game onto there and, and it'll work right out of the gate. But everything is DRM free. Uh, it'll be available. Wow! You, oh my I, God! Is DRM free? I, that really yeah. means something. If I knew what the hell that meant. <laughs> so uh, DRM is digital rights management, which means like how people put control so that you can't copy the game or whatever. Uh, I will be charging for the game when it comes out, but and for all the games. But honestly, if somebody tosses it up on a torrent site and you know and and people just download it for free, I really I don't care. So you know because, you're not going mean, to call the man. I, I don't believe in copyright. You don't. Go, you're not going to call the man. The um, so <laughs> these games. Well, tell me, you know what the object? I mean, real quick, we got in this first segment, real quick. Brian Sovereign, one of the you know free stater kind of guy. You know, I, I need you got to help me out here. You know, the game I give to my uh, three year old, ten year old, fourteen year old. What and then what are they going to learn? Uh, well, pretty much, it's going to give kind of your at first because it's going to be a series of games. So at first. Uh, you're going to kind of get get some backdrop, but you're going to see 
uh, largely what perhaps a, a free market world could look like, and you're going to see the danger of kind of the protection racket and what that means. And that's, that's kind of going to be the underlying of it, because this game takes, this initial game takes place pretty far in the past, uh, but that's where it, it's, it's going to underlie a lot of, you know, how the state begins, you know, how statism starts and, and things of that nature. But it's, it kind of has a fantastical setting. I didn't want it to be like, you know, cops versus this or whatever. I wanted it at first, at least, to, you know, have very appealing, you know, characters, kind of an anime style characters uh, that a lot of people could really, you know, get behind. And Game of Thrones! Sure, something, yeah, even something. You know, something a friend like of that. mine okay. was telling me she was watching the uh, series called Rain, R-E-I-G-A-G-N, I think. You know, uh, the reign of uh, Queen, whatever. And it's Mary Queen of Scots. And she goes, man, I'm only four or five episodes into this thing. It's like, God, they're just as bad as they are now. I go, it's never changed. It's the technology. So I'm going, you do a yeah. video game, it kind of just, just shows the, yeah, ew. Be- before they wore wigs and fluffy collars, and now they you know, uh, toupees and shiny silk ties. So, I mean, you know, what's the difference? House of Cards. So uh, this kind right. of thing, is it a, a battle thing or is it more a uh, uh, intellectual thing? I mean, what's it like? It, uh, it's a little more intellectual, but, I mean, certainly it, it has elements of, you know, it has a battle system where, you know, you take on various characters. Uh, but I like to think it's come up pretty unique because I'm, I'm not a big fan of a whole lot of violence so I tried to come up with a battle system, you know, that, that wasn't necessarily like kill, 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 you know. Uh, and that, that'll that be something unique to, to see, uh, in my opinion. But a lot of it is going to be, you know, there's going to be a lot a lot of conversation in it, um, some, some degree of puzzle solving. And uh, so it, it has all kinds of elements into it. it. But it's definitely something, I didn't make it like a very hard game, at least not at first. Well, you know, uh, they have something where they got some, like, critical thinking skills and got to make decisions and consequences and stuff other than damn it i didn't reload my magazine fast enough you know you know let's get a little bit higher level of thinking you know yeah it's a thinking game and and you know i I want to give people you know stuff to think about and it's a great story that that's the most important thing is uh, is that it's a it's a very exciting yeah. in my opinion very exciting story all That's right well like. when we come back we want to go break and we're going to do dark android it's not an app but a series of apps and a mindset of how to use an android tablet that allows one to use it anonymously and to completely avoid using google if one wishes to thank you the link below <laughs> has the show notes from my dark android 2 episode that shows the bulk of the apps and I recommend using. Donna, did you put this link up on the Second Hour Archive? She has it up. You go to the Today's Archive and you'll see the link, you know, to uh, show what he wanted to show you. And I'm now it's uh, going to be free and open software. And for what reason to do what to be what? Well, I'm gonna, I don't know. We're going to find out when we come back here and declare your independence of me, Ernest Hancock, in just a little bit with Brian Sovereign. Did you know that Free Aid is a mutual aid, educational, and networking organization? At Free Aid, we support volunteers who provide first aid. We do outreach to the public about health and safety, and we bring together medically skilled freedom lovers. Free Aid is made possible by your generous support. Donors can receive great gifts like first aid kits, t-shirts, silver dime cards, and hoodies. The Free Aid Silver Dime Card Project is sponsored in part by Roberts & Roberts Brokerage, Freedoms Phoenix, and Don't Tread on Meme. Visit fr33aid.com. Okay, Brian, you got me? Uh, yep, I'm here. Okay. 
Let's go over this. Um, sure. The link below is a show notes for my Dark Android 2 episode, the bulk of the apps I recommend using. F-Droid is an installable catalog of free and open source software applications for the Android platform. The client makes it easy to browse, install, and keep track updates on your device. Okay. So explain to me, Dark Android is um, a series of apps that you have combined, point to, or created. Yeah, uh, point to. And it's, and it's largely like a mindset of exactly you know, what, to, what you can use that is far more secure than a lot of proprietary stuff out there, the stuff that Google's forcing on you. And, you know, the idea is that I, I just I got a ton of emails, people asking, look, I want to, you know, if I wanted to go like full paranoid, go off the grid, what exactly would I, you know, what would I use as a device? And uh, an Android tablet was really the best device, you know, that I could find. Uh, as far I, as have a, I have a Zoom. I got, you know, back mm-hmm. when we first started doing the magazine. And uh, right. I like it. I mean, it does. It didn't piss me off too much. But it does have all this update demand, and uh, I totally agree. And I am just, I need to get away from that. But what I've been waiting on is uh, have an open source uh, Linux-based somebody, Android something, that I can interface with my my phone, my tablet, my laptop, my PC, and then finally just, you know, flip the switch and, you know, the uh, Google can suck it. So I'm just going, right, right. are we there yet? Uh, pretty much. Yeah, I, I think pretty much like this, the setup that, that I can describe uh, really allows for that to where you can just say, you know, screw you to every big company out there. And, of course, you know, more or less uh, as best as any this is possible, you know, hide yourself from whatever alphabet soup organization. Well, is that, pro- you know, they kind of, well, we just were talking last hour a little bit. We didn't get into it because we got, you know, sidetracked. But um, William Benny uh, was interviewed by Tragedy and Hope, uh, Richard Grove. And yep. um, we were able to hook them up because, you know, we know both. And Richard Weigel, well, hell, I'm, you know, let's do it. So they went ahead and did the interview. And in there, it's like any kind of effort to go dark just puts up the red flag, and here they are. So I'm just going, I need it to be kind of like Bitcoin to where um, it doesn't matter what laws or efforts they they pass or do because it's just the tech protects you. And I need to know if we're at that point. And then it's become then you get to the point where you need the grandma just button they go because all you guys all linux guys bitcoin guys are all same guys and they go well you just this and you just that and you just and i look at my guy go i don't see the just button okay so when they come over and they want they start hammering out 40 keys and i'm going look that is not a grandma just button well then we start (laughs) we get air bits that that's the first time after all these years i finally just last month installed that on donna's uh phone so i'm looking for that for kind of what you're talking about and here we go yeah. we'll talk about it liberty radio network at lrn.fm to be a part of the show call 602-264-2800 602-264-2800 and now ernest hancock and i turned the button and play my music and it's not playing because he it's not playing wow they didn't test anything <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, we're doing uh, you know um, a lot of upgrades in the studio here, but the um, yeah. I wanted to I want to talk about the, um, the this is my wish list. <clears throat> I have been doing you know the computer thing for a long time, and back 
it was 94. I remember right at the end of 94 that uh, it's all this PGP thing was the rage. We had Zimmerman been going down. We had uh, the Clinton administration in Reno. We need clipper chips, and we want to know everything that's on your fax and everything that's on your printer. And then the Electronic uh, Freedom Foundation, we had them on just like, God, yesterday or day before. And uh, right. I remember when they broke that if you look at any any color print that you do on a color laser printer, they have these little yellow dots that tell the serial number and the date and when it was done and all that. And they can track it back to when that particular machine was sold to a distributor, sold to the store, bought by a credit card, of the idea, or if right. it's just a time, and then they do the store cam, and then they got you. You were right. printing subversive material. So I, I'm, I, what I'm looking for is an... Uh, a Linux-based or open or operating system that's, you know, bite me, doesn't have a bunch of stuff in it, that I can do my phone, my laptop, my tablet, my PC, it all sync up. I get to do all the different features and things that I want and everything, and here we go. Then you hear the Bitcoin and the Linux guys are all the same people, and they go, well, you just, you just this and you just that and you just and you just, <laughs> and there's so much full of crap. Okay, so I I thought we'd be much further along. Every time I go back to check, I think that we're going to make more advancement. We're ready. Well, Andreas Antonopoulos goes, he talked to Brian Soberman. What's up about dark Android? He's on that road. So help me understand what you started off with. What was the goal and where you're at? Sure. Um, with what what happened was is that yeah I got a lot of people asking me you know on, on my own show Sovereign Tech where they were asking me you know hey okay look what if I just want to go you know completely you know paranoid I just I don't want to be tracked at all uh, but I don't want this to be hard to do I'm not going to go installing Linux I'm not going to go doing a whole bunch of nonsense uh, you, you know what exactly kind of like what you're talking about your your just button I love that <laughs> and. So, I, you know, I started a search, okay, how and, and just compiling this, how exactly can someone set up something that's, you know, relatively, uh, you know, anonymous and, and private? And so the best device that I came up with, you know, to allow for this and to offer it to work very simply uh, was a, uh, a tablet, uh, an Android tablet at that. But there's, a, there's an inherent problem with, you know, with, with an Android tablet uh, being used, and that is, is Google. Because Google on most, you know, on the bulk of Android will, they've really taken it over. And it's funny because I know a lot of people, you know, really feel, oh, Android's this really open thing. And, you know, you want that instead of iOS because iOS is down, etc. cetera. Uh, but really, that's not true anymore. Uh, Google has really reined in on Android. But they still offer uh, what's known as the Android Open Source Project, or it's the AOSP version of Android. And there's tablets you can get. There's things you can get. That you know, devices that you can buy that will allow for this to be on there, to where you don't have to have uh, Google's services at all, and that leads you to you know. But then you, how do you get apps onto this thing? You know, I mean, and I think tablets are pretty intuitive. Most people can use this stuff. Uh, I mean, if you can use, obviously, if you can use a smartphone, you can use a tablet. Um, and so, but once you, once you have this, you know, you, there's other options for Android too. You can put on what's called Cyanogen Mod. All of which they've actually made really easy. There's a Cyanogen mod installer that will allow you to just connect the tablet to your computer and it'll put it on there. And then you end up with a series of, you know, then you, what do you do? How do you get apps onto there? And there's actually a lot of people don't, in, outside of the U.S., this is very famous, very popular, uh, but a lot of people don't realize that, that in the U.S., that there's actually a choice beyond Apple, Google, and Amazon. 
as far as you know where areas where you can you know just one you know one uh, one press of your thumb you can install apps onto something. And again, these are really really popular in other parts of the world. But there's one uh, called FDroid, and that's f-droid.org, and that that gives you this uh, this complete you know series of I mean just tons and tons and tons of apps that are all open source. And you want to be careful with that because with open source, I think a lot of people feel that instantaneously open source just means that, oh, it's secure, which isn't true. I mean, we, we know it's not true for, for a lot of reasons that open source, uh, you know, is like open SSL. We had Heartbleed this year, which was like the, the worst thing to ever happen to the Internet. Uh, that problem occurred because of an open source, you know, bit of software. So you don't want to. So I had to curate. I couldn't just say, OK, yeah, just use anything in here and you'll be fine. Um, but the options now do exist where a person, you know, once they get this Afteroid store on there, they're away from Google's version of Android. Uh, you you can really set up a, a very secure, very private system that's not going to send your information to Google. It's not going to send your information uh, to anybody unless you really want it to. Okay, time and, out, time out, time out, time out. I'm on F-Droid yeah. right now. I can download F-Droid in some way, put this operating system on my phone, and replace the Android system that is there. Well, it's just going to put the... What, what F-Droid is going to do is just give you the other app store. So reloading, putting on a different version of... Or maybe not a different version of Android, but... Uh, but but getting rid of Google on your Android device that is the one area where there is this that is definitely the most complex uh, part of it in, in any way shape or form is because you want to, you do want to get away from Google uh, you know I, I mean I think you know Snowden said it so many other people you know uh, Julian Assange plenty of people said you, know, you want to get away from Google yeah no you, you got you don't got to convince me okay but the yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you know the the thing is I, I I'm looking at um, uh, methods by which I can get everything that I want and not right. give, you know, this flashlight, and we only need all your contacts and their pictures and favorite colors. So I'm just going, right. you know, I'm like, wow, that's what this whole thing is about. Yesterday, uh, we had uh, guys on called Cubic Robotics, and I met him at Consumer Electronics Show, and uh, young guys from Russia went to Palo Alto, and they already had it developed in Russia, and now they're doing it and take over the world here, and it is uh, Jarvis from Iron Man. It is just a talk-to interface, you know, uh, com badge and, uh, you know, in the room, and it connects to everything, but I'm going, well, that's cool, but I can see what they're doing. They're training artificial intelligence, and they um, have a new layer of data now. It's not just what you type and what you do and how you backspace and replace and who you contact and your network of friends and everything that you have online, but it's also what you say and speak and how you run your day. That data has to be, you know, that farm data is a big, giant, you know, hundreds of millions worth to somebody. And I'm going, I already see where this goes. This is the data you're collecting on our use of it. And I'm going, that's what the value. And they kind of got quiet. Now, well, uh, yeah, we're kind of, you know, our ethics uh, department is, uh, we're, yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. So, I mean, it's very cool tech and it's coming. It's her operating system kind of thing. But I'm just going, the, uh, the, I'm really glad to know that you're there to help walk us through with some just buttons, you know, to be able to um, navigate. Are navigating 
without being navigatable. You know what I mean? So I'm just going, this is what, we're going to talk more about this. i got more questions now. i got to kind of feed on what Brian's advocating here and see if we're close to, you know, getting free from the man. More when we come back on Declare Your Independence of Me, Ernest Hancock, and our special guest, Dark Android. Help us out. Brian Sauber. We'll be right back. This is Donna Hancock. Okay, hold on a minute, Brian. We're I'm yep. doing some fixing stuff. Hold on a minute. While our satellite channel is free to listen to, it's not free for us. You can help us cover our satellite costs with the chip-in on the right side of the page at lrn.fm. It's time for Declare Your Independence with Ernest Hancock. And we're back, and we're totally screwed. Okay. Donna, go ahead. It, Drew, can you see if you can get the... No, we're not. Okay. The... Uh, hello. We're going to go ahead and you know, uh, uh, reschedule Brian if we can't get this up right away, because I, I, you know, cause... I'm calling him now. You got a phone number for him? Okay, I'm just I'm got so many buttons and switches here. Well, I tell you, you know, I can't even go over. Uh, let's see if I can do this. I got I got skills. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. I can go over to this computer, and then we can just take this picture of the picture, and then go into the kind of. Uh, and here we go. I got skills. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Okay, Brian's on the phone. Oh, he's on the phone? All right, let's do that. All right. Oh, Brian, I got you. You got me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, this doesn't sound as good, but the uh, let's go Let's go ahead. And uh, the main thing that I want to do is I wanted to make sure that we got to at least know where to go. We had some graphics and pictures. We were playing with doing some other stuff, and then we just didn't have it fully tested. But what we'll go ahead and do, what I want uh, to understand is if I want to go ahead and get me off of the grid... That I'm going to, the first thing, Grandma Just Button is, I go to Dark Android, or what? What am I doing? Um, well, first thing, I, I, the best place to start would be, like, getting getting the, the device itself, buying the tablet, and, like, which ones to, to get. And then it's, yeah, going to F-Droid and, you know, using that app store pretty much exclusively. Uh, and, and going, you know, using the apps that are available there. Because most people just don't think it's even possible to get away from Google's, you know, services. Why? I mean, you know, I need Google services for, I mean, it's convenient. I got an Android phone. I got Gmail on there. I got my calendar Gmail. I got my maps that's now Gmail. I mean, it used to be, it'd be like, you know, Verizon Navigator. It'd be, uh, you know, some other server. Now it's all becoming, oh, I'm sorry. And if, and if uh, we don't have it on Android, it all feeds to Google and uh, we'll just buy the company or create our own or do, I mean, it's becoming so massive and so top heavy. I can't imagine that this amount of data is, is as useful as they think it is, I, I'm I'm sure that it's powerful. But um, uh, what does it tell them about people just getting off of that system? I you go, and those are the guys that we want to go get the most. I mean, I just know the way they think. But the thing is, is that for me to be able to extract myself from that, I got to have some kind of starting point. And the starting point, as you're saying, is this F Droid that allows me to put onto my already you know compromised phone the ability to put on other apps that 
decompromise it or a separate operating kind of packet area of the phone? Or, you know, how does it work? You're not uninstalling your original Android, right? Right. Um, well, you, you, that is one option that you'd want to do. And this is, you know, this is why I recommend, like, buying a tablet. I mean, with phones, you know, the, the, it, when it comes to phones, when it comes to a lot of that stuff, the, really the best thing that you can do, because, it, like, anything that has a SIM card in it, is pretty much not under your control. Um, so now you can apply, you know, anything that I talk about, you can apply it to any system that you want as far as, you know, how to, how to like, using a different search engine and things like that. And, you know, it's, it's pretty important to, while, while granted, you know, Google's uh, services, they, you know, can they use all that information all at once? You know, maybe not, maybe not right now. Um, but at certain points, it does get used. Uh, you know, we know that from cases where, uh, you know, drones are attacking people around the world based upon their, uh, you know, just based upon the, the metadata that gets sent up from a SIM card or whatever. Uh, and so, and it's actually a problem because they're switching around these SIM cards to be able to, uh, you know, kind of hide themselves. But then it's going after the person that did this search for who knows what, you know, in, in Google and whatever. And, uh, and, and, and then it does the deed. I mean, it, it, you know, how long it is until, you know, this gets used for far more minor things, obviously not killing people, but far more minor things, I mean, who knows? And so I think that's why a lot of people are really interested in, in how to be, you know, that, uh, you know, how to really go that, that paranoid with all this. Um, and so you do want to get, you, you can buy tablets, and this is the other thing, too, is that a lot of these tablets that you can purchase to do this are less than $100. I mean, they're very, very inexpensive, and they won't come preloaded with all the Google stuff in the first place. Uh, so, you know, that, that solves, that, that solves that issue. But, um, what, what other questions do you have? Well, my my main thing is that there's always a starting point, and I'm looking for that starting point. And my the biggest problem that I always have is you know is the just thing. Well, you just, and I'm going okay. I, I know better than that. It's more than just just thing. And I'm going right. okay. So I need to first off just have an Android phone as opposed to an iPhone or a BlackBerry or whatever. I mean to have this capability, right? Well, it, it's it's a little deeper than that because, like, it, having an, just having Android. I mean, Google is is making Android the 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 normal version of Android, you know, Lollipop, whatever that the average person uses on their device has gotten to the point where it's pretty much as bad as, as iOS. Uh, you might be able to to develop better apps for it or, or release uh, you know apps that aren't so restricting on it. Uh, but if you can, you know, you want to get away from using that. You know that 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 regular version, that Google version of Android that gets pushed on pretty much every you know every phone out there. And the the benefit of getting away from that is if you buy a device that doesn't have Google's branded Android and you just have what's known as AOSP, which is the the open source version, the fully open source version of Android. Or if you buy a phone that has CyanogenMod on it, which is another kind of a what what they call a fork, you know, fork of Android. If, if you buy those devices, they're usually incredibly inexpensive. They're a lot cheaper. And then that, that opens up, once you get one of those devices, uh, that opens up a whole world of areas where you're not sending all that metadata to people. You know, you're not sending all that, you, you know, all, you, you don't have Google now. You're, you know, your phone's not listening for you and keywords you're going to say and, and all of this. And so then you can get your hands on apps that because this is a thing too that people don't realize like the Google Play Store where you get most of where most people get their apps from uh, Google is already 
knocking out apps that that do that perhaps watch the watchers that go a little too far. There's a popular app from a disconnect.me, which is a great company. Uh, in fact, they accept Bitcoin for their services, uh, and they their apps largely have been taken down from the Play Store because you know Google didn't like the fact that it was blocking too much of of what Google was doing on your Android device. Uh, so, so you know, I, I think people need to realize just just how how little control you have uh, when the billing for Android was that you have total control. It's open. It's all of this. I mean, it's just it's a lie now. It's not true anymore. And so, it, very inexpensively, you can get a device that gets you away from that. And then once you're away from that, and you install the Android App Store, and you're not using the Play Store anymore. Uh, you have a slew of options that allow you to do really everything you've always done, you know, on Android, whatever that may be, uh, even Maps. There's a, there's a great Map app called, uh, you know, OSM and or Awesome and, uh, and, you know, works. Granted, I mean, you know, there's a cost when you're not sending a bunch of data to people. Obviously, there's a cost to that. I mean, Google's Maps works really well, but that's because it's tracking everybody every second, you know, following what they do. They even, uh, uh, in fact, Google, there's a, a game they made called Ingress. Oh. You know, and, the one thing, let me, let me ask yeah. you this. Um, I made a mistake yesterday. It was big, bad, and ugly. And I on my I have a Galaxy 5. I really like the phone. It does, you know, like stuff. I want to sure. take a picture. I pull out the camera and go take a picture. And sometimes it just goes dark, and I have to take the battery out. At least I can take the battery out. So I, I have to yeah. take the battery out, you know, before this thing will work. I, get, I mean, it's just and it shuts down right when you want to take a picture. Oh, and it goes dark. So I'm thinking, I'm going, all right, I update it. And, dude, I had the updates off and the update. Then it goes, hey, you want to update? All your apps, and I'm going. Um, I already knew better, and I'm just like, because I'm already looking to get another, just wipe this crap off everything anyway. So I just, right. yeah, sure, update that song, bitch. I mean, just go. And, up to, <laughs> and now I'm like totally screwed. It is just jacked up. There's so and God, it starts really draining the battery because I know what it means. It means everybody's scanning all my crap. Okay. Yep, you're right. So I'm going. All right, all right, all right. They're just gonna. I, I just want them to keep. Pissing me off so that I support things like Dark Android and Brian Sovereign. And we together, we all just kind of move and we're over here now and they don't see us. Are you tired of your taxes funding endless occupations around the world? Yes, I am. Okay. The um uh I got I finally got the pictures up. We found a open port it's just a thing. Um have you heard of Fiend Phone? <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, I love it. It is, um, we're just, they tried to hook it up, Drew, and then they had it all in last night, and I got so many channels of channels of overlapping channels, and it just, uh, they had it working last night, and then I I, I did buttons and stuff. So, um, <laughs> you know, so we're trying to, but Michael, uh, a listener, uh, contacted Michael, hey, they're talking about going, and I'm warned, I, man, you know, now's not the time, I don't even know what button to push here, and so, so anyway, it wasn't the greatest kind of example of it, and, you uh, you know, Michael, you know, freaking you know, all Michael is. So, you know, I just, yeah. so I just go and, you know, we'll just do it another time, man, when we got it all set. And, you know, Drew's here and you'll get it all hooked up. But, uh, so my mind is kind of scattered and I really look forward to talking to you. I want to, um, uh, reschedule this when I don't have so much fucking 
shit in my freaking face. Donna, <laughs> no worries. Go ahead and reschedule Brian for whenever you know we got time. You know, for at least an hour. I want to do this right because uh, I I really wanted to ask our questions and understand this. You know, and I'm kind of distracted here. All right. Now, when we come back, we got one more segment. We can go a little bit long into the uh, break. But I, I want to walk this through because we hear um, – let me go ahead and ask a bunch of questions and you just answer them, uh, shorter answers, and we get kind of caught up. It. And then we'll go ahead and go in a little deeper. But it's going to be things like when you have these uh, Android-capable, I guess is for lack of a better word, phones that mm-hmm. are, are using the open source that are coming out of you know China, you know Russia, collision cough uh, Android or something. I mean, you know, whatever. So when you have these and they're able to take on these different systems, is there a pared down Android system that doesn't go to Google? And this is my uh, one thing I wanted to bring this up. I had less than a year ago, I had my video computer go out that streams to uh, N3. And I had to rebuild. I was down a few days because I just you know, I went, all right, we ain't having this problem anymore. And I dedicate one to video. I dedicate one to audio. I dedicate one to this and one to that. So I got a bunch of different computers because overlapping crap, you know, crap happens. So right. I go, all right. I went and got the computer. I got a new motherboard. Got a new power supply. Knew everything. I started in before I even loaded up the operating system, I had to totally agree that Google got everything on my new Google Motorola whip-ass uh, motherboard that before I even put the operating system in, I had to agree that they get access to everything and agree. And I go, you scumbags. At the foundational motherboard level of suck it. So I am, once I go, I, I go dark. I mean, it's going to be, and I go, you got to worry about Ernie when you don't hear about him anymore. Not that I care, but I'm just like, you know, screw him. And I'm looking for that opportunity. That's why Derek is behind the scenes setting up all the infrastructure to work. And, and it looks like hopefully we can be ready. I mean, we're hopefully simultaneously being ready for the distributed Internet, like made safe in storage and that kind of stuff. In fact, we right. are already able to store videos on our server. We're doing uh, watch my bit kind of, you know, player layer. I got, you know, oh, you'll like this. I got bitplayer.tips. Uh, 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 uh. So, so, so I, I'm ready to go you now, and we're setting everything up for exactly what you're doing. I want to give you more focus of my time on this in the future, and we'll do that again. But I want to go ahead and let me just whip through a bunch of questions. Normally, I would have done if I wasn't distracted. All right. Yeah, no worries. Here we go. Freedom's the answer. What's the question? You are listening to Ernest Hancock. And I have no rejoinder music. Damn it! You know, there's a, 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 another button somewhere. All right. Brian Sovereign, Sovereign Tech. We're talking about dark Android. And the one thing, I, let me just go through a bunch of questions. We're distracted here with new wires and buttons and stuff. So what we're going to go ahead and do is... When they have a new phone that comes out from the Chinese maker, South Korean, whatever, and they go Android or Android compliant or Android operating system or something, can is it possible to make an iPhone 6 run Android? That's my first question. 
to make an iPhone 6 do it? Not that I'm really aware okay, of. Okay, yeah, too much pain in the ass anyway. Okay, so we have the hardware has to be able to run whatever operating system that you're doing. I mean, if you just go buy a PC and try and slap Mac on there, I guess, you know, sometimes you can do it, but yeah, whatever. So now I got yeah. a device that gives me, and then we have the new Google uh, phone device that they have modular. So it's like a Lego phone. You know, you just keep putting different modules on it. It can do and stack up, and you got this big giant brick that, you know, washes your dishes or something. So I'm going, right. okay. So we have the capacity to not only have a Android-compliant hardware device that can run an operating system that can be pared down to be more secure or at least opened up to take other apps from other app locations that can load on that phone that don't transmit everything in their grandmas and I totally agreed for the anal probe, right? Right, exactly. Okay. So now I'm looking at, can I take my Galaxy 5? That's a powerful phone. There's no getting around that. They definitely wanted me to plug this in the back of my head. Okay? So I'm going, (laughs) if I take this and I start going down the path of delinking it to they, them, those, the first thing that I would do is what? Uh, The first thing I would do with that, if I really wanted to get away, would be to put on... Uh, the, the nice thing about like the Galaxy phone is it's very very popular. So these alternative operating systems are supported for these devices, and so you would want to uh, you would want to go through the process of, of installing that other operating system. Um, and there's there's ver- there's the, what's called the CyanogenMod mod installer that makes it very simple, where you just plug in your phone more or less, and it will you know wipe your phone and it'll put on that nice open source operating system. That's what you'd want to do for starters. Okay. So I put that on my phone. I have a new operating system, or it's a kind of layer on the operating system. You know, what are you saying? In this case, it would be a a new operating system. And there'd be no, unless you chose it, there'd be no Google services on it at all. Okay. So now you're saying I can do this. If I go in there, is it going to save my contacts or I'm starting over? Um, you could well. That depends where your contacts are saved. Okay, uh, so I got to save them and then reload them. Yeah, and there's there's ways around. There's actually one of one of the great uh, app uh, apps of, or great set of apps available is from the Guardian Project. These guys work with Tor, and uh, the Guardian Project has an app called Flock that will actually back up all your like contacts if you wanted to, and that's totally open source. And then you could just install the app after you wipe your phone. Put it on first, then wipe the phone then put that back on, and it would actually reinstall all your apps. So that's that's something. That's an option. Okay. Now, this is like when I go to Verizon. You called it the Guardian Project? Yeah, it's guardianproject.info. They're great guys over there. Okay, Guardian Project. Now, what will happen, we'll put this in in the second hour in our archives. People go check this out. Because it's getting, I mean, from someone in your position that's keeping track of this stuff, in fact, actually doing dark Android stuff and coming to the attention of Andreas Antonopoulos and sharing with us and having you on. I mean, are we getting to the point where you see on the horizon that we're going to go go to Walmart, buy an Android smartphone of a whatever, and then we just start operating it ourselves by loading up our own operating system and, uh, you know, um, Google Anal Probe can suck it? I mean, is that where we're at? Yeah, yeah I, I, I think, <laughs> I, I like the way you put it, yeah. Uh, I think I think we're, we're there. I think we're at the point where people, there is a, a very real parallel economy, which is only possible because of things like Bitcoin, you know, and, and like, and money being freed 
from governments and central institutions. Um, but we are really there to where a lot of this is possible to be done. Uh, you, you know, you just buy it and, and you install it, and people have made it very simple, and you can, you know, kindly donate to them anonymously while you're at it. You okay, know, now was this amazing. part of Android? Kind of gives the impression that people that developed Android, it was a open. It, was it just to popularize it to get a lot of apps to be able to? But I, I got the impression that they definitely wanted it to. To uh, I totally agree, and uh, you know, you can take all my goodie. And because when someone comes in to do an app on. On the Play Store, they have to submit through some kind of whatever. I'm wondering, um, like you were saying, a lot of these apps that would give you more privacy, they're going, and you're not allowed. So what you're saying is that I can go to another place and get some apps that are not allowed that I can still load onto my phone. Yes, and they won't ask for, you know, they don't want to do the whole I agree thing. You don't have to mess with that. Uh, you know, at least the ones that I've looked into, you don't have to bother. They don't want to know anything about you. They know why they're out there. They were developed because somebody wanted the same, you know, level of privacy and anonymity that you wanted. I have this one. It's called Privacy Flashlight. You know, it's probably too bright for you to see on the screen here. The Privacy Flashlight, it is, it makes a big deal out of the fact that it does not track your contact list because you go in first thing you want to do i need a flashlight i go up there and you get a flashlight what the hell you need my contact list for for a freaking flashlight right. so <laughs> they're going privacy flashlight now i'm going man i just got to get this is i got to find something well i i needed a night clock i mean i just wanted the simple digital little red kind of led old clock and get that well if you look for them and they're privacy oriented, they always go little donate some something, something for the home team over here, a little Bitcoin, uh, you know, this courtesy. Take this ad off every time you turn it on uh, by giving us something, <laughs> and, we'll right. <laughs> and we'll take this window off. But the, you know, so there's a lot of um, things that you can do already with this in mind. But I'm wondering who watches the watchers over at uh, you know F Droid when I download this stuff. You know, that's their promise up front are they somehow held accountable to be in private well the only their accountability is based upon the fact that it's open source now you don't want to fall into that trap necessarily you want to you know do a bit of due diligence on anything that you download uh you know and just see like do people trust this i mean are there good reviews for it or whatever um but open source is in many ways in in the computer world it is the ultimate of accountability because it allows you to see everything that it literally does of course, somebody still has to check that. If nobody bothered to check the code, you know, then it being open source means nothing. Um, but that's that's why, you know, I really wanted to look through and, and find a series of apps that I know were checked. You know, the code was checked. So that's really the accountability is, is in the fact that they are open source. Okay. Well, that means a whole lot to uh, not me, okay? Now, to you, <laughs> they go, oh, Bernie, it's open source. Oh, well, hell, I'll just go take a look at all that. Go, yeah, see, it's obviously, you know, I don't right. know what I'm talking about. So this is, you know, for Grandma Just Buttons, there is coming the – see, they had this promise – Probably two, three years ago with Ubuntu, their promise was they were going to sync up all your devices. You know, you have four main categories. You have a phone, a tablet, a laptop, and a um, uh, your desktop. And these are starting to merge. Phone and tablet are almost kind of they're merging a little bit more. You're getting larger and larger. And uh, uh, with, you know, some of the like uh, Microsoft uh, HoloLens or whatever the heck it is and so on, I can see there's we saw that in back. 
Back to the Future, you know, too. <laughs> the kids yeah, sitting around the table. <laughs> I mean, it was the same thing. So I'm just going, yeah. I'm, I'm going, this is, future is coming right now. And the problem is not the hardware and the ability to do it with your devices. The problem is how much information you give up to they, them, those, where they understand what you or your family are doing and where you're going to vacation a lot of times before you do. And I'm going, this is, it's, it's, it's scary. And we have options and choices. And that's what you're doing, Brian, is kind of showing, you know, what our options are and blazing the trail tip of spear for us to get us where we can do this. Now, I'm willing to, I don't want to be first guinea pig. You know, we run into problems that we had today on, you know, all the show stuff. But, you know, I am willing to make the attempt. You know, if I, even if I have to fight, you know, as a matter of fact, I got... Uh, some extra Android phones laying around here, something. You know, if we do this, uh, how do I deal with my phone number? They don't care? That actual phone service thing, do I got to start over or can I keep my phone number? Uh, no, you can keep your phone number as long as it's not, uh, because the phone number is more based upon, the, like with the phone, it's based upon the SIM card. So you'll have the same SIM card and, and all that will work. And granted, the phone companies will think it, it seems kind of funny uh, you know, I've, I've had to call Sprint at times where I had, you know, uh, a different, you know, an Android-compliant, uh, you know, operating system on my phone. And they're like, uh, we don't know what's wrong with your phone. There, was, there wasn't anything wrong with my phone. It just it looked odd to them. Uh, <laughs> they weren't getting uh, the ping of information intelligence to the whatever the NSA had a checkoff list, call these people and make sure or whatever. Exactly, yeah. And, and, and it's, it's kind of a proof that it works because they couldn't repair the problem that necessarily that I was having and why I called them in the first place because they couldn't get all the metadata that they usually need for that. Um, so, that, you know, this, this does work. Uh, but, yeah, you can keep your phone number, you know, all, all of that. It all works very well. That's the thing is that people don't realize. They think that when they walk away from, you know, Google's Android or they walk away from iOS or whatever, that, that there's no other options. It's a, you know, it's just a two-party system. But uh, it's never just a two-party system, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, there, there's options out there. Well, it's not coming fast enough. And But what I have been seeing with the distributed Internet and storage and cloud this and uh, whatever, you know, and Bitcoin. Coin and all this other stuff, I can see this big giant, you know, wall that is cre- a hurdle that's been put up, or this dam wall that's been created to block, you know, the options for people to be able to just communicate without this border boundary and what country and our livestock and slaves versus your slaves and access to our slaves. You got to pay the troll toll to the violin case carrying <laughs> gang with the flag government thing, you know. And I'm going right. this is totally being bypassed and that was one thing we were talking i went to a discussion group thing that uh you know the big boys we are important people and um uh that i go to on a monthly basis and there the issue was immigration and the one thing that you know a lot of people really started to see even the older guys that are you know pounding the flag on their chest and i'm going you guys don't get it generation next they don't recognize the borders and boundaries. Hell, they don't even see borders and boundaries. Hell, they don't even see difference in cultures or languages. All that shit doesn't matter to them. They don't care. You know? Yeah. And I'm going, so, so this surveillance and stuff, it's just, it's not working out. And then when you start thinking about half of the entire freaking planet doesn't really have access to financial services or the ability to openly communicate. And, and now you got outer net and plug in mesh satellite, whatever the heck, to the loincloth kid in the Congo that's 12 years old and a cell phone and is a, the hub of all communication for his valley. You know, I'm going, this is going to change and it's going to change. 
change very quickly. And I can see that the uh, they, them, those that won't leave us alone are freaking. And they're going, we're in break now, but it's still archived. But the uh, um, top of the hour. But I am, uh, I need someone that will help walk us through this. And if you're keeping track of this and watching it and using it and, you know, tip a spear in this thing, then I we need to be new best buddies. I need to have you come yeah. on a much more regular basis to walk us through this because everything that we're doing behind the scenes on the back end with Derek and these guys working on Freedom's Phoenix is to prepare this for us to be the full, the first fully operational multimedia distributed internet. It's all ready. We're here now. Now we can mirror it on a, a World Wide Web, but you know, I, I know where this is going. It's going to where individuals are not track. I mean, you know, they can be if they want to be, if they want to be celebrity and out there and whatever. But I, 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 I don't like being because all of all of a sudden, all they have to do is push a button and you get an email that tells you to report for whatever or entice you or you get free Super Bowl tickets yeah. and then you're all dead, you know, or something. It needs to be much more clandestine or certainly maintain our individuality that we define ourselves and not an algorithm does it for us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and it's, it's you, you raise a great point because like there's a there's a phone called Black Phone that got sold, and it, it's a really well designed Android phone. It, it uses kind of like what I said, one of those Android compliant operating systems called Private OS or whatever. And uh, Phil Zimmerman's behind it. He's the guy that made PGP. I mean, he's, he's good stuff. But the thing is, is that no matter what you do with the phone, the instant you put on Facebook Messenger, all that security just There's goes out the door. USBs, right? so you kind of have to get, you have to have those alternatives for people to use, and the people just don't know that these alternatives exist. Because, um, like, you could still use Facebook Messenger if you really wanted to without downloading their app. You would just use, a, you know, an open source, uh, more secure version. Like chat secure or something like that. So that that's that's the that's the big deal. I, I definitely want to get the word out about that. Yeah. Well, see, the thing that I, I also am concerned about is even though your app may be all great and wonderful, it shares some one line code uh, tangle thread that you know it doesn't matter. It goes through to bad guys anyway. Mm-hmm. Now then what? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I mean, that's my point, is that then what? I mean, I need to have a clean operating system, somebody that's working on it. See, that was the promise of the Ubuntu thing. Not that I give a crap about, you know, I got, you know, Mint on uh, my other computer. But it was, they, you know, I've had false starts probably three or four times over four or five years. And they're going, I go, well, I got to get another computer. Oh, oh, man, all you guys call, oh, Ernie, man, you got to go Linux. You don't go Linux, you're a communist, man. I mean, you got you got to get, get going on. And I go, all right, I'll try. Here we go. And I just, I just, it just doesn't work, okay? So I'm going, yeah. you know, next. Or I can't do photo editing as well. Or I can't do, I did, loaded up Linux two weeks, paid a guy just to get everything, just to edit videos. Because I thought I might get more processing power and I didn't have to, you know, uh, for long videos, I might be better to use Linux. Well, it didn't worry. I mean, you know, I mean, it, yeah. it, it works, but it's it's pain in the butt. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, that's why I, I've concentrated on Android so much because it is such a simple. I mean, granted, you know, video editing isn't there yet, on, you know, on Android. But for you know, ninety percent of what people do, you know, on a computer, like Android can really achieve it, and it's very simple, and it's you know, it's one click install stuff. You know, from like the F-Droid store or whatever, and so that's that's why I've really like zoned in on on that. I mean, Linux is getting hey, better, but like, I, I tell I tell you what, 
um, my next guest is Joseph Craig from uh, PrivateInternetAccess.com. Uh, Are yes, you familiar with these guys? Yep. And, I'm actually working them to be on Free Talk Live. Here, go ahead. Well, no, my thing is, is that you can help me with the interview if you got nothing to do, because uh, this is, I really want to understand this, and if you could, you know, kind of co-host with me and help me out, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I'm open to that, sure. Yeah, let's do that. She's getting Joseph on now. On. and Okay. He's there. He's there? Let me go ahead and turn this up, and hopefully we got, like, stuff. Don't need that. That is being phone. Turn it off. Turn it off. Okay, uh, I got you there, Joseph? Yes, I'm here. Okay, good. Go ahead and count the five for me. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, I just need to get sound level. Okay. Okay. All right, what we're going to do is um, we have a gentleman named Brian Sovereign that's working on Dark Android app. And uh, he's, uh, you know, good guy, one of the freedom community. If you don't know him, you probably should, and, you know, and you'll be buddies. But this is what we're going to do. I'm going to have him on standby and so on to help with this interview because, um, hey, Brian, do you use their service? Uh, I, I actually, I, I do. Joseph and I, we, we know each other through email. So, Okay, so Joseph, you know who I'm talking about, Brian Sovereign? Yes, I do. Okay, well, cool. Well, hell, we just had him on the previous hour, and I'm going to have him go ahead and stay on and uh, help me and kind because of, we're talking kind of the same thing. And uh, I'll go ahead and I'll give you your due, man. You can get an hour. You get to you know pimp your product. But I tell you, you know, having Brian here on some of the things that I'm looking to do, uh, I bet we both have some of the same desires. And if you know who he is, you know what I mean. So we're going to go ahead and we'll pimp you out here. But I want to go ahead and have Brian help me with the interview. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be great. Okay, cool. You, you yeah, up for that, great. Brian? Absolutely. All right. Very cool. That's what we'll do. All right. Here we come. It'll be 10 seconds. And now, live from the studios of Freedom's Phoenix, Ernest Hancock. Believe me when I say we have a difficult time ahead of us. But if we are to be prepared for it, we must first shed our fear of it. I stand here without fear because I remember. I remember that I am here not because of the path that lies before me, but because of the path that lies behind me. I remember that for 100 years we have fought these machines. And after a century of war, I remember that which matters most. We are still here! something we're uh, relatively concerned about and i'll tell you what that is it's getting off the man's grid man we are definitely gridded up so what i want to do is uh brian sovereign has uh, been kind enough to go ahead and stick around because he does know joseph craig by email and such they communicate you know, a lot of their same concerns because joseph craig is going to talk us about talk to us about private internet access dot com now private Internet access is a service by which I can 
you know, uh, search, surf, patrol, the internet, whatever I want to do, and it hides my identity. Nobody knows what I'm doing, where I'm doing. We're going to find to what level and how all of these services. My first question is that it's built on an entire grid of open, everybody knows everything of everything. Do we need to change the entire operating system of the internet? Do we go to a distributed thing? Do we have to, or are there applications that protect us? And all, or does that just bring up red flags or what? And then when you have the man going, oh heck no, we need to track uh, what's his name? He didn't get a permission slip to be free, and we need to go find this guy. And they show up and they knock on the door and say, man, we got a subpoena for. Let me see. Well, is there anything for him to see? You know, I don't know. We need to find out. Joseph Craig. Joseph Craig, marketing specialist at Private Internet Access, London Trust Media. Private Internet Access is brought to you by London Trust Media, the world's first privacy and security-focused accelerator. PIA provides state-of-the-art, multi-layered security with advanced privacy protection using VPN tunneling. More letters and initials that we're going to have to find out what they mean. Our services have been designed from the ground up to be able to operate using built-in technology pre-existing in your computer or smartphone device. Okay, so it does smartphone too. That's good. The services operate at the TCP IP interface level, which means all of your applications will be secured, not just your web browser. All right. Right off the bat, I need to understand what the heck. Joseph, help me out here, man. What's the service that you provide that I can have all of my devices be secured? How is that done? So luckily, I'm actually not um, extremely technical either, so I want to be able to kind of speak in normal people language myself. So basically what it allows you to do is it allows you to surf the internet um, safely. So if you log into public Wi-Fi, if you go to your local Starbucks or whatnot, you're going to be able to log in and people will not be able to see what you're doing. We've actually seen many studies where someone, a hacker can just go into your local coffee shop and be able to just kind of pick, and pick apart people's activities online. And not just what they're doing at that moment, but also their history, where they've been, uh, what they've been doing, and so forth. What our services allow you to do is it allows you to actually log into one of our IP providers. Um, and again, not to get too technical, but we have about 2,100 servers across 13 different countries, um, obviously the U.S. and some other ones as well. So when you log in, you're going to be using one of our servers, so people won't be able to tell where you're coming from, and also everything you do will be encrypted. So. Um, if they can, if they try to see what you're typing, it'll look like a bunch of just kind of jabber, or just a bunch of characters and whatnot. And okay, now wait, what let's, let's, let's start right there at the uh, data that is going to your router, or for lack of a better term, if it, it's going from my computer to there. Is there an application on there that's making that communication encrypted to your server? Yes. So even we won't be able to see what you're doing, and we don't want to know. <laughs> we actually don't log any of your information, and everything will be encrypted. So everything that you do, whether it be sending an email to your friend, whether you're doing banking of any sort, if you're doing something on social media or whatnot, will be completely encrypted. The only ones that will be able to see what is going on is the person that you're communicating to or you're communicating with. Anybody that tries to hack into your information will just see a bunch of characters and numbers and whatnot. So it'll look like just nothingness, for, for lack of a better term. Okay, now let me give you a perfect example. You and Brian comment both on this. I just saw... Sure. 
It was a castle episode. Okay, it's just a you know detective writer TV homicide show of whatever that doesn't piss me off as much as all the other status crap. Anyway, so as I'm watching this, they had an episode to where uh, somebody that you know you know whack job day law whatever, and they're showing the dark side of the web and what he's doing. It was kind of like a, a snap photo thing. They called it snap shutter or something like that. And this guy, it's all anonymous. They set it up where nobody could be tracked. So he's putting up murders and his next murder and clues of the murder and making and running around the murders. So here comes the New York Police Department and uh, all things uh, law enforcement. And they say, oh, here's our badge and you have to and you better and you got to show. And they go, hey, we don't know how. You know, Well, we can't. Well, we set it up. You kind of, How dare you have where people can go on the Internet and do stuff and we don't know everything, what they're doing, where they're doing. This is why we need to have. And it was a psyop for you know, law enforcement. So I'm going, okay. Have you been served with subpoenas? Have you guys had the man come and say, hey, we need to know where these boys are? Um, and the time that I've been here, no, we haven't. We've actually had um, some inquiries in the past. But, again, we don't log any information. So we have nothing to provide at that point. So even well, if they um, subpoenaed us or anything else, we don't have anything we actually could provide. Because, again, everything that we don't, again, we don't encourage anybody to do anything illegal, obviously. We don't encourage any kind of activity of that nature. All we're trying to do is protect the privacy of people that want to browse online. No, nope, got to be illegal. Cameron said, United Kingdom, Paris killings. They come right out within days. They're going, nope, I can't have encryption at the consumer level if we don't get to read it because, because, because. <laughs> and yeah, we, we don't encourage that. We don't. I mean, we, we want. Doesn't matter. I see my. Need, but you see my point. It's it's one of two things. They're trying to get it to where encryption technology and using it and doing it is like. Well, but we couldn't see it then. Yeah, that was the point. And they go, well, it's illegal. So I mean, well, that's the thing. You know, something that VPNs allow for, which is you know what what PIA uh, offers, you know, is a VPN service. Is everything's being done what's called client side. Which is which is really great. That's the encryption you want. Honestly, if the encryption isn't anything other than client side, it's really not worth the salt. Uh, you know, and and so because it's being done on the machine itself, that's why you know PIA can't store anything themselves, and they can just act like, oh yeah, hey, I don't know what's going on. We just want to protect people. That's all. Uh, but yeah, you, you know, I mean, you're right, Ernie. Certainly, it's like it's getting to the point that Obama, you know, was saying it too with Cameron that hey, uh, you know, if you're doing encryption, uh, you know, we need a backdoor to this sort of thing. The nice thing is, is that when it's done client side, it's very difficult to have that kind of you know uh, backdoor or that kind of you know access uh, to it. But no, no, no my I'm, my point is, is that it works. They them those yeah, don't it like does. that. It works. They are like you know they're, they're mad at you because 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 it works. You see my point. So I'm just going. Yeah. So VPN. I the first thing there was a uh, the uh, uh, one of the young young men. I think it was one of the head guys, the CEO or something, was there. Uh, Asian guy with uh, you know longer haircut. I can't remember his name, but uh, he was up at the Bitcoin area up there. And Paul Play from Airbits. He goes, go ahead, ask him, ask him, ask him if they've been served with subpoena. Ask him. And I go, they've been served with subpoena. Yep. Well, what would you do? We can't do anything. And I go. I like this, okay? So that was, so right off the bat, I'm already seeing that, yeah, here we go, but it's, but I'm looking at it from a standpoint of, uh, okay, so you have a bunch of servers all over the world. Well, you have to have servers. I mean, you know, it gets to the point to where you're looking for, you know, made safe stores distributed of, heck, there's not even a server for me to go check. You see my point? No. Yeah, uh, but I, I think that I mean the thing is is too. You're right, and and servers. I agree. I'm looking forward to like that serverless internet. Um, but like with, with a VPN, 
you know, the server is seeing generally, it's seeing gibberish. Um, actually, Joseph, is, is private Internet access, are you based in the U.S., or, or where are you based? We are based in the U.S., yes. Okay, all right, but but pretty much you, you're not keeping any... See, the, the concern with VPNs is, right, is that they keep logs, you know, and but you're not keeping any logs, right? Correct. We don't keep any kind of logging. We're, we're going to understand this way more. This is the first time that I... Yeah, of course, I've heard about it, and they go, oh, look at this box. How much would you pay for this box to be anonymous of the box? And kind of go, yeah, and, oh, it's open source. I go, wow, well, well, give me a screwdriver. I'll just run in there and take a look at it. So, you know, I'm just... This is why we need these guys to help us. We'll be right back. This is Donna Hancock with Brangus Realty in Arizona. Now more than ever, we have to seek out good investments to help secure our future. The real estate market across the country today seems to have recovered. Inventories are low, housing prices have gone up over the past year, and money is available to lend. But you must be careful to read between the lines of what the mainstream news is reporting. There is a shadow inventory, and the market is manipulated by a multiple number of factors. And we will need to anticipate this flux and prepare for the next market downturn in housing. There are many communities across the country today that have a growing mindset of preparing to ride out the financial storm. And Arizona is one of those places. If you are interested in moving to the desert southwest where we have three to four growing seasons a year and the sun is readily available for anything solar, I will be here to help you when that time comes. Feel free to use my webpage at DonnaHancock.com to search for Arizona properties that are of interest to you. And please feel free to call me at 602 828 1819 to discuss options for your move to Arizona. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. freedomsphoenix.com constantly providing the information, the real news about government policies and the real relationship we all have with the coercive government. The real condition of the economy, innovations in technology, breakthroughs in energy, health and computer science. Learn the truth well before it's admitted to in the lamestream media. The corporate media, nothing more than distributors of government propaganda, but now there's an alternative. Freedomsphoenix.com. Constant news updates on the issues that affect your life in the most important ways. With liberty and property under constant attack, Freedomsphoenix.com provides the understanding behind the propaganda, and it encourages the participation of its readers. Go to Freedomsphoenix.com. That's freedoms with an S, Phoenix.com. Freedomsphoenix.com. The revolution between the ears has already happened. Shiny badges on your jacket. Shiny badges. This is Davi Barker from ShinyBadges.com, and I just want to personally apologize for airing a jingle week after week, month after month, that turned out to be such an infectious brain work. Yes, you should apologize, Davi. It's in my freaking head all this time. Okay, what I want to do is, uh, when we come back, um, I want to go over the campaign, you know, reset the net thing. That concept, is that unique to your uh, marketing, or is it a concept? Common thing with people and how long you've been doing it that that kind of stuff joseph you see where i'm going Sure, absolutely. Okay, let's go ahead and do that. And then, uh, you know, of course, Brian can help us. But I'm I'm wanting to make sure that I understand that the option that you have, I can't imagine that they, them, those, won't leave you alone, are happy about this. And as you get into some like the dark Android projects and going more uh, Linux or open source, I've tried. I mean, for years I've been doing, all right, everybody's on my ass, you got to do Linux this. 
You open source that. You got to. All right, fine. Well, they go. Well, you just and you just. Well, you just this. I go. I can't. You. Well, you just. I go. Right, come over here and show me. You know where that just button is on my keyboard. Well, of course, forty-seven strokes later, they come up, and I'm going. No, that's not a grandma just button. All right. So I'm looking at how easy is um, your your service going to provide uh, the security that I need, private internet access. But I'm pretty much open. The man wants to know uh, all my favorite drugs and porn and you know bomb making materials and stuff you know i'm like yeah whatever and 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 i i gotta wonder what algorithm kind of filters out you know as a news thing and the kind of stuff that freedom's phoenix covers they gotta they gotta have some robot going what the hell is this guy doing you know so that and if i use your service that put a red flag up on somebody just like me all right here we go we're gonna talk about rn.fm on any phone in time 213-493-0309 that's 213-493-0309 to be a part of the show, call 602-264-2800. 602-264-2800. And now... Wow! 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 I feel good. I knew that I would not. I feel good. I knew that I would not. So good! So good! I got both Brian Sovereign and Joseph Craig on. We're talking about private internet access dot com. This is a, a very essential component as we're wanting to be like you know non anal probed. You know we're going. You know what? We're not even going uh, for the opt out feel up kind of. We're just uh, we're over here now. So let's go ahead and talk about this uh, process to begin with, to where I can go ahead and somehow, I, I, I want to understand it from the beginning. If I go to private Internet access, now go ahead and help me out, Joseph. I go to private Internet access and I download uh, your service. Right? What am I downloading? Am I downloading a um, you know an app? I'm downloading uh, some program that I'm interfacing and it does it all automatically like I read in your intro on my computer using all the hardware and settings and such that's there and it reconfigures to where I'm secret and how secret and it goes off all of a sudden if I go secret and go off the grid man there, there's a whole bunch of whoa 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 there's a little red flag on Ernie over there he went secret you know so I'm just going tell me about the process how it's done when I start right now so basically if you go on and and actually sign up for the service, you're going to get an application on any of up to five devices that you pick and choose from. So again, if you're using your desktop or your laptop, then you're going to be able to sign up for the service. You'll see a little icon, the little private internet access icon that's actually on top of the screen. And if you click on that, uh, you can actually have a setting so that anytime you log on to your computer, your entire activities online or you know otherwise will actually be encrypted. So, and it'll be using any one of our 2,100, just under 2,100 servers across the world. Okay, wait, 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 wait. See, this is one thing I did not understand about PIA. I thought PIA was a, um, I went to your, through your service kind of like a start page or DuckDuckGo or something, you know, but for uh, hiding, not what I was uh, actually the searches, but actually that I even existed. I was there. They don't know who I am as I look and you can't tell anybody. And to do that, I'm getting this program, but this program also encrypts everything as I transmit to your servers. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. So what will happen is, and there's a little diagram that actually you can see on our homepage. You'll be on your home computer, and what you'll do is you'll log into one of our servers, 
the information of whatever you're doing will be encrypted into our, as it comes into our server. So again, anybody that tries to see what you're doing will be completely encrypted, and it'll look like it's coming from one of our servers. So they won't be able to actually identify where you're coming from. Um, in addition, you can actually choose, pick and choose which one of our servers you want to be coming from. So which I'm, should, I'm sorry, which region you want your servers to appear that you're coming from. Um, and something that I thought this was actually kind of fun that one of my coworkers at the time actually uh, mentioned. He was from the Seattle area. He was actually able to log in um, to one of our Seattle servers and on his own computer actually watch the broadcast of a local te televised game within his area in Seattle. So you can actually pick and choose where you're coming from. Uh, and again, people won't be able to see what you're doing because all that information will be encrypted. So if you're going to Facebook, if you're going to anything like that, if someone's trying to hack in and actually see what you're doing, trying you know uh, snatch your password or anything else, they won't be able to see it because it'll just look like a bunch of gibberish that you're typing in, and not actually what you're doing. Okay, now let me ask one other question: Is that as I, for a good example, I have a Cox Uber whatever extra line that I need for whatever comes in to the studio? And it's a hard Ethernet that comes from my router in another room that's wireless, but it comes into here, and I put a, a Ethernet bus on there, and I connect my five gazillion computers. Is there something that I can put on that line that would encrypt all my computers, or do I got to put this service on each one of the operating systems of each computer? It's actually by device, so it'll be just um, again five, up to five different devices. So if you want to have five computers, um, yeah, you can go ahead and log in with those devices or with that with your uh, subscription. Into those devices. So okay, so it's kind of it's kind of syncing up all my devices in some way, or no? Right, but, it's, but our service is actually designed for uh, devices in particular. Okay, so if I'm doing this from my, I put it on my Galaxy Five uh, um, Google Anal Probe here, and I say, all right, I'm going to go ahead and put this on. What services does it limit me? You know, in using like Google Maps or any of this other stuff, does the encrypted data go out and come back, and I'm going to be encrypted on where I went in my location and my GPS, or is it uh, just for surfing or what? So it's good for all of that. The only thing that with things like that, um, and you'll find this if you visit somewhere, that anything that uses a geo-targeted location, so whether it be like a Craigslist or something, is if I log in and my server looks like I'm coming from Seattle, for instance, um, if I try to go to Craigslist by a Google search, it'll look like, a, look like I'm coming from Seattle. So Good, but I can change and search in a different city or whatever anyway if I wanted to. Absolutely. Okay. How how is this possible? I mean, just legally, just you know, I mean, uh, is uh, one of your board of directors a CIA plant of the whatever? I mean, you know, you know, <laughs> you see my point. I mean, this is exactly the kind of thing that they them those frown upon. You know, how frowned upon are you guys being? You know, VPN services are actually quite popular right now. And again, because we don't promote anything illegal, I mean, we, we really do not. We don't want anybody to do anything illegal with our services. So I think um, I mean, you'll see all kinds of news going on right now, especially when it comes to um, foreign governments, especially China right now is cracking down on VPN usage and so forth. So I think that um, there are questions about VPN services. As of right now, I mean, there's obviously nothing illegal about doing this whatsoever. Um, I mean, we're not encouraging illegal activity. We're encouraging just the privacy that people can... And that's and just what they want. To, that's just what they want to be illegal. We just had, was it? You know, a, a couple of weeks ago, you have the murders in um, Paris. You have the head of the United Kingdom come up and say, "Ah, see, you know, if we didn't have uh, private encryption uh, for communication, this wouldn't have happened. We would have, we would have stopped it." 
pinky swear. And I'm going, okay. So here it comes. If not in the U.S. and you in the U.K. and and you're you have a London reference in here. Was it London? What? What are you in London? I mean, what's that mean? Uh, London Trust Media is just our parent company. So Private Interaccess is just one company within the London Trust Media branch. We're actually located in the United States. I'm sitting in Los Angeles right now, actually looking out the window of downtown Los Angeles. Okay, so the London company is who? It's the parent company. Okay, are so, they out of London? Uh, I think actually our home base is actually located in Michigan, if I'm not mistaken. So this is, you know, this service you can see from my, my only, I'm glad it's there. I mean, it certainly doesn't surprise me in the inevitability of this kind of thing coming. But I mean, let me ask Brian this. Brian, I mean, this kind of service, you don't think it's semi-targeted? They want to track and get and back and plug in Matrix back of the head thing? I mean, this is this is not on their radar? Are they given up or it's a focus? No, what do you think? I, yeah, it's a good question, Ernie. I think the real the real thing here is that... VPNs fall under a... You can't really outlaw VPNs. Maybe you could somehow outlaw outlaw citizen use, quote-unquote citizen use of, of VPNs, because VPNs were originally created for corporate environments to protect them from getting, you know, uh, outside whatever malicious, uh, you know, malware or something like that. Or, yeah, but the know, corporations just, just are perfect... Corporations are perfectly happy to get the permission slip of the registration number of we're doing it. You know, right? But that's right. But that's the thing is that VPN technology itself is always going to be developed. Um, you know, because if if it isn't, then the corporations can't use it either. But yeah, they. You know, it's a great thing to use, but it might it might get to the point where they say, okay, private people can't use. Yeah, no, I mean, it, 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 I don't know, when have they not done that? You know, and when, yeah, they, right. when they do come after um, private Internet access, they, they what? I, I don't know. We'll find out. Ross Ulbricht was a red. Okay, see, that's one thing that is of interest to me. They're going to, and I give you a perfect example. When I was up at the um, Consumer Electronics Show, oh, before I forget, one thing. Joseph, you know those little window things that you put on your um, uh, camera, on your uh, laptop, the little privacy window thing that you guys got? Oh, yeah. Yeah, love those things. I found uh, being able to get those, and the packaging, the minimum was like a couple of dollars a piece. And I'm going, are you freaking kidding me? I want to know where I can get that, and I don't need to pack and kind of pay, and it's uh, three cents. Do I got a 3D print it or what? <laughs> They're actually kind of expensive, believe it or not. Uh, I think we paid like upwards of two bucks a piece. Yeah, that's stupid money. That. That's just stupid. <laughs> you, you you should be admonished for paying that much stupid money. But it is a cool thing, though, to have your for just what you guys do, which I can see for Freedoms Phoenix, a little bird up. I'm going, hell yeah, I want one of those. Well, I just tell you, when they get down and not being stupid, you know, I definitely want to buy a bunch for my uh, audience. So I'm going, you know, anyway, FYI. But the um, I, I'm looking at the business model of which you guys are, I would Imagine you got like paperwork and addresses and you know and mail and uh, we're over here and servers and kind of logged and investors and money and you know paperwork and taxes and stuff and I go all those tentacles that come into your operation is going to be I mean I mean hell you might as well if you're not a CIA operation you soon will be or the tech doesn't allow for it you know see I'm just for the ability for individuals to be able to do what you're providing them the service for is exactly what the man has been screaming about since I've been an activist from the early 90s. They, This is, you no know, hell no. You might as well be Silk Road. 
So I'm going, you know, what is the communication you have with law enforcement? Yeah, I mean, we don't, um, very little, because again, because we don't log anything. We don't really have anything to provide to them. So, they, I mean, we've actually, again, received queries in the past about, you know, whatever, if they thought something was going on or whatnot. But we have pretty much nothing to provide to them. So. Well, even if uh, they wouldn't even be able to know what is to be provided. Yeah, I mean, see, there's nothing. So, they, I mean, do they even know uh, who has the software on their computer? I imagine they would see that in, in encrypted data is flowing out of somebody's computer. There's some way to track the people that are using the service. Yeah, I guess they could, but even so, I mean, they couldn't tell where they're located or anything just because they use any one of our servers. And again, there are servers, and we don't even log customer data. So, well, I mean, I'm wondering if there's any flags as it comes out of my uh, Ethernet, you know, for my account on Cox. I mean, as it goes, aha, you know, there, ooh, another private Internet access guy. We must have a drone go place a microphone on his window. You know, or <laughs> Possibly, but again, because it's going to look like you're coming from one of our servers, and other people can use our servers again, I mean, we're just one of, you know, we, we have access to these servers as well. Um, it's just going to look like you're in a different location. So if you're wherever you're located, if you want to pick that you're coming actually from Texas, for instance, or Florida, um, it'll just look like you're coming from there instead. So, and because it is encrypted, I mean, they won't, that's the only thing they'll see, but they won't be able to tell anything, you know, where you're coming from physically or whatnot. So, um, yeah, and this is power. This is man. You, you got you had me a hello, but I'm telling you, I'm just I've been around long enough to see that they will make a poster child out of this. In fact, it really what scared me is when I saw you know Castle is called. We hadn't seen them for a while, and finally Donna got Hulu and found that there some shows we missed are there, and we're getting caught up. And they have, and the whole episode is about exactly your kind of service of law enforcement. Got to have it, and the world's going to end, and the asteroids going to hit if they don't find and you got to and you didn't well there ought to be a law okay so i'm it's a psyop thing all right hold on here we go there are those that just want to be left alone and those that just won't leave them alone which one are you the Ernest hancock show song of what television show come on no i i know <laughs> i know you know brian get all right brian tell him uh, is that johnny quest johnny quest johnny quest <laughs> nobody ever gets it you know that eh, brian's first one probably has it here the show okay now what i want to do is I, I i'm i'm really interested in this i hear about it a lot and when i got you know uh someone like paul play is all you know uh endorsing and then uh, i talked to some of the other guys and like brian and the other people oh yeah you know this is this is the way to go i'm going all right well private private internet access.com how long have you guys been around where'd you come from who are the principals behind it so um the company's been around since about 2010 or so there's actually a number of people that actually have contributed to the company uh you know and the co-founder actually was going to be uh, joining me on the call he uh, actually built this himself and we've developed it since then so uh, but again with the growth of vpns the company is growing pretty fast okay what's that mean 
I mean, you got twenty something countries and a bunch in the company of a company and kind of you know, and how many users? <laughs> Can't uh, reveal too much of that information, but again, we, we're we're doing very well, let's just say. So it's like a few from around the world. Yeah. Can you tell me how yeah. many countries are hooked into you? Um, All you know, of I- them. Okay. <laughs> so <clears throat> this. See, I didn't know that this. How long have you guys been around? What was the year you guys started? Turned on. Two thousand ten. Yeah, so it's relatively recent. I mean, so let me ask uh, Brian this. The battle against the surveillance of we know everything, how's that going against the individual services like, uh, you know, privateinternetaccess.com and, uh, you know, dark Android you're working on and all this? I mean, am, am I looking at a year, two, three, five? You know, it's just like, and uh, we used to remember the World Wide Web and they used to be able to used to. I mean, you know, how far away are we? Uh, from... So is the question like how far away are we from uh, beating the surveillance state? No, yeah, from them not being able, and all of a sudden the net went dark for the man. They're like, oh, well, that sucks. We got to nuke somebody or something. You know, what I mean, <laughs> you know, when 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 do we get to that point? How far away are we from being able to just go dark? I'm I'm going to say you know like completely to do everything that everybody does with the computer. You know, maybe we've got another year or two. Uh, before that happens. But right now, if you play your cards right, you use services like private internet access, um, I think that you're, you know, you can get really, really close. And if not, you can make it happen like right now. Um, but, you know, and it's interesting too, because one thing, you know, I, you were saying already about how, you know, what happens, uh, you know, are they going to outlaw VPN use and all that stuff? I think the best thing you can do is to just convince as many people as possible to use VPNs. Then, I mean, how do you, you can't outlaw the software because it's open source, you know, using open VPN and all that. But, I mean, you know, how could you outlaw something that, like, everybody's already using? I don't, I don't think it would, I don't think that flies via a comedy commentary. You like mean, that. like, how do you outlaw guns and everybody has one? You mean, like, that? Yeah, kind of, kind of that deal. Or, like, how do you, you know, uh, or, you know, lawn darts. Like, you outlaw lawn darts. People still have tons of lawn darts. <laughs> you know, I, I think that if, if, if so many people are using it, that even or like you're talking about the red flag thing where the ISPs are going to notice, hey, we can't read the data because, you know, private Internet access, stuff like that, you know, VPNs, they're encrypting it before it even gets to the ISP. And that, sure, I, I think that does raise a red flag, but if everybody's using it, you know, so what? Like, I mean, everybody's going to be have to get flagged. So I, I think if there's mass adoption, uh, that's a, a kind of a solution to, you know, what happens. Okay, this is this is mass adoption. I hear this with Bitcoin all the time. You want to get mass adoption, make it easy. You want to get mass adoption, right. just you know, have it as a default setting of you know that's the way it is. You want to get mass adoption, is click here and it loads on Firefox. I mean, you know, this is this is the kind of mass adoption. When I go and download some software or anything, I got McAfee and you know and uh, Norton and everything wants to load it in the default. And don't you want private guy? Hell no! Get that crap off of my. So I'm I'm, I'm looking at you know this is as a consumer demand for as a default when you start getting uh, get this android you see it advertised on net or on television or it starts making a big deal at ces is that look this android freed up uh, open source we're not surveilling you they don't get in access to turn on a flashlight all your contacts and favorite colors and everything and passwords of whatever as a default this attitude that's coming you know i can see you know this this uh reset the net tell me about that joseph is that you guys or is is that an industry thing? So there's actually something, a campaign we sponsored a little bit a while ago with uh, Fight for the Future. 
so basically we're just trying to get people to um, again to be able to have privacy again because now every time you go online and do something everything is tracked so we want people to actually enjoy the internet without having to worry about being tracked or having everything that they do monitored by um, whoever or again without having to worry about being hacked so by using by reset the future or reset the net rather that's what we're encouraging people to be able to take back the internet well, define that. Take back the internet. Was there an internet to ha- that we had to begin with? I mean, you know, what do you mean? Take it back. Take back. You know, freedom of expression. Take back. Uh, you know, people not they, they worried about borders and boundaries. Take it back. Uh, the generation next of you know, suck it. You're not getting all my you know secret information. And as we're going into we yesterday we had uh, Cubic Robotics on, and it's just Jarvis from Iron Man. You just talking. You got combat. You did everything. You know, I'm going. Wow, where's the value in this? Well, of course, a lot of people do it, but I tell you where the value is. It's all the data it manufactures. It's all of the gestures, all the talk, all your voice, all the, you know, everything, your whole life is there. It's not that the servers are going to sell. It's all the data. It might as well just be Rupert Murdoch buys up MySpace for $360, gazillion. And I'm going, I can see where this is going, but what happens if you got a cubic robotic Jarvis thing that's on um, the private internet access dot? They don't get anything they're going well damn it and we lose all kind of value in it then and i'm going yeah you know give me group next that's going to provide all this usage for me and all this interface and syncing between all my mobile devices and desktops and all that kind of stuff to where i get to control me and i'm going that right there as that begins to develop you will see they them those will blow up stuff in vague country mushroom cloud the golden gate bridge st louis arch to give the justification of hell no you're not allowed to do this and we must know everybody and where's your um you know, internet access card registration. You know, this is what's coming. So I'm looking at things like Bitcoin and distributed internet to where it doesn't matter what law they pass. It's impervious to them doing it. I don't care. It operates without their consent. They go, well, we need wide adoption. I go, you need wide adoption. Let me tell you how you do that. As a default setting, you have, I get to be private with anything that I want to do, and it's mine, and I don't have to ask permission, and it's a grandma just button. You do that, I'm all over it. And I'm getting the impression that private internet access provides a lot of that ease. That's what everybody is telling me. So I'm going, if I do this, does it cost me anything? Well, private internet access is subscription-based. So, I mean, it does cost, you know, obviously a little monetary money. What? How much? Well, it's $333 per month if you sign up for a year. $332 a month? Three dollars and thirty-three cents. Three dollars and thirty-two (laughs) cents. Okay. So it's like, you know, it's uh, 15 bucks a year or something. Uh, you guys take Bitcoin, right? You guys take Bitcoin? Yes, absolutely. We take uh, cryptocurrencies. We also take, uh, you know, if you want to pay by PayPal, credit card, any other method. And you know, one thing that I actually uh, was speaking to someone about at CES is uh, I actually have a home security system at my house that costs me about $40 per month. And, you know, if I'm at home and someone tries to do something at home, I can actually do something about that, whether it be call the police or, you know, whatever I have to do. Um, and I always never use it. I always forget to turn it on or whatever when I, you know, when I'm not at home. But with your personal data, again, all we're saying is that for three thirty-three per month, three dollars and thirty-three cents per month, you can actually protect your personal data. If someone stole my personal data and I didn't have something like this, I wouldn't even know who to call. There's nothing I can do to actually protect myself. This is a very cheap service to protect your personal data and others as well. Take, for instance, um, Valentine's Day is coming up. I actually went online yesterday and shopped for something for my fiance. Um, if I'm doing that without having my data encrypted. 
I'm putting both of our futures at risk by actually putting my shopping information out there, her shipping information out there, and everything else. So without a VPN service, again, I'm putting my data at risk all the oh, ones I love as well. Bank of America story. We'll be right back. When it comes to investing in precious metals, you need a source you can trust who offers you choices and empowers you to maximize your wealth. That's where Roberts & Roberts Brokerage can help. Roberts & Roberts is a trusted name in precious metals. Since 1977, Roberts & Roberts has been providing you with the finest gold and silver bullion, coins, rounds, and bars at genuine and honest prices. They make it easy to invest in precious metals and work with you to suit your investment needs. In addition to offering gold and silver for sale for U.S. dollars, Roberts & Roberts Brokerage is now accepting Bitcoin in exchange for their quality precious metals products. To speak with a professional from Roberts & Roberts about investing in precious metals, call toll-free 800-874-9760. Write this number down, 800-874-9760. Visit Roberts & Roberts online at rrbi.co. That's rrbi.co. On behalf of Roberts & Roberts, here's hoping your day is as good as gold. Free Talk Live. The reason why I reject... Okay, what we're going to do when we come back, I'm going to tell you the story. Just last night, Drew and I went to Sam Ash, which is like, I don't know, Guitar Center, you know, amps, wires, stuff. And we needed some uh, wiring that we're still working on. We should have, I should have tested it. <laughs> That's what happened. But uh, we're, we're working on it, and um, I go in there, and I, I take all my credit cards out of my, unless I'm traveling or I need them or something, I just, you know, leave them here in my safe or something. And I just use my Visa debit card on my bank of America account. So I, you know, go to the Sam Ash and I need $60 worth of crap. So I go in and they go, oh, I'm sorry, it's declined. And I'm going, um, why? I mean, okay, well, you know, I don't get upset. I call, you know, my wife, what's oh, on? Got enough in there. I don't know what the, you know, kind of, okay. Well, you're running again. You know, I says, sorry, nope, decline. You know, you scumbag. And I'm going, really? All right. So I go, out right out into the parking lot to a Walgreens, and I go to the ATM, and I take out something. I go, ah, no, you're declined. And I go, really? Okay. Well, is this the beginning of their messing with Ernie? I just love it. So I go, I called that number on the back of the credit card, and you do the 10-minute, you know, wait thing. Finally get to someone, and they're always very sorry. Oh, we're very sorry. For you. We're very sorry. We're very sorry. I'm going to screw you, but you're very sorry. So I'm going, look. I am standing here right now. I don't want to have to go home and go get cash or another card. Or I am standing because I'm kind of training them. I'm doing, you know, I'm building up this Bitcoin thing. So I'm going. Look, I'm standing here right now in front of you know at the merge. I need to get this stuff. I do. You know, can I or can I? I just need to ask. Well, we need some more. Whoa, 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 whoa! Time out. Do you see the account? Did I give you all your password stuff? Yeah. Okay. This is my question. Can I? Yes or no? Use this card at this location to get my stuff. Can you turn that on? Well, um, uh, yeah. Okay, well, then let's do it. What had happened is I've gone to Lowe's or Home Depot or something, and there was a batch of credit card data that was taken. And so it uh, once it, it hits an investigate, just all these numbers just cancel. Well, they didn't tell me. You know, so I'm just going, you know, you guys suck at this. So I'm just going, I need, okay, well, we can turn it on. For you to do your purchase, and then we'll turn it off in an hour. How about that? That's great. Well, the system, they go, I'm sorry, you know, it's not working, or we can't rescan one that's already been declined. Our system won't, you know, that, that, and then computer stuff. So then I'm going, and I'm sitting there, and I have her on speaker when I walked in. All right, stay with me as I walk in. And I go, "Um, you listening? 
this is why I use Bitcoin. I don't have to. So, so this is kind of the point that I was making. This doesn't happen when you you have the security mindset. These issues, they, they like they can happen. And there's so many. I, I love that I had this instance, and I went through the process just to be a butthead. Okay, we'll talk about this real quick when we come back. Here we go. Rich shows via their websites and become an amplifier at amp.lrn.fm. That's amp.lrn.fm. And now, live from the studios of Freedom's Phoenix, Ernest Hancock. And storm the capital and take over the ramparts of uh, now you're in charge and the people and kind of violence and guns and, and you know, um, um, vote for me. How do you do that? And I'm going, you know, I don't want to. I just want to. Can I just like slowly step away from the bear? And all the other people running or beating up or shooting or whatever. You go deal with them. I'm over here. You know, I'm just be a, you know, leave me alonist. They go, what are you? Are you an anarchist? Can I be a leave me alonist? Can I what? What category is leave me alonist? Well, you first you think it's libertarian, and they try and bastardize the definition of that, and everybody's libertarian now. And then you go, well, voluntarist. You know, I, I like that. You know, that's cool. You know, how about uh, anything peaceful and voluntary? Okay, that's good. How about that? Uh, how about uh, uh, leave me alonest? You know, how are you going to change that? Well, I, I want to tell this story real quick. <clears throat> I already told the guys. I went last night to Sam Ash, which is like a, uh, uh, a sound equipment, rock band, guitar. You know, there's people in there on, beating on drums and playing Stairway to Heaven all the time. So I go in there and I said, look, I need to have um, uh, some wires and here's and kind of stuff. And the bill came up to like $65. So I go and I got like, I don't know, 30, 40 in my, in my wallet or something. I need that. I need 65. So I give him my Visa debit card. And they go, oh, I'm sorry. It's been declined. And I go, Really? Okay, well, are you sure? I mean, okay. call Donna, you know, I'm like, hey, man, you know, what's up? You know, well, it seems like it's okay. This is what happened. I went to some uh, uh, lumber, it was Lowe's or Home Depot or something, and a batch of cards got compromised, what the hell that means, and that law enforcement just sends in this batch or this day, or this, you know, just cancel all these cards. You know, somebody got to just cancel them all. So they canceled them. I can't use it. You know, but I don't have one. They didn't tell me. I don't remember. I'm like, what the heck is that? So then I'm going, all right, what I wanted to do is I just, you know, go through the process of trying to educate them and just be a butthead. Ten minutes, I'm on hold. Drew's like, let's just go back to the house, get some more money, another card. You're wasting my time. He's just all pissed off. Well, I'm going, no, I, I want to go through this. It's a good story. So I go, all right, you get him on the phone finally. Well, yeah, it wasn't anything I did. You know, it was just, you know, because we just canceled and get over it. And I go, well, Ken, I'm standing here. I need this stuff. Oh, my God, I'm going to die. It's uh, The world is crashing down if I don't buy this widget gizmo I need for whatever. Okay, Mr. Hancock, we're going to turn it on for you to make this transaction. Then we'll turn it off in an hour or, you know, right after or whatever. And I see it and then we'll do it. Okay, let's do that. It didn't work. Because the system there, you know, once they run it through and it doesn't go, they cancel. Really? So I'm sitting there with them all in a speakerphone with the, the manager of Sam Ash, the person from the bank, and myself. And I go, this is why I use Bitcoin. 
You know, it's, because I don't have these kinds of problems, the security problems. This is accumulation and centralization of data and privacy that they take, and it's always right. So now what do I got to do? Donna had, we had the grandkids over, we're going to watch a movie. That credit card's not good on the Amazon Prime of, I get the rent of the whatever. And I'm thinking of all the other cards. I got to change my number again. I go through all this stuff. This is why privacy is important. And not only your financial transactions for Bitcoin and so on, and the loss of like money and your identity and all that stuff, but also the typecasting of who you are and what you do and why. So that's why we have this service, privateinternetaccess.com. How common is that that experience right there? Is that a common motivator for a, a lot of guys, Joseph, you think? I think so. You know, and, and that's very frustrating, too. I mean, cryptocurrency, I think, is growing in popularity as a result of that. And I think that's just a reminder of how important privacy is. I mean, there's always the chance that something somebody can hack into something and take your personal information. So that's just a reminder of why how important something like a VPN service is. When you created this, the guys that started this, where did it first uh, pop up? Was it Michigan, California, London? I mean, where did this come from? Uh, I'm not exactly sure geographically where they were located, but uh, I knew they were uh, not that far out of college, and I actually went about realizing that, again, the, the need for private security, um, and again, for people to be able to browse online privately. So when they realized that, they realized the service needed to be uh, kind of created, so they went about building us out, and here we are. See, that's one thing that was very concerned. Brian, you remember this when it's, uh, yeah, we saw you and Stephanie up at the New York Bitcoin conference, and you could mm-hmm. see that their whole idea was to make exactly this kind of work with encryption <laughs> illegal, or you had to have a permission slip. This is why, do you think? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think that's accurate. So, I mean, it, it's, it's a little bit like cryptocurrencies is kind of going in two directions, right? One of them is towards privacy, the other is how can we implement this into the system that beat? Uh, you know, you go to, like, Bitcoin conventions, conferences now, and it's a lot of people like, okay, how can we attach your identity to Bitcoin? Uh, so it's good to know that there's companies like PIA and others that are like, no, let's use Bitcoin for getting our privacy back. Because, I mean, really, privacy is like the, the cornerstone of civilization. That's why walls were invented, you know, the very first home. So, yeah, it's great. The privateinternetaccess.com and its relationship to Bitcoin is just a commonality in philosophy, Joseph? Or is it, you know, facilitate more secure transfer of kind of encryption of an encrypted um, encryption? I mean, how deep are we? I think it's just more of the same kind of idea that, um, again, people should be able to do people things anonymously and not have to worry about, you know, because if you have a bank account and you actually have to go down to the bank and if you want to get a certain amount of money out, you have to wait a while. You know, you might just sit there while they do some transfers and whatnot. So I think cryptocurrency is kind of a, a way to be able to spend money anonymously and not have to worry about people tracking your purchases and whatnot. So I think private internet access has that same concept of privacy. I, you know, I tell you, it's a... It's a um public relations kind of feel-good public opinion kind of thing. And i give you an example. When we were uh, running our restaurant and we put the first phone, we had to have, I don't know, six, seven phone lines. And uh, we were delivery pizza and kind of restaurant. It was, you know, there was lots of phone calls, man. And as we were dealing with Quest at the time, it went Mountain Bell and then AT&T and they went to the Bells and then it goes, and I think it was Quest at the time. Well, they go in and I said, you know, 
the first opportunity, I'm so pissed off, and there's no other option. You know, it was a, it was a government protected monopoly. I go, the first, I, I tell the people, and they're just like, yeah, screw it, and we're a monopoly, and corporation commission says, and suck it. And I'm going, the first opportunity I have to not have to use you guys anymore, I'm taking it just out of principle. I mean, just to support competition, because you've pissed me off so many times, so much, for so long. Now, Bank of America, there was a local Arizona bank that got bought up by Bank of America, and then we had another account. Anyway, we just kind of stayed there because we got, got grandfathered in on a lot of stuff. And I'm going, okay, so we got that, but they pissed me off so much, so many times, because this is the best they can do when you have all this accumulation centralization of IDs and passwords and credit card numbers and who they are and addresses and all this. And, of course, it's a value for people to take. That's why Murdoch's buying MySpace for 300 and whatever million. So I'm going, all right. This kind of, I'm waiting for the opportunity to do something like private internet access, get more involved and deeper in uh, uh, Bitcoin for exactly this reason, because just the philosophy of distributed privacy that we can do this. And, and I'm asking Brian and Joseph now, Brian, you first, I mean, how, you're saying within a couple of years of really having Grandma Just Button ability to communicate and be private. Is that what your vote is? Yeah, yeah, a year to two years. Um, I mean, just the Snowden revelations, I don't think people realize just how big that was. I mean, it was, it was just a huge wake-up call to so many people. Yeah, it didn't tell us uh, anything and, we didn't already know. <laughs> well, right, sure, yeah. I mean, a lot of people, you know, knew about Room 641A and all that stuff since, like, 2007 or even earlier. Uh, certainly. So, but I mean, I, I think for the for the average person, it really woke them up, and then it, it got a lot of people thinking, "Hey, you know, there's a whole economy that could grow out." And so, I think that economy will be pretty much set and ready, as in products available to you to have your privacy and anonymity within, you know, full on like a year or two years. Okay, where, Joseph, where two operating systems are going to be made. Joseph, are you kind of in the same category? Just a you know, a little little sooner, a little bit more time, and then uh, here we go, mass adoption. I sure hope so, because I think internet security is actually very important and privacy and whatnot. I think you're actually seeing a more massive adoption, too. If you look at someone like Google, Google actually has, set up, um, has said that they prefer websites that actually use HTTPS, um, with the S obviously being a secure connection or encrypted. So I think that they're even um, kind of promoting security. I mean, again, they're having more issues with the government in terms of being subpoenaed for information and whatnot. But they're trying to push for a more secure net and just overall encryption. So I think you're seeing more and more even large companies actually pushing for that. So I yeah, think I think it's a demand. That. I think it's a demand. It may be just a family. I mean, like Zuckerberg's not all about how much we love your privacy crap, and I don't think Google's anymore. I just think it's you know uh, it's just a market demand. If they want to play, because they're going to have to deal with you guys. You know, that's one thing. I, I just want to. I, I forgot. I should have mentioned this more. Um, BitcoinSummit.info. We just pulled the trigger. I go down and signed the contracts today. I was going to go yesterday, but, you know, time got messed up and uh, Drew and I working on this. But today I go down, sign the contract, Sheridan Crescent, where we do our Freedom Summit. BitcoinSummit.info. You get some of the information there. Andreas Antonopoulos, Tux Event, Davi Barker, already speakers. It's going to be an afternoon workshop with a lot of the wallet providers and exchanges. We're going to get Arizona hooked up, and I think private internet access should be involved. Boy, you know uh, that, that was great to be able to talk with Joseph Craig and the you know really the, the whole team over at private internet access. It's definitely uh, I can safely say this now. 
Private internet access is probably, in my opinion, the best VPN um, out there. And, you know, ProXPN is great. If you're already on that, you know, that that's fine. You know, roll with it. But private internet access is actually, you know, really, really good. And, and people that have emailed me privately in the past have kind of asked, you know, hey, what do you recommend? You know, these are my qualifications. And, you know, for the truly, truly super paranoid, um, private internet access really is the, in my opinion, the cream of the crop uh, as far as as far as VPNs uh, go. And then, you know, it's something I actually in very early episodes of um, of Sovereign Tech, where I think it was like one of the one of the first specials I did, maybe the third one, uh, where it was a security special or maybe it was just an episode. I don't know. But, uh, we, you know, we listed off the the great VPNs and, and private Internet access at the time certainly took uh, took top billing and in really just about every way that I can, you know, make a metric now uh they do they accept bitcoin as to where proxpn stopped accepting bitcoin for a while uh and as far as i know they're not accepting it anymore uh, or even even to now uh so it was great to have them it's good to have them involved with the liberty community in any way that they can be and of course the bitcoin summit uh that that ernie I don't know. I don't think it made it into this, but I mean, but the Bitcoin summit that's coming on in, you can go to Bitcoin summit, uh, com. Actually it's, it's Bitcoin summit dot info. Love those dot info domain, uh, top level domains. Uh, but anyway, you can check out, you know, there, the event there and get involved with it and whatever. Uh, I am excited that it's happening. It's people with the right mindset, uh, trying to introduce people to a lot of things and, and it'll be interesting. Hopefully private internet access will be involved with that as well. Uh, so do check that out now. Of course, here is the, the second time that I was on declare your independence. That's what's coming up right now. Uh, and we got, again, got to talk about all kinds of things in this one, you know, like the, the future of Bitcoin, a lot of ideas. I mean, I, I really like Ernie's whole notion of leave me aloneism. Uh, I, I really do. And <laughs> it's a great ism to run with. Right. And actually it's, it's also interesting because I, you know, I mean, I've listened to declare your independence. I'm certainly a fan of Ernie, uh, you know, in the past, but it sounds like very, you know, recently he's really, really pushing towards, and I could be wrong. Maybe he's been doing this for a long time, but he's really pushing towards this kind of similar ideas that I have as far as, uh, intentional communities go, you know, we'll just build our infrastructure over here in parallel you know, to whatever the state is doing. And when the time comes, you know, we'll just, we'll be, you know, the, the, uh, the anarchists or the voluntarists, whatever word you want to use, will be ready. And they'll already have their parallel economy, their parallel society, their parallel communities, all of that, uh, built up, ready to go. And I think that's an exciting thing to, to get people together on. And, and he's really getting on a lot of guests that are trying to build all of that and highlight it and get people informed. Uh, and that's, that's really cool. And that's, you know, one of the main points I wanted to bring out with the second uh, show that, that you'll hear is, you know, the first thing, one of the first steps with this is to just get people away from using the big companies, from using the big services like Google, uh, you know, and, and go down, you know, go down the list of them, even Apple and whatever else. So get, get out of those systems, get into the systems that are open source, that give you options and that you could take with you you know, without fear of being, you know, so much watched by the NSA or the government or whatever, when perhaps you do start an intentional community or when you do, uh, you know, go over here and, you know, practice your leave me aloneism and whatever else. So anyway, uh, yeah, it, it was an interesting conversation. I'll come back at the end of it and then we'll roll out with the music. And then, of course, the bonus segment after that with Dan Crawl talking about um, it's not gov. Uh, org. So anyway, here you go. Enjoy my second appearance on Declare Your Independence. Oh, I love it. Brian, I got you. Ernie, 
Okay, go ahead and talk. I I gotta get your oh. level. Okay, yep, talking, talking, one, two, three. There you go. That's good. All right. Now, we're going to, you know, without distraction and whatever this time, we're going to do in the first segment, just skip to the end and get the uh, dark android and do that again. But then after we get that out of the way, then I want to talk about um, um, the Bitcoin uh, Jekyll Island meeting or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, definitely. That sounds great. Well, I had Paul Snow on for a segment yesterday. He's going down there. And I talked to Tuxavent, and he's got uh, at least four guys that he knows that's giving him the inside scoop that's going down there, and we'll get them on next week. So okay. I'm going to find out what's what. But I I already I got my suspicions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, they're going to explain it to everybody. Now, well, we don't like it, but we're going to have to, you know, um, you know, you know, take a take it from the man. You know, Uncle Sam wants us to bend over this rail over here. You know, so <laughs> yeah, I, right. So I'm just. Have you read the um, the Bitcoin license thing? Did you are you studied that at all? Yes. Yeah. Really? Okay. Good. Because I, I don't care. So I'm just. Yeah. <laughs> my, well, see, my thing is, is the tech can hold up to this kind of regulation or not. And if it's not, it's because they changed it and made it to where it didn't. And that's what I think the advocacy is. And this whole run for foundation stuff and everything. And Bruce doing this. Now, whoa. So plenty to talk about. But first, it's about you. Here we go. And now, live from the studios of Freedoms Phoenix. Ernest Hancock. Believe me when I say we have a difficult time ahead of us. But if we are to be prepared for it, we must first shed our fear of it. I stand here without fear because I remember. I remember that I am here not because of the path that lies before me, but because of the path that lies behind me. I remember that for 100 years we have fought these machines. And after a century of war, I remember that which matters most. We are still here! Welcome back to Declare Your Independence. I'm here in Hancock here in Phoenix, Arizona. I from BA beautiful studios of uh, Freedoms with an S, FreedomsPhoenix.com. Okay. Brian Sovereign, we had him on uh, last week, I think, and I, I'm just like, we need to have him on again. We had some technical stuff I was distracted with and kind of getting whatever. And I go, wait, 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 wait. I, I, I like got 83% of, um, you know, what Brian was saying. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. That other, that other 17% was like, you know, some important. I'm going, no, 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 we need to do this again. But I also want to talk to him about the, uh, confab going on in the Caribbean of the Bitcoin Jekyll Island meeting or something. So we'll go ahead and talk about that too. But Brian Sovereign has come up with a, uh, a d- you know, dark Android. It's not really an app, but, you know, there is an uh, application method by which you can put on free and open source software on your Android platform. And you go to f-droid.org. And I, and I wanted to, I, 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 wait, 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 wait. I need to find out more about this because I, I want to, I, I want to do some stuff. So we're going to find out what's going on with Brian. Brian, let's talk about dark Android, but start off. I, I imagine we need to be able to install a Cadillac F-Droid. Tell me about that as the beginning of this. 
Yeah, sure. Uh, so the important thing, and I think it, it's the importance really came to light, especially this week in a lot of ways, because uh, we had one of Android's competitors, but it's still Android compatible, called CyanogenMod. Okay, this is an alternative to Android, but it still runs Android software, where the CEO of that said, we are going to take Android away from Google because Google is closing in. It's not open source anymore. People can't do what they want with it. Uh, we also found out the case with, with Ross Albrecht during the Silk Road trial where he wasn't found through any special, you know, he wasn't found out through any special NSA, uh, you know, technology. He was found out through Gmail. So the importance of getting away from Google, it can't be any more highlighted than it already is. And the first step in doing that, in a large part, is getting away from using their version of Android and their uh, their apps, their Play Store, all that stuff, just getting away from it. But most people don't know. They don't know that they can do that. And so you get F-Droid, and that gives you a whole series of apps that can do everything that you normally love to do with your smartphone or tablet or whatever. And so you get your hands on that, and then there's a series of apps. I mean, it's pretty endless, the amount of apps that you can get access to when you go on that. But it's okay. still running the same Android software that came with my phone from Verizon or whatever. Right. It can, or you can choose a, a different model. You know, it, it, it's up to everybody's you know comfort level with this sort of thing, because you could put on an Android-compatible uh, you know, operating system like CyanogenMod, or they have what's called AOSP, which is uh, the uh, the Android open source project or whatever, and that uh, you know either of those will have no Google on it whatsoever. And you can get a tablet, you know, even if you just wanted to experiment with this, uh, you could get a tablet on like Newegg or take your pick at the store, and you can get one for like thirty to fifty bucks that won't have Google on it. And that's why it's so inexpensive because they're not paying any license or doing any special work to you know kiss Google's ass. And so, you know, this is something that people can really try out, and then you can get out of that system. Okay, now let me ask it. This is my observation when dealing yeah. with Google, whatever, is that um, it's like with Microsoft stuff. I, I buy a Microsoft piece of crap to do some offline Bitcoin paper wallet stuff to put in my gun right. room, kind of whatever. And <laughs> they're just, you want to even change it to Linux to take that up, and they're going, ah, that you're not allowed. You know, it's, and when I, when I, and they certainly make it different. No, it's a just button with you. But for me, no. you know, they go, yeah, you just, yeah, show me that button. So on the, the video computer that I built, we had one go out and we do our streaming to the network. And what we did is we said, okay, well, I'll just build another computer. I get a Motorola Google board. I guess they were involved in Motorola motherboards there at one point. So I got this motherboard. I put it in. And before I even put it in the operating system, I had to totally agree. Do you agree? Do you totally agree that everything and whatever and through in the agreement of uh, Google goes through that motherboard before I even put on the operating system? So I'm wondering if Android, you know, I'm going, okay, I don't want your operating system. They go, that's okay. It's all good. You totally agreed that this device, you know, sends a prism signal to whatever anyway do we know about that well that's the thing is that with with largely with dark android that i've set up you know if you go with uh again not necessarily google's android but an android uh you know compatible system like i mentioned CyanogenMod, or if you go with uh, aosp and then of course you put on the f-droid store instead of the play store there's no i agree buttons there's there's nothing nothing of the sort that you have to go through uh, because they understand that just like uh, a, a popular like a search engine alternative is DuckDuckGo. 
you don't have to sign in for anything to use their services, and they offer tons and tons of services. And because I agree, I I agree with you, not with the the, the I agree button, <laughs> but I agree with you that it you know as soon as you have to hit that, I mean you're you're letting loose all kinds of things that you don't even know because you totally all that stuff. You totally yeah. agreed. You know, I agreed to have your mouth sewed to somebody's button, somebody sewed to your button. And you have the, <laughs> you know, the, the one gastrointestinal is shared, and why won't it read? Okay, uh, the human sent iPad, South Park. Okay, right. I, yeah. Have you ever seen that episode? Yes, that yeah, is, human centipede. Man, yeah. that is freaking funnier than hell, and then right up point, you know, right on point on this. So I'm going. All right, so I can get me a uh, Android friendly operating phone kind of sort of thing. And yeah. uh, where do I get these? Is it the new Taiwan China made of whatever chip they got? Not not always, um, but that's something. I mean, I I understand people's concerns with what the hardware may do. Uh, you know, is the hardware going to send information? I mean, that was something. Remember, Joe Biden said that you know, don't buy uh, ZTE or a highway or whatever because it's sending information back to Mother China and all this stuff. Um, they can, they are. Yeah, I, I mean, certainly, like the NSA wanted to do the same thing in the '90s with uh, the Clipper chip and all of that. You know, yep. so it's it's not outlandish to think that that could happen. Um, but at the same time, I do think, you know, at the heart of a lot of this technology, like, uh, you know, a lot of this stuff, I don't want to get too technical with it, but a lot of this stuff runs off of uh, what they call an ARM-based processor. And this ARM-based processor, as compared to like an Intel processor or an AMD processor, uh, is actually designed, forget about the operating system, forget about Android, forget about any of that, is designed to receive and interact with any signal that it gets. And so this is a problem. And, and really, when you get, think about it in that way, the fact that it just it receives any signal, and it could be from anybody, it could be from the NSA, from China, you take your pick, uh, it, it, it's not secure. I mean, so it's tough to say, you know, can any smartphone really be that secure? Uh, I mean, when you get into that level of things, I don't know, you know, but then th- that, that raises, it, it becomes kind of a rabbit hole because how far do you go with this? And if anything, can you just do best practices with your software that can hopefully thwart anything you want to do with the hardware. So I hope that didn't get too technical. No, I mean, the answer is always yes. It's just how much. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, and you go, can you? Yes, I can. That'll be $300,000. We'll get right on. So <laughs> this is, uh, you know, but we need to have someone in the space such as yourself that can help explain to us and give us the pitfall. Because a lot of times I went through this early on when we started covering Bitcoin. God, early. I mean, oh, nine, ten. And as we're having, like, oh, it's this and it's that and so on and pinky swear and get it means and always and that and that wasn't necessarily so you know so as time goes on i don't want these kind of things oversold people uh well fine i can go buy you know heroin online hell and it's private did in and the the ups is the sheriff department you know so i'm i i don't want people to you know have higher expectations on this stuff than what they need to but i do tell you this i am i i, I hate the idea that I only have the option to agree to my oppression in order to use certain features that we have the capability of making without us agreeing. Now, if they steal it and take it, well, that's one thing. But I don't want to sit there and go, yeah, some balls be putting on the handcuffs right here. They're velvet lined, aren't they? Okay, well, hell. This is Charles Goyette, author of the New York Times bestseller. 
feel me? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That okay. was great. <laughs> All right. So what we're going to go ahead and do is I talked to uh, two guys today. I had a Damo Freeman doing his cop block protection. Dan Kroll okay. doing it. I, uh, it's not gov.org. It's kind of like, uh, are you familiar with the project? Uh, I know Dan Kroll, but I didn't know about that. No, he, what he's doing is uh, I can't believe it's not government. It's he's cr- setting up a wiki where people submit all these different examples of how the free enterprise or private sector or whatever cured, you know, fill in the blank fire suppression, uh, you know, peacekeeper app kind of deal, or uh, okay, or it be okay. uh, you know who build the roads kind of crap. Okay, yeah, yeah, nice. So so this would be a good resource. I'm going hell yeah, you know that's I used that 15 gazillion times of forever. So. What I'm uh, both of these guys, I'll give you the same deal. Do the same thing, Donna. Send um, Brian uh, the ad space. I think we talked to him about it before, you know, to do that. And what I'd like to do is have various different banner ads that you uh, put, and she'll send you the sizes right now that we'll put on to promote um, Sovereign Tech or Dark Android or whatever it is that you want to make sure, sure. that people know about this option. Sure, absolutely. But yeah, I'll I, make but, a full website for Dark Android. That way people can really, you know, and I'll just keep updating it. That way people know what to use yeah. you know, or what I consider useful and stuff right. like that. That's great. Thank you. That that sounds great. Ernie. No, it's awesome because I'm going, I, you know, I, I go through, I'm going, seriously, you got to have uh, access to my contacts for me to have a flashlight? Screw you, man. Yeah, so then exactly. I, then I find, you know, privacy flashlight. Yeah, we don't want anything. You know, you might want to tip us on. Go cool. Send them some. I want to get a nightstand, simple, you know, red LED kind of just you know clock. They don't have it in the uh, the Droid package. I just want a clock that sits there, just a clock. If I can, you know, turn it down or up a clock. I mean, seriously, how much information do you need? And I'm just, yeah. so these guys, I, I search these out, and the ones that you know, at least uh, you know, I'm not agreeing that they don't want access to everything. And I'm going right on. So I'll give them a little bit of something, something. If you have those listed if i go to f droid or you got a place where that is the default on this kind of stuff anyway better now the yeah. one thing i do want to ask is if i download f droid some of these apps are they compatible with the main operating system of i totally agreed with google yes yeah they'll all work right out of the gate with anything that is android you know friendly which google's android is so of course well, hopefully, well, of course. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> Slap you guys, man. No. <laughs> so go ahead, and uh, if you got a site where the landing is that they go and that makes it clear that, all right, you download this, you can do this, it doesn't that, and uh, you can go even further and buy this uh, China phone of whatever that puts this, and we kind of sort of think it may not be, you know, the Red Army. But, uh, you know, <laughs> so I, this kind of information I think is very useful, and it makes, you know, Freedom's Phoenix more effective and useful and makes right. me look good. Yeah. Okay. Well, what I'll do is I'll I'll, I'll grab a, a, like a dark Android website. I'll get a good URL and all that, and uh, you know I'll get all that your way, and I'll set up like a landing page that describes all this. I think that sounds great. Okay. Now wait a minute. I just want to make sure you understand one thing. Who, yes. Who are we not waiting on? Who are we not waiting on? Me. You're not waiting on me. Okay. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, you're never waiting on me. Everybody's going. Well, I'm, I'm going. You know, I'm telling you, I have created the infrastructure and the thing to where you guys provide and you do what you and, and it's done. I mean, it's like one of the I can have it done five minutes from the time that you give it to me. It's right. I'm always waiting on you guys. Okay. <laughs> I love it, Ernie. <laughs> All right. Not waiting on me. I just want to make this really clear. But I'm going to it's forget f- five minutes after we hang up. I got a bunch of stuff to do. So, you know, I'm waiting on you. And, and then I may not be waiting. I forgot. And then, you know, whatever. So don't, Donna's sending you it now. Did you send it to him? Boom. Fantastic. Got it. No excuses. Take a look. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. Crystal-
No network VR email updates at updates.lrn.fm. That's updates.lrn.fm. To be a part of the show, call 602-264-2800. 602-264-2800. And now, Ernest Hancock. <laughs> You know, he's not waiting on me. I, I really want to promote the guys that we had on today. Damo Freeman on uh, copblock.org uh, protection opportunity to be able to, um, you know, get some help and have a resource and and uh, support them doing what they're Because we make use of a lot of stuff over the years uh, a great deal. Then we have uh, um, uh, Dan, um, yeah, Dan called doing the, uh, I can't believe it's not government site, it's not gov.org. And, and this is the kind of stories and things that we need. And what would go on there? Things like dark Android. <laughs> I mean, this is the kind of the, 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 the information that we need, what Brian has given us. But, I, I, you know, I wanted to make sure we got the pimp dark Android as much as possible. We want to help and, uh, and promote this. And uh, is there, uh, get everything that Brian wants to say about it before we squirrel, go off into you know, the Bitcoin world here. You got anything else you want to talk about dark Android or the dark Android F droid of the wallet that, you know, doesn't you totally agree to whatever? I mean, give me something. Anything you want to do to promote Dark Android, then we get into what I want to talk about. Yeah, sure. Uh, just that, you know, it's really, really important to get away from Google services. I'm not the only one saying it. Certainly people that have revealed so much, uh, you know, uh, Julian Assange, uh, you know, Edward Snowden have said, get away from Google, get away from Facebook, get away from all this stuff. Uh, do that. In fact, one of the first best steps you can do with any Android device you have is you don't even have to go to F-Droid, but put, use the Firefox web browser because the Firefox web browser uses independent uh, authority systems independent from Android itself, from what Google designed itself. And so if people just start using these alternatives and they start recognizing that actually sometimes these alternatives are even better than what, uh, you know, these these big two companies like Apple and Google and even others want to ram down your throat, uh, you're going to find a whole lot of, of easy freedom, I think, in doing that and a lot more security in what you do. So uh, just, just really, really important. In fact, actually this week there was, uh, through the Play Store, they found out that uh, millions of Android devices were infected with malware uh, because of apps downloaded through Google's Play Store. So don't even trust Google. I mean, you can't. It's a peaceful, easy freedom. All you got to do is go to SovereignTech.com. Yeah, S-O-V-R-Y-N tech.com. It's a peaceful, easy freedom. I like that. That's good. I did, man. You know, I, I definitely, you know, that that concept, that vibe, I think is very promotable, and I want to help with that. So let's go ahead. Uh, we good on that? Can we go talk about you know, yeah, Bitcoin? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I am like, are you freaking kidding me? This is my, this is my perspective. I go like this. <clears throat> we have Ross Ulbrich on trial. The day comes out, it goes... 
guilty. Guilty, 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 guilty. You know, big shocker. But on the same day, we have Ben Losky from the New York Department of Financial, We Rule You, and he said, oh, and on that day, yes, and we rule you this way, and you must, and you got it, and whatever, and I don't care. So people read it. Brian's read it. You know, we can talk about it. At the same time, they're having announced this weekend, they have some of the, you know, the, the guys in the space done by Bruce Fenton that is running for the board of the um, the Bitcoin Foundation, and we had a debate for three hours with him and Cody Wilson a couple weeks ago. The next day, we had a postmortem on that done by Andreas Antonopoulos for a couple hours. So those were very popular shows. I mean, they were yeah, um, those were great. Yeah, they were like damn. But I'm going and I'm talking. I'm going. They, I'm, I, yeah, I got a really good uh, feel for what I think uh, Bruce Fenton is about. It's like, well, you know, I understand how to spell libertarian and anarchy might be bad kind of, but, but for wide adoption and we need and everybody and, and the planet will be solved if you just, you know, uh, kiss Uncle Sam's butt a little bit, you know, and we'll be okay. And I can see that in my impression, you know, is that as they're going down, they're going to explain it to them. God, we really hate doing this, but gosh darn it, we're going to have to comply with whatever and we can all be gazillionaires and we'll, we'll agree to free the planet later, you know. So I'm going, <laughs> this is, this is exactly what I predicted at Coins in the Kingdom. And I go, you know, I I just want, you know, 10 minutes. And, and for Ernie, you only use 8 out of 10 was, you know, freaking amazing right there. So I get up and I just said, look, and the last I'm going, there will come a time when there will be a banding together of some people in the space to protect their monopoly against competition or be allowed to participate that they are going to have a Jekyll Island moment. And will you be able to make the argument it wasn't so? Then what do they do? They go to some island. And I'm going, are you freaking kidding me? Then they don't have it open to people such as yourself or me or some other guys that would go in and cover it. No, right. it's going to be a private. Well, we'll pay some guys a few thousand dollars to you know cover it and do some video and uh, edit the way we want. Oh, uh, yay. I mean, I feel so much yeah, better. Yeah, right. You know, then you have, um, uh, you know, we'll, we'll publish it more open later, maybe kind of. So, so I'm not feeling warm and fuzzy about this. And we went through this with the Bitcoin Foundation when they were making all these agreements and meeting with regulators and talking to government kind of it's just starting to get ew so I don't I talked to Paul Snow uh, yesterday for just a segment He's like yeah well we really don't like working with government I don't give a crap whether you like it or not I just, I just want you to do it you know so <laughs> I need to know if the uh, Bitcoin technology is going to be able to hold up under the pressure of all sides Wall Street and their coin base or whichever one they are you know Wall Street doing their thing and dealing with Bitcoin then you have the people that that's not funded by Wall Street and a lot of the early adopter kind of stuff. So the thing is, is that which side of the the uh, kind of the libertarian-oriented guys, where are they going to go? Are they going to, no, we're going to be free and save the planet, and Coinapult's just going to do their own thing in the third world and, and screw America? Or are they going to, yeah, well, we'll fix it later kind of. You understand my concern, Brian? Yeah, absolutely. And okay, I, well, I go ahead and express. So monologue I, I re- me, man. Tell me everything. Yeah, well, I mean, it's funny because so many of these people, and you look at these these Bitcoin companies, uh, and it, it's really an issue because a lot of the Bitcoin companies out there, they want, and I understand the need to make Bitcoin easier for people to be able to use. I, I do get that. Um, but I think some of these people are taking it to an extreme where they're not really wanting people to get the philosophy of Bitcoin or to understand what Bitcoin really does for people because they just want it to be like a, a back end. They want it to be the backbone of everything that you do. 
You know, they want it to be more of uh, a PayPal than as a PayPal plus the currency, you know, which is what Bitcoin really is. Uh, so that's a concern. But, you know, the, the, the real thing for me is that, you know, Gavin Andreessen came to, uh, I actually, I used to be on Free Talk Live and I still work for Free Talk Live. Uh, Gavin Andreessen came to Mark and Ian, the main host of Free Talk Live in 2011 and said, look, I want you to talk about this. He came to the Free State Project and he did an interview with the Free State Project. He gave just about anybody that, that, that heard that interview. You could send them an email with your Bitcoin address. This is back in 2011 saying here, you, you know, I'll give you five Bitcoins or whatever. And boy, don't people wish they still had those yeah. uh, today. You know, he, he did, he came to the Liberty Movement. Gavin Andreessen, the lead developer at the time and still very much involved with Bitcoin, came to the Liberty Movement and said, here's Bitcoin. I want you to use it. So it's funny that all these people are like, well, we don't want it to be so black flag waving. We don't want it to be so anarchistic. We don't want it to be so, uh, you know, so liberty minded. We want it to work with the traditional financial system, which the tra- traditional financial system sucks. I mean, it's a terrible system to attach anything to. Why would you do that? Well, Bitcoin uh, was supposed to replace a legacy system, not interface right. with it. So, exactly. And for them to use the, the anarchist, voluntarist, uh, leave me alone as revolutionaries to market and push this thing and get the base and do it, they go, and uh, never mind. You know, we don't need you anymore. Really? Well, either the tech is going to hold up or it's not. Well, we're going to go to the archive because I'm going to go right to that question here with Brian. Are you a political activist who does things that the government might not like? Yes, I am. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> what I want to do is uh, that very issue right there. They came okay. to the uh, anarchist, or the you know, they understood the power uh, philosophically, uh, Satoshi's white paper and what this meant, and they did, and here we go. And they go, we need to kind of get people using it and in and the space and start and mining, and then we'll get a whole bunch and be filthy, stinking rich in the future, and we don't need you anymore. So I'm going, okay. So, but the thing is, is the tech able to withstand these demands for regulation? And is that going to be, you know, Bitcoin is fine by itself and it's just the applications that are used, the services, and that's what's regulated. But around the world, it's uh, done. Are they going to have black and white Bitcoin? What's going to be advocated? And I guarantee, I don't give a shit what these guys say. That's exactly the kind of conversations that's going to be going on in this island. And I'm going... Absolutely, I agree. In fact, like Gavin's even talked about back in December, he was talking about really drastic changes that would really require a, a fork, which is how, when you separate the code from what it normally was, uh, you know, for Bitcoin to do a whole lot of new things. But these new things aren't about making Bitcoin, you know, better uh, necessarily. It's about making it easier for uh, tradi- the traditional shopping, Western shopping experience uh, to work better. And so that's really kind of a waste of time. But yeah, I think what's going to end up happening is... Uh, uh, is that it will end up? You're going to have two two bitcoins. You're you're going to have one that gets used by the more liberty minded people, and then there's going to be the one that gets used by the traditional system, which was supposed to be, like you well said, it's it was supposed to replace that. Not yeah, be a I am. So this is so neon flashing. I freaking told you so. From just an yep. experienced activist that knows how that I go. I just need to know if it's going to hold up. Can they maintain, enhance, expand their intrusiveness over everything, including Bitcoin? Can they? Is it physically possible? No, it can't. It'd be hard, and they'd have to have a you know so much a big percentage of the minor approval of in the court chain. And 
that that's telling wow that you mean it'd take a lot of resources kind of like like nsa you mean like that you know i'm just wondering i'm going so i'm just going who do you think you're talking to i just it just pisses me off and then i find out after interviewing i mean all the two-thirds of the names that are i see listed of going to the island hell i've interviewed them i know i know what they told me it's on record that's one thing that they don't like you know i think "Eh, yeah we got the archive i got don't tell me what you said i know what you said (laughs) okay so this is i'm real and i'm i'm hoping that uh, if it does isn't bitcoin i'm sure it'll be some kind of crypto digital currency it may be i don't know made safe may you know just overwhelm the space so i'm just going i need to know if the tech is able to withstand if it can't how is it that it gets changed so um um was it gavin when he comes up and said well we got to make this change and i'm like who's influencing its acceptance when it may not be what um people want or need i'm like uh, how are they doing it well it takes the miner they got up so i'm just going yeah then you get the 51 percent thing coming in well that's not really a threat kind of sort of was but it's not so i'm just help me out with these questions i mean you understand my concerns but i'm not techie like you to understand if it's a real concern and everybody says it's not and i'm going i say they're full of shit yeah, no, I, I think it's a genuine concern. I think that, that Bitcoin in itself has flaws. Um, but can the tech survive all of this? I, I think cryptocurrencies can survive it. I don't know if Bitcoin... I don't know if uh, if Bitcoin can... No, I got it. All right, here we go. We're right. eight seconds out. Well, I don't know. Well, that's what I want to talk about when we come back. All right, here we cool. go. What's up next? Visit the Liberty Radio Network program guide to find out at shows.lrn.fm. That's shows.lrn.fm. There are those that just want to be left alone, and those that just won't leave them alone. Which one are you? The Ernest Hancock Show. And uh, Uncle Sam not, you know, SWAT team me, you know, but um, um, the only way I can declare my independence is what? By not being dependent. And we're always so dependent on uh, all these services and things. And I, 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 I want this benefit. And I, yeah, and I totally agree. But I need to know, and I, uh, Brian Sovereign, one of the few guys I know that just give me a straight answer, is can Bitcoin technology allow for my anonymity? Can it replace the banking system? And not inter- I mean, it can. It already is starting to. But can we maintain its uh, ability not to be screwed with by the man for their uh, surveillance, for them, you know, setting, oh, you know what? We just changed our mind and said 21 million and we 31 million Bitcoin. I mean, you know, this guy, no, no, that's hardwired in. And I'm going, yeah, if somebody put it in, somebody can take it out. So I'm just wondering, you know, is that possible? Can it be changed? And I keep getting, no, it can't. But that everything that I've been told as an absolute in Bitcoin has turned out to be wrong. You know, but Brian, so help me out here. What do I, I need to understand? Sure. Well, I think, okay, there's two ways. Now, what, what you described, I think, can happen. 
But can it be stopped? We do have, there is a a quick story that proves that it could be stopped. And that is actually with an alternative currency uh, known as NXT. That's another cryptocurrency like Bitcoin. Um, And NXT, there was a point where there was a theft of NXT. Some odd 5 million, I don't know, it's a ridiculous number of NXT that were stolen. And so the developers, the coders for NXT said, okay, we'll release a new version of NXT that you download and we'll pretend that that never happened. And so it'll put that 5 million NXT back in. But the, the, the users of NXT said, no, 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 no. We don't accept that. We, we will, you know, Economies, you can't rewrite history on economies. We'll let it stand. And, you know, and we'll just figure out how to get that 5 million NXT back or whatever. And so nobody downloaded the new version of NXT. They stuck with the old one. And so really, you know, a community can say to the coders who do admittedly in many ways have ultimate control can say to the coders, we don't accept what you're doing and we won't download it. So there can be a point. With Bitcoin, where if, if, if these developers, if these guys on their Caribbean, uh, you know, Jekyll Island, uh, want to say, well, we're going to put this in, the community can say, no, we won't download your new version. We'll stick with this one. Screw you. But my, um, my point was is that we yeah. already had a, a situation to where you have these mining pools and so on that are supposed to be the ones that say no. You know, right. they are, they, them, those that, you know, get such a large uh, uh, percentage that they're over half and all of a sudden they, Make the decision. They go. They do accept it. Then what? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, if if, if the community is convinced, and sadly, if you look at the voices, I mean, a lot of people, even this, even this meeting that's happening in the Caribbean. I mean, people are like, oh no, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. I mean, if the yeah, if the community backs it, then or the miners back it, the mining companies, whatever, uh, then yeah, you're you're kind of screwed. And maybe it's true. Maybe maybe Bitcoin is so big now that you can't really have a concerted effort. Uh, to where people would say no, you know, may, maybe maybe the, the interests are just too entrenched uh, if for that to happen. So I think to say that it can't happen is uh, ridiculous. It, it certainly can happen to where Bitcoin could get taken away and not useful to freeing people to the liberty movement. You know? Yeah, I that's and I get, no, Ernie, you're so stupid. You don't understand in credit. It's impossible. And the people kind of going, wow, the fact that people would even say that I'm going, yeah, no, I'm already worried. OK, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. this is, and this is a really good example. We'll see. I mean, next week, I, because I've, I, I, I'm friendly with everybody. I don't care. I mean, they got their own whatever. I disagree with them, but I'm like, as long as you say it, you know. And a lot of these guys, they made a point to come to the Freedom Summit this last um, February, about a year ago. We had Patrick Byrne and Cody Wilson, Davi Barker, MK Lords, um, uh, you know, uh, Rafael Rodriguez, you know, came in the audience. Paul Snow. I mean, it was, it was, it was discussed. And yeah. the the bottom line was is that I can see even in those that would understand libertarian philosophy, they're of the mind that wide adoption is not just building a better mousetrap and give me something that works good like Airbits or something. Their whole idea is wide adoption is with a government permission slip and they're going to allow and we're approved. And I'm going, well, that ain't ever going to happen unless it has features that they will approve and the things that government approve are not the things I approve of and I don't want to approve so I'm going I need an alternative and and certainly uh, the story of Bitcoin is going to be that it demonstrated what can be done but when I interview and I talk to Cody Wilson a lot I'm going why Bitcoin why don't you just do your own uh, let them you know Bitcoin's going to turn into you know GovCoin you know what do right. I care you know do something else no nope, it's going to be Bitcoin why because of the infrastructure because of the way it's 
Now, in the future, as they start another uh, cryptocurrency, which is, you know, anybody can do it, I'm wondering if it's going to have... That, that solved. I mean, you can change. You want to be able to improve it and people uh, uh, decide whether they agree or not. Yeah. But we got to change the culture of what people agree to before it even starts. Yeah. Well, I think that's something, you know, there already are other, you know, there are altcoins that have various improvements over what Bitcoin does. You know, they use different proofs, they, you know, all these kind of things. And, and I guess it's up to personal taste if someone considers them improvements or not, certainly. Um, but yeah, I don't think, you know, to, to just put to, the, the push for Bitcoin right now, this is this is something people, I think, miss, is that like Bitcoin becoming legal, not legal tender, but becoming legal in California or in Italy, uh, which we found out and in all these areas getting accepted by all these companies. Microsoft is taking Bitcoin now. All of this. It really doesn't have anything to do with people being excited about Bitcoin. They're concerned about Apple Pay. They're afraid that Apple's just going to, you know, dominate the space. So Silicon Valley being excited about Bitcoin, in my opinion, has nothing to do necessarily with Bitcoin. It has to do with we need something that can take on Apple Pay. And the only thing that has the infrastructure that can do that is Bitcoin. So, you know, I, I get annoyed when people get so excited. Oh, Bitcoin's accepted here. Bitcoin's accepted here. Look, it's not Bitcoin getting accepted. When laws get written to accept Bitcoin, it's not about Bitcoin being popular or getting popularized. It's about you know, it's about the fact that it's it's worming its way in with other uh, you know digital currencies like Google wallets and Apple Pay and and others. It's really not a win for Bitcoin at all. Uh, so, and I don't agree with adoption either. I, I I know I hear that so often. People want this mass adoption. Uh, you know, if people want to buy something online, they'll use PayPal. They don't need Bitcoin for that. Bitcoin's for helping people. You know, I mean that was like the whole point. <laughs> so, yeah, to me, so mass I adoption. It. I kept going. What is is it that, and I had these conversations, a lot of guys, you know, all over in the space. I'm going, mass adoption to me is grandma just button. When you give yeah. me, and who I'm thinking of is my wife. You know, I'm going, look, you know, I am not loading any of these things because they're not really that user friendly. I mean, they weren't, you know, they, you know, right. a lot of people just didn't see that until the first time when they had air bits. Now, whether I, you know, I don't want to, you know, anyone, the technical aspects of this one over that. And I spent many days, we're at Libertopia talking to Paul Play. I had him on the show for a long time. You go through yeah, he's the, a great you know, guy. You know, the philosophy behind it. I'm just, and I tell, you know, guys over at Bitcoin, not bombs. I go, yeah, when he turns into Darth Vader, make sure you let me know. I mean, you know, this kind of thing. <laughs> so Paul has been very supportive of just, you know, supply me with information and making sure they understand and some of the plans they have for the future and stuff. But I'm going, it, that's what I, the people that were talking about anonymous Bitcoin and uh, a lot of the features of it, they were speaking from, you know, the geekdom just button people that are Linux and Bitcoin are all the same people. And I go, no, 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 no. I need a user interface that's going to be, I can just load it on somebody, show them how it works. It's really easy and intuitive and supplies a lot of information and default security. That is default a lot of this stuff that you don't have to know the stroke dash. It spent, Will Pangman spent hours with me in Orlando setting up my double secret probation authentication of the <laughs> Google Bitcoin blockchain kind of, you know, whatever. Oh, what the hell? Last pass off the I'm going, holy crap, can't this be put into the wallet? Where Andreas Andonopoulos said, look, 
the security and the function and stuff that you want and the anonymity is going to be at the wallet level. That's not where Bitcoin is. But if they change it to where it can't be anonymous and autonomous, that's bad. Are they going to do it? More Brian Brian Sovereign. When it comes to investing in precious metals, you need a source you can trust who offers you choices and empowers you to maximize your wealth. That's where Roberts & Roberts Brokerage can help. Roberts & Roberts is a trusted name in precious metals. Since 1977, Roberts & Roberts has been providing you with the finest gold and silver bullion, coins, rounds, and bars at genuine and honest prices. They make it easy to invest in precious metals and work with you to suit your investment needs. In addition to offering gold and silver for sale for U.S. dollars, Roberts & Roberts Brokerage is now accepting Bitcoin in exchange for their quality precious metals products. To speak with a professional from Roberts & Roberts about investing in precious metals, call toll-free 800-874-9760. Write this number down, 800-874-9760. Visit Roberts & Roberts online at rrbi.co. That's rrbi.co. On behalf of Roberts & Roberts, here's hoping your day is as good as gold. You know, the one thing that I, I'm hoping that we can get into is uh, uh, the fight, the battle. Where is it going to be waged and won? And uh, we haven't even talked about um, the bit license lawsuit oh, yeah. thing. So let's go ahead and go over that real quick, what it says and does and affects whom. Okay. All right, we'll do that when we come back. If you enjoy LRN.FM, please contribute to your favorite shows via their websites and become an amplifier at amp.lrn.fm. That's amp.lrn.fm. And now, live from the studios of Freedom's Phoenix, Ernest Hancock. Sovereign Tech. You know, let's go ahead and you go check it out. It's S O V R Y N tech.com. You know, this is, um, we're at a turning point in a lot of ways. A lot of people that understand that, uh, you know, a lot about a lot. And I, and I can see that, you know, the Bitcoin isn't stateless. You know, it's the argument we heard in uh, the commercial break. It's a stateless, not controlled by government, dot, 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 dot. And then what do they do? They come out with uh, the license of you're not allowed to have. We have the Paris shootings in France. And days after, you got Cameron from uh, the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom going, ah, this private uh, communication of encryption of people they have. That's like, that's bad. They shouldn't be as bad. And then we have. Uh, now that they see that as the threat. And we understood this as young activists. In 88, there was an article called From Crossbows to Cryptography. Crossbows couldn't be had by the serfs because it gave them the ability to defend themselves against their armored knights. They just go bolt through the chat. Okay, problem solved. And they go back to, you know, ox cart uh, plowing of whatever. So they go, nope, 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 nope. Nor encryption for the same reasons it's about control and we're seeing this battle play out right freaking not later right now it's being played out and i want to know brian help me out here man what was uh the gist of what um the new york department of financial services paper what it, what was it anyway what would they call that yeah the bit license from uh Benlosky, it 
it, I mean, it, it didn't change much from what it originally was, where it's pretty much trying to regulate what startups and businesses uh, do if they are a Bitcoin-related company. Uh, some things it made nicer, other things it just try, it seemed like it was more clarifying things. Um, like it requires you to, you know, you have to give a list of all the individuals working within the startup, as I understand it, which that's a difficult issue because a lot of, a lot, I mean, Bitcoin itself has so many uh, coders, you know, that, that people don't even know who they are. Uh, you know, how do you make that work? How does that happen? So you have a- to know who you are. Right. Damn yeah. it. <laughs> so you have, you have that. Uh, there's, the interesting thing is there's a lot of exemptions this time around with it, with the bit license. And I guess it's going to cost something like $5,000 to first get into it in, you know, in the first place to, to apply for it. You know, that uh, just takes out the 13 year old that figured out and I can cause I can. I mean, I right. got a 15 year old kid that has a 3D printery design called Orb or something that does it 10 times faster because he can. Oh no, I'm sorry. Did you get your permit? I mean, you know, so I'm, I'm wondering when you say they have to know, they want to know anyone that submitted or added or part of or code. I mean, is this what? An interview process? They want to hire them or something? Why would they want to know? Yeah. As far as why they'd want to know, I mean, I think it, it comes down to, you know, it's control. They want to track the people that are coming up with this incredible technology. Maybe it's because they want the NSA to hire them or what. You know, I'm not sure. Uh, but they definitely don't want, as much as they don't want an anonymous currency, they don't want anonymous people developing technologies anymore either. Uh, so that that's what a lot of that comes down to, I think. Wow. Okay, so what's some of the other requirements, you know, to be in the space or to interface with the bank? See, the one thing that I'm, okay, I'll I'll make this comment and you'll understand my point. Sure. As I'm at the New York Bitcoin conference, it was definitely, you know, government, you know, butt kiss kind of thing. Well, there's a lot of people sitting there. James Babb and I were there together, and uh, he looks at me at one point, and he goes, they're just trying to shoehorn Bitcoin into the legacy banking system. And I go, yeah, that's exactly, I, I agree, man. That's, that looks exactly yeah. what they're trying to do. So I'm going, all right, but then to be able to get what they want accomplished, and I talked to some of the attorneys, and you got you know congressman aides there, Schumer's aide, and crap. It was just, you know, ew. So as we're having lunch, you know, Mark Edge and I, we were having lunch, and one of the attorneys came over, and we talked. A little bit, and I'm going, wow, these guys already think they got it. They go, yeah, it's already. I asked him, and he goes, yeah, it's already illegal to do this called money laundering. You know, if you do, (laughs) you change with the, you know, 13 year old kid at Starbucks and you get money laundering, you know, and they had an arrest in Florida right before this event to kind of make that point. That's why they release it when they find, you know, Russell, but guilty. I mean, you know, this kind of stuff, it's a psyop. And I'm going, oh, but to make what you want to accomplish possible, you have to make Bitcoin trading illegal outside of the system that you guys uh, create. I go, so I ask you, is that possible to make it? Well, you might be able to track or it's white and black Bitcoin kind of thing. But are they able to change the tech in such a way that you lose your anonymity? Um, I don't. I guess y- yes. I'll say that I think that that's possible to change the code to allow for that. Uh, again, people would have to accept that code. Um, at the same time. I think you know Bitcoin is is so or blo- you know blockchain technology or cryptocurrencies are so amazing that really I, I feel like you could choose another one and then you could make you sure can't. that that didn't happen. No, you can't. 
You the, can't use another one. You're not allowed. It's I just passed a law that says you can't. Oh, right, it's illegal right. for you to develop, dummy. Didn't you get the memo? Yeah. Well, that's the irony because one of the things that bit licenses do or the bit license wants is like extreme record keeping of expenses. You go down the list. You know, they want a real ledger. And the irony there is that blockchains are great ledgers. So you're almost, you know, so a lot of, t- you know, these, these uh, Bitcoin companies have in many ways created their own noose. Uh, because all they have to do is one line of code says this email address. Boom, done. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, keeping a ledger is incredibly easy. So for them to say, well, we can't keep a ledger. You know, if I was working for the government, I would say, you know, bullcrap. You you have the best ledger on the planet. You and just you need an ID. See, that's the right, point. You, you just need right. the ID. There's an email. It's this guy. Know your customer. We will have. And what does Ben Law? What's his jerk says? He gets ben. up to. Yeah, I, I hate saying his name. I won't give his. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. But anyway, you go. You go up to. Um, uh, what was it Money 2020 or something? He goes up there and he says very clearly. He goes, "Man, you are not going to be allowed to anonymously transfer money." That is the point. That is terrorism, Durka Durka Jihad. So what do we have? On you go to bitcoinsummit.info, and one of the top stories there is this guy. And the same day that they released all this crap, they have this big thing about uh, USS Com, USOCOM, whatever the heck they are, and it's SEAL Team Six, you know, and it's Navy SEAL that, and it's uh, Army Intelligence of whatever run by some general, what's his name, that's there to make sure that Durka Durka Jihad doesn't get Bitcoin for terrorist Bitcoin. And I'm going, wow, if this didn't, isn't a psyop. There are. This is all prep. I can see it coming. Yeah, well, you know, and it's interesting. I mean, myself and and actually uh, uh, my girlfriend, Stephanie Murphy, I mean, we go to Bitcoin conferences all the time. And it's ironic. In the past year, the the guys, you know, they're out on the show floor and everything, you know, showing what their wares and their product and all this stuff. And most of them are ID systems because I think, you know... they them those, as you so well say, uh, know that they've got to start putting in ID systems into this stuff. Um, and and the other thing that's interesting is that while, like you said earlier with this bit license, how the 13-year-old can't get involved anymore because they're going to have to at least shell out, you know, 5,000 gelt to get to get in. Uh, companies that aren't doing, that are doing blockchain uh, 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 technologies that are not currency-based, as in if you used it for ledger, you know, or whatever you use it for. Titles, uh, registration, voting, yeah, whatever. All, all that good stuff, okay? You know, ID systems, uh, those are exempt from the bit license. They don't need it. They so are that's exempt this week. Right. And so that's interesting that the one area that, that people really need hard and fast development on to be able to perhaps take control of the currency side of this are the ones that don't have to worry about paying anything and going through any regulations. Because if you want something developed fast, you don't regulate it. They know that. You know, they, them, those know that. So I think there, that there's an irony, uh, lots of ironies that exist within this whole bit license thing. Okay, and uh, real quick, and we can go a little long if we have to, how much time you sure. have, but I, I want to get, you know, uh, while we're still in the live show here for a minute, um, what do you think is being advocated uh, in the Caribbean? Oh, putting it into the traditional financial system. How can we get Bitcoin to work with what exists? And that's insulting to me. No, of course uh, they're going to. They know how, but they're going to yeah. have to advocate that people allow it or want it or desire it or argue that it's okay. And for the rest of us out here that we're pushing this in the early on to got it to where it's at, that they're going, oh, you guys should just shut the F up, sit down, and just take your medicine. Right. 
Right. Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. They're going to have to say to them, look, no, you work within the system and everything will be okay, which is crazy because, I mean, that's what they kept telling us about politics. Oh, just work within the system and everything will be fine. Well, liberty, libertarians have been working within the system for 100 years and it's gotten us nowhere. Nowhere, 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 nowhere. Brian Sovereign. Okay, go ahead and give it. We got Sovereign Tech, S-O-V-R-Y-N Tech, T-E-C-H dot com. And then uh, you're, you're, he's advocating that you download fdroid.org for your smartphone to be able to get some stuff that's not. I totally agree, surveillance, f-droid.org. And then, uh, you know, any other web page you want to give out real quick? Yeah, just follow me on Twitter, at Sovereign Tech. At Sovereign Tech on Twitter, Brian Sovereign. Brian, thanks so much for coming back on and help us understand. And then next week I'll have some guys on that were there, and then we'll see what's what. And I, Anytime, Ernie, thanks. I think we know. Are you making sense? There we go. Yeah, cool. this. Uh, I'm. I, I talked to Blake Anderson also, and uh, a lot of these guys that are trying to go down the the uh, leave me alonist uh, tech route on this, they're finding out that you know, yeah, there's a lot of pressure from a lot of you know, no support, no uh, need, no job, no, 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 you know, whatever. No, we don't want this. We don't, we need compliant technology. And I remember, you know, you, you know, Richard Grove, Tragedy and Hope. Are you familiar yeah. with that? Yeah, you know. Yeah. That was his kind of his whole thing when he whistle blew on the software that was you know being all scumbaggish. They go, um, yeah, and shut up, and that's why it's valuable, and we're selling it for a billion dollars. And the SEC took this that you're complaining, showing where the holes are, and use it as an industry standard. Now everybody's doing it, and shut your face. And I'm going, wow. It yeah. is bad, and to take the solution and turn it into part of the problem is uh, worse than criminal. It's 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 a crime against. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I'm I'm one to make sure that we're already ready with the next alternative, and we've been really supportive of just sitting in the background and talking and waiting until they get done with like storage and made safe. And I see made safe as the especially with the outer net and all this other stuff that we just get off the man's grid that they're now hey. Hell no, you're not allowed, which is why. And I expected they had to make encryption illegal. And that was the battle that, as a young activist, we were fighting in the early 90s. So right. I'm just going, yeah, I can see where this is going. And then people think it's, oh, no, they can't. And I'm going, what planet are you from? I mean, where have you been? Who do you think you're up against? They'll go, oh, well, oh, we're so sorry. They find the weak spot and they poke. And I can tell you where it is. It's that core development. So then when we right. go, we have, did you, and you heard the debate, you know, Bruce is going, well, we got to, got to, got to, got to. And then Andreas says, well, you just do the lighthouse. Project and make it one of the Kickstarter or funding core development, whatever. And you know, Gavin, he just wants to get you know paid to do it, I guess. So I'm like, all right, cool, I don't care. But the thing is, is that it just looks bad when you're sitting there having secret agreement and lobbying with the the government at the same time you're paying the core tech guys. And I'm going, it's kind of like a judge thing. I mean, not only you, you shouldn't be corrupt, you shouldn't appear to be corrupt. You know. <laughs> so I'm going, this is just it's not it's not good, and it's being blown over, and I see it on uh, LRN and Free Talk Live and uh, even this show and all these others that we're kind of glossing over the real risks. 
and I'm going, uh, I, but you, you have, and I don't see anybody in the space that's really doing this other than like, uh, uh, you know, the Bitcoin not bomb guys and their friends, you know, mad Bitcoin and DJ boost thing. Right. What do they call it? Flip side and all. I watch that. Hell, I get more education in freaking an hour than I've been listening to all these guys reading articles for freaking a year, you know? Yeah. So I'm, 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 and nobody's really being, and when somebody is critical and they are pointing this stuff out, don't talk to him. Shut up. You're not allowed. I mean, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. I get some of the guys that come on the show. But I'm going, this is because I got show after show of archive of exactly what these guys said. And sometimes they get themselves in trouble. But, I mean, you know, this is the promises made and the future of and how we're going in development. It's not turning out what they promised. And it's based on their uh, worrying about Uncle Sam. And how far off am I? Yeah, no, I think you're right. I mean, myself, um, I was invited for a while to speak at Bitcoin events. Um, I'm no longer getting invited to speak at those. And in fact, at one of the events, um, I had kind of a, a five, ten minute screed against the Bitcoin Foundation and that it shouldn't exist. And when they released the, the when the, this uh, uh, conference released the video of it, they cut that part out. Uh, so yeah. certainly they don't want people, anybody that's critical of this stuff. And I love Bitcoin, but I mean, they, they don't want people critical of this stuff speaking out at all on well, any event. Did you see our uh, Bitcoin Summit info thing we're doing here? Yeah, I've been I've promoted it uh, on my show this past week. Thank uh, you. We're, we just did uh, the Bitcoin Summit Twitter. They opened an account, got the art for that. Davi's done that for the that and the Facebook thing and all this other stuff. But right. uh, the main thing that we're, I'm having uh, meetings this weekend with some people that I've worked with on doing different summits, and we're going to start you know campaigning for a lot of merchants to come on. See, the one thing we're dealing, we have uh, people in you know the government that's uh, uh, pushing Arizona for tourism. And in dealing with uh, them before, we always emphasize the freedom aspects of, you know, like, the, no, if we have guns, nobody, they won't have convention to come here because people like, I got go, hell, they'll come here because we got guns, you freaking <laughs> morons. And then, you know, the, 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 the drug war laxing up a little bit, you know, on, the, you know, the drug issues here, marijuana being, you know, available and you're, they're going to have total legalization coming, all that kind of stuff. But the thing is, I'm going, you know, we need to go to the tourist authority here, the people that are in the tourist industry, like we, my wife and I went a couple days ago, we went horseback riding out there, and I'm going, wow, if Arizona would be known as a lot of merchants that took Bitcoin, like Colorado gets a lot of extra uh, tourism for the marijuana laws there, here we have, you know, marijuana is coming more and more legal, we have uh, concealed carry without permit, we have, you right. know, a lot of freedom oriented kind of stuff, and take your vacation, and it doesn't suck Arizona with your Bitcoin, and if we, so we're going to be starting, you're really hitting them hard uh, next week in the tourist industry trying to get them to at least come to the summit to understand this tech. But, I think that's a great idea. I of mean, course. It, well, we got Tuxman's yeah. going to be speaking. I got BitPay is uh, supplying some information. So if they want to go that route, peace out over there. Then we have some of the other wallets and so on. And and uh, the luncheon, one of the presentations is Davi Barker is going to go, okay, he, here are the uh, criteria that we look at to what we want to have in a wallet to promote the freedom oriented blah 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 well these are different wallets that do these different things different ways and this is the criteria you want to ask about and then the whole afternoon is nothing but just workshop for people actually loading it up and have somebody sitting there walking them through it and get them going and because of you have some easier wallets I use blockchain.info mycelium and airbits and probably right. the one that is the best for just having some 
somebody just put, wow, that wasn't that hard. I can see the ben- and I can export the um, the data into a spreadsheet. I can do this. It's uh, you know uh, new addresses each time we got is Airbits. I mean, this is I'm yeah. going, wow, this is okay. Now I got something that I can make easy and I can show people. But I tell you, as this is going on on Pi Day, you know March 14th, when this is going on, we're in the middle of a battle that these people don't even know exist. And we have to be clear about it. You know, say this is how it's used, and this is what's going to happen, and the compliant with, and gum, but there's a cadre of that would rather not, yada, yada, yada. So you're introducing this to them from the very beginning, because you have to. If you don't, you're you're just lying to them by omission. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, and there's lots of people that, uh, for the past almost two years, that have been saying, you know, the Liberty community needs to be funding an alternative developer team. Uh, there needs to be another group of guys developing this stuff because the core development team is, you know, well, they're in the Caribbean right now, right? <laughs> so, right. Uh, so that so this has definitely been something people have been seeing for a while, and and I think it might have been kind of quiet by many to 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 talk about it. But I'm glad you certainly have. No, uh, I've been yeah. screaming. This- for years, everybody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, everybody. I mean, I, I even, you know, I go to um, Vegas last year. Uh, I was speaking with uh, what was it, Berwick and Goyette and Peter Schiff mm-hmm. and myself there doing whatever. And Stephanie was there, you know. Yeah. So then you know, and, and um, Schiff, you know, dumping on Bitcoin a little bit, and then he starts taking it. But you know, I mean, it's uh, I can I could see that there was a lack of understanding of what it really was. It yeah. is an activist tool. It is a mechanism by which to be outside the system. Yesterday I had a, a guy on, a local app writer, he has a guy standing on the corner with this thing that says yardsalewatch.com and what it is, it's like Waze, but you know, instead of you know tracking potholes and cop uh, positions, you're doing yard sales and taking pictures and kind of stuff and how he did this, he's big into gaming and all these old collecting of video games and everything he goes right. to yard sales, he goes, man wouldn't, there be, wouldn't it be cool to have an app that I just know where, and I can see pictures and if they have games and maybe it listed and whatever. So he created this app and he didn't he's not a developer, he paid to have other people do it. So they yeah. created this and I'm going, wow, this is this is really cool. You should have on there if they take alternative currencies. You should put as an option. They just say, yeah, I take silver and Bitcoin. And he goes, well what's that? It doesn't matter. You've got an interface with it. Just put a little blip there they do. And then that feed goes into boom it shows up on a yard sale thing on Airbits and I got Bitcoin. Let's go to the Bitcoin yard sales. You know, so I'm going, this, and they're going, oh, that's a good idea. So we start working on that with them, promoting that. But then what happens? All of a sudden, it's not anonymous anymore. You know, it's not, I mean, I don't want to take the very people that I'm trying to demonstrate. You know, like uh, the gentleman we had on before you was on, um, I can't believe it's not government. Okay? So I'm going, all right, well, here are stories about how they go, well, what's one of the big stories? People freed from central authority of uh, printing money. And I'm going, okay. Well, right when you get ready to promote, this is and it's gone now. You know, so I'm yeah. going, we have to have, uh, and then I, Andreas uh, had his point to the Lighthouse guy where they're doing um, funding campaigns in the Liberty community with Bitcoin and so on that you could do the funding of the core developers that way. There are solutions to this, but I'm telling you, I see in the space people that are looking not to free people, but to make a shitload of money, which I don't have a problem with, but they're willing, if the SWAT teams won't raid them, if they won't put you in jail like they do Charlie or Ross or this other stuff, 
stuff that they're going, yes, we we be kissing some ass as long as we get to be gazillionaires and screw the planet. And they're doing it with lies. So if they're down in the Caribbean doing they're going to try and whiz on my back and tell me it's raining, I'm going, look, you know, don't lie to me, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I need your help to help me ferret out who the liars are. Yeah, you know, you hit the nail on the head in, in the last bit there. I mean, because I totally agree. That's the thing. I get it. I know they want to make money or they need to make money and all of that. But don't pitch it to me like somehow it's going to set me free or whatever, or that you're all about me being free when you're not, you know. Well, that's uh, the argument. They'll say, I mean, you know, right. Paul Snow is probably, you know, and Fenton and all these guys are along. I'm sure there's a lot of others. And they're in the space. They're very adamant about, no, when you get wide adoption, which means government permission slip to them, when you get right. wide wide adoption, then all of a sudden it just kind of like frees everything and that we get them to take the red pill wrapped in government cheese or something, you know, and I'm going I mean, he actually would say that, Paul go, well, we just got, you know, get him, uh, take the red pill, you know, kind of wrap it in cheese you know, yeah. you know kind of trick them, <laughs> and I go oh yeah, you're going to trick them, yeah, you know that's yeah. A, yeah, how that going to work, and that's how they're trying to sell it to us, and I yeah. know what their real goal, I said, Paul, a year ago at the Freedom Summit, I go, look, I you know, have another beer, man, let's, you know, let's party, you know, as much as you can with a bow tie and I go, let's go ahead and just we'll just chill, but don't 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 BS me. I mean, I know what this yeah. is, and what's your argument? And I even said this, and he admitted to. It. I go, you're going to make the argument that yeah, I, I may you know white adoption may meet a big giant uptick in price, and we're all gazillionaires. But gosh darn it, with all that money, we're freedom oriented. Look at all the good we'll do in funding of the whatever. And kind of like yeah, I know, I, yeah, that's a promise. Well, what if I don't want you to fund? What if I want you just to get out of the way and let me use? Uh, uh, private currency. I mean, yeah. I, I don't want to, you know, I got to give that up, which is the big thing. What are you going to do? Make a bunch of money so that you can have a free freedom-oriented currency? Well, hell, you already got it. Why are you, you know, I just, I just, oh, it just makes me so yeah. angry. No, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, Ernie, because, I mean, that that, arg- that whole argument sounds to me, it's so much like, well, you know, really, inside, Rand Paul is an anarchist. And it's like, are you kidding? You You're know? still voting? <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm yeah, hit, I mean, don't, don't give me that. You know, it's it's crazy because it's like it doesn't matter what something is underneath. It's what they do that's important. And, you know, what's being done isn't isn't forwarding liberty. It's you know, it's it's creating technologies that that many ways could work completely against it. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't I don't buy that. And I certainly I watch it like a hawk, uh, you know, and it doesn't make one popular. But what are you going to do? You know, I mean, <laughs> it's my life. I'm worried about it. Yeah, no, and I'm glad you're there. I mean, as this stuff goes, because Stephanie and I've had had these conversations and she's always been a you know uh, more optimistic uh, promoter of bitcoin as a community in general and its uses and so on and we and I wanted to get to where we were working um, with free aid and so on and when the next disaster comes and that you have a rapid right. response team because we had one of the covers it was after Sandy and it's one of the covers of the our magazine depicted what volunteerists would do in a, an emergency like that if you got out of the way and let them because we, we were covering back when um, Katrina hit and you got 600 bass boats of people trying to go help and they're being turned back by a FEMA M16 you know yeah and I'm going, are you freaking kidding me? You get out of the way. I got, what is it, a volunteerist logo to uh, bulldozer on the beach. I got uh, uh, Free Talk Sat, okay, you know, uh, air blimp up there providing communications. I got a cop block security blimp up there. We got safe Second Amendment for everyone delivered flare craft on the beach delivering ammo and guns. We have right. a, a, a power station being done, uh, power units. We have food being delivered, and we have medical services. And I'm going, you know, hey, just get out of the way. It'll happen. 
But they go, no, we got to have a government permission slip. And then, and it's only under threat of a SWAT team. And they do this, even though they can't, it's difficult to do, they'll target individuals. And they're having to bring in the cyber uber military, you know, to do this. They even just kind of give them a target that they can go and focus on. So I'm, it, it's just from fear. And I'm wondering who in the community is fighting back and not just waiting for their turn to sign on I agree with Uncle Sam line. Who, who are yeah. these people? Yeah, I, I think there's some that are, are admittedly, there are people who are doing it kind of secretly. There are some good, like, if there weren't companies like Monetos in the Bitcoin space, I would almost be tempted to just be like, all right, Bitcoin's lost to the government, you know. Monetos, um, tell me, I don't know about that. What is that? Yeah, uh, Monetos, they're actually doing a whole slew of things. But How do you spell cre- that? Uh, M-O-N-E-T-A-S. And those are some great guys uh, to talk to. There's some real, they, they, they've got the right attitude, right philosophies and all that. Um, they're out of Sweden. And, uh, Can they I mean, speak English and come on the show? Oh yeah, yeah, they're mostly American. Well, get their uh, ass on the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're good guys. Um, and they, again, they have the, the, the right, right ideologies and all that, certainly from the CEO down. Um, so if guys like that weren't out there, I'd be very worried. You know, I mean, I'm still a little worried, but you know. Uh, so that that's something to you know to look out for. But I mean, that's the thing is that a lot of these people they got to have that attitude. And companies like Monetos do to where, you know, okay, yeah, we get it that there's gonna that there's you know you're supposed to work with the government and you're supposed to get licenses and all that. But then there's so many people that are just completely ignoring that, you know, and and they can ignore it. And because I mean, there's only so many guns that the government can put on you, you know. And and if enough people just keep working on it over here and building parallel stuff, it'll happen, you know. And and I think like like what you were describing. I I think can happen. Uh, people just have to ignore, you know, uh, that that's that's really it. Well, that's where Brian Tech comes in, is that, or Sovereign Tech, you know, yeah. that um, comes in is that, look, here's some stuff that gives you the opportunities to be able to be a time. Nobody's telling anybody. You know, when it, you know, even, you know, I can't believe it's not government. I, I was shocked that that hadn't already been done. I go, well, why hadn't it been done? I don't know. We were asking ourselves the same question, you know, that you don't, sure. you don't even have a place for the stories. We don't have the place for the apps, like, you know, for what you're doing. And we don't have the place for, you know, a cop block protection, you know, subscription. We go whip ass, you know, it's kind of, but these things are being developed and micropayments and Bitcoin tech and watch my bit kind of stuff that shows exactly which is what is behind this whole safe uh, uh, made safe thing you know and I'm going yeah I can see where this tech encryption empowers the individual activists to be rewarded for their efforts and right. autonomous and anonymous. And I go, when you do that, the man goes away and they know it. And they are, you know, they, them, those won't leave us alone. I don't care what anybody says at every level. They are in somewhere doing something, listening to this show. Because I, man, I just, man, I, from every experience of being around in activism, as long as I have, they always are on stuff exactly like this. And to think they're not, you're just naive. Yeah, MadeSafe is a good one to bring up because that's one of those technologies that is being developed from the ground up to where it can't be controlled. I mean, you know, a lot of people miss this with the Internet. I mean, the Internet was poorly designed from the get-go. Uh, I mean, and it certainly, it was never designed for anonymity. It was never designed for, you know, a whole slew of things that people want it to have now. Um, as to where now you're getting alternative, like you mentioned, Outernet, things like that. You're getting alternative Internets. 
you know, and, 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 you know, I use plural uh, intentionally that really will allow for anonymity, encryption, security, go down the list because we've learned, you know, we've, we've learned what works and what doesn't work. And so now, now's the time to put it in place. Things like MadeSafe, they're certainly uh, doing that. I think that's really, really exciting. Um, but that's, you know, that's something too that like, I think a lot of people just have this like feeling that, well, if the government says they own this certain area, geographic area or wherever, then they own it. I don't, I don't think that's true. I mean, you can look across the world and there's plenty of places where there's whole parallel groups of people living, you know, leave me aloneism on steroids, you know, where they're just doing whatever they do. I mean, you look at uh, what was System D. Most people don't don't ever bother to look into this. Have you ever heard the phrase System D? No. Well, okay. you know, it does sound familiar. Um, yeah. It gets brought up at Bitcoin talks sometimes, and System D is pretty much the shadow economy. I mean, this does $10 trillion a year without permission, without, you know... With, just using whatever's available. I mean, people are transacting and, and bringing, like, there's this guy, one of the famous stories about it is there's this guy in Nigeria that, with no permission whatsoever, no government asking or anything, gets uh, power, you know, uh, generators, gets electric generators from China. He gets them delivered to him, and he just sets them up, and he gets his town up and running, uh, you know, with electricity. And the government had nothing to do with that. I mean, talk about it. I can't believe it's not government. I mean, electricity in Africa isn't happening by government. It's happening by people not asking for permission, not caring about warlords and whatever and just doing it yeah. you know and so that's the attitude people should have with a lot of this stuff and sadly they don't they want their permission slips when screw it it's permission slips slow things down and it's permission in the first place you know uh, i got donna in studio now she's going to look up uh, monotos what what should, should she be looking for to get these guys uh monotos let's see I, i'm trying to think uh, who there's chris odom is a, is a guy to talk to uh there and so she did a search on M O N E T A S, you know, yep. and uh, uh, Chris uh, Odom or whatever name you just gave. She's writing it down. Uh, that'll hook her up. You think? Yeah, yeah. You want it? Yeah. Look up Chris Odom uh, or even uh, Justice Ranveer. Uh, there's there's good guys there. They they really they've got it together. Okay, Donna, go ahead and uh, take a look. Let me know if you you found you'll, success over there. We need Brian to do more. Okay, yeah, or there's a Johan uh, Gevers. He's actually the that, CEO. Johan Gevers. Okay, we'll get on because I'm like, um, we need to kind of show these alternatives. This is kind of what the theme was a lot of times this week and the guest. And, I'm, and we had as one of those alternatives for just this was Bitcoin. And I'm, and I'm right. And from the beginning, I kept asking the same questions, and it was always these cryptic answers. I mean, certain things that you know, a lot of people they just don't know. And it wasn't until I was talking to Tux event that linked on certain things, and he explained. I'm going, how is it? That when you have this random number problem, you got to do the proof of work to secure, get uh, all the transactions and the Bitcoin or whatever, 10 minutes. How the hell do you decide it was 10 minutes? When did that happen, you know? And right. he was, I, I keep asking that. He was the first one that finally explained. And then later, you know, Andreas, you know, um, expanded on it, is that the problem that you solve is regulated in its difficulty to kind of get it to average to 10 minutes over time for the release of how the Bitcoins are put into existence. And I'm going, Oh, 
well, why didn't somebody say that three years ago? Okay? <laughs> so, and a lot of times they'll go, oh, it's anonymous, 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 and then it's not. Then they say, well, it's pseudo-anonymous. So then I got to look up pseudo. Oh, pseudo means not. So it's not anonymous. I mean, come on, you guys are killing me, you know? Yeah. So this is, I, I'm really past, you know, the, the, the bullshit. So what do I do when I have the community that we have some influence in? We have, you know, politicians and business, business owners and media and so on will come to the Bitcoin summit. We'll go ahead and kind of pimp it out. I got a limit of uh, space for having classroom seating where I'm going to do it to 200 people. I, you know, I'm, I already know 100 that's going. So, I mean, just to be the helpers of the other 100, you know. So I'm going, right. you know, I'm going, all right, well, I'm going to fill this up. And what am I going to do? Am I going to not tell them certain things or everything or what the battle is or what the risks are or what the government says? You see, I got to, you know, to have any credibility. I'm just not going to sit there and bullshit them. Yeah, it's important not to make it all, you know, don't give them diabetes with all the sweetness and light of, of Bitcoin, you know, uh, because there's, there's, yeah, I agree with you. People need to talk about there's some real possible dangers that can happen out of this. Uh, and, uh, yeah, not enough people are doing that, sadly. So good for you. Well, I think that even if it goes total government and they control and know your customer, whatever, it's still going to beat the crap out of the Federal Reserve. I mean, but they're going to try and incorporate it into it. It's going to be yeah. Goldman Sucks coin. Yeah, <laughs> Goldman Sucks coin. No, well, you think not? I mean, it's government. No, no, I agree. <laughs> you know, they're going to do it you know, country by country. And that's one thing Paul Snow with his factum thing is making kinder, gentler, more efficient, uh, you know, encrypted government. And I'm like, well, okay. I mean, you know, that might be you know better for government, but I'm like, I'm not sure that, you know, whatever. So that discussion, I mean, if he wants, I don't care. But the thing is, is that, you know, fine, do that. But I don't need it mandated or legislated or make it illegal for the encryption that we get to bypass it altogether. I don't want it. Hey, and our government is all Bitcoin compliant. I'm going, yeah, is it Bitcoin free? Uh, you know, freedom uh, oriented? No. Well, then what the freaking improvement? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I worry too. I mean, like one of the, one of the, I guess one of the things that one of the saving graces of Bitcoin is that uh, it is uh, a dumber technology as far as uh, blockchain technologies go, as far as things getting developed. Like it can only do just so much. Uh, I, I get really worried and I've been kind of, you know, blowing the horn on this stuff for, for a little while. They want uh, like a things bunch like, of features. <laughs> well, yeah. Like Ethereum, uh, you know, that are doing a completely different thing. I mean, these guys are. I think they're scary. I mean, like, <laughs> you know, they, 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 they half jest about creating Skynet, but that's the thing is they're half jesting. They almost want it. And, and like, they, they want, you know, they want to just code people into good, into good behavior, in my opinion. And you can go on their forums and like read all this stuff. And there's people saying that. Can't we just code people into acting nice and all this? And it's like, and, and, no, you, you know, people have to have the freedom to be, you know, buttholes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's, it's, it's a real issue. Uh, uh, who's the guy? Um, oh, Monahan, Morgan, Jason, uh, Monahan. What's his name with Ethereum? Oh well, there's Vitalik Buter and there's, there's yeah. a slew of guys with. But yeah, there's a John Mohan was yeah. with uh, Ethereum. Yeah, yeah. yeah I guess it Mohan. Mo, Jason. Anyway, I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head. We had him on, mm -hmm. and uh, um, James Babb and I had lunch with him when we were at the New York Bitcoin conference talking about, and they were just getting really launching the idea of Ethereum, and he was talking about it. And he was really making a lot of good points that you know this technology is going to allow. <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> this technology is going to allow 
for self-driving cars to start owning cars of their own fleet of cars with self-maintenance driving themselves go get repaired and fueled cars and that internet of everything and your refrigerator will eventually interface with the grocery store of the kind of you know here we go now i'm going right yeah, this is all very cool, uh, anonymously. So I'm going, you know, I have my smart meter, and they track everything kind of, you know, I feel like I'm freaking livestock. So yeah. he was going to meet that day. He was meeting with representatives of uh, the Swedish or Swiss government or something and uh, talking to them about, you know, this technology and what they're doing. I'm going, okay, Why? I mean, what was the government? What, what aspect of this do they want? That you, well, of course, they're seeing in their business model, just like Factum is doing, and so on, is that they can take this technology and offer to you know a big industrial, you know, certainly governments because they use force. If they have a monopoly on certain things or force on something, well, you can just kind of you know comply or die, and this is how you do it. Where if you're in uh, <clears throat> private industry and you just need a service or access to something or encrypted whatever, that's different. And I'm going just the attitude that they need to work with the governments first rather than freeing the people. That just makes it go ooh right there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it, it, I, I don't like that they, they even want to, to, to bother. It's like if you're because if they're interested in so much in this, like building, uh, you know, a, this code allowing for a whole community or society to, you know, uh, thrive on it, to exist on it, uh, then just build it, you know, just build it parallel to what already exists and just, you know, move on. Uh, the, the fact that they want to work with governments, I mean, or that they want to get permission and they want to get licensing and all that. To me, that just ends up being, OK, you want to make legitimate money off of this that's really what you're interested in you're not so much interested and i mean and i get it you know hey i want to be a millionaire too okay but it's like you know don't tell people you're all about freeing them and helping them when in the end of the day you're just wanting to make a buck yeah i i feel more comfortable and go yeah we're only going to enslave you a little bit for this much and you know (laughs) i buy a banner ad i mean i mean if they were more open about it but um I keep getting this, well, we're going to trick them and say, we'll get the government to take the red pill. You know, shh, quit being so ornery. And I, and I saw a really good example of this when uh, Davi and Drew went with Darth Vader to the San Jose Bitcoin VC thing, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. And when they did, oh, yeah, and Stephanie and them were there during that time. Yeah. And it was very clear, oh, hell no, we don't want any dissent out here. We want these people to promote and be part of only because they are our best marketers. But when it comes down to actual influence, shut the F up. You know, right? And I'm going, wow! I see this. And then um, I started watching um, Flipside DJ Booth from Australia and Mad Bitcoin Tom doing their thing. I got more understanding and news of what's going on from. What, and then, of course, Drew. There's a lot of inside baseball references that a lot of people wouldn't get, but uh, I got a lot um, of information from that. And Drew sitting here explaining to me what the hell they were talking about. You know, right. and I'm going. Wow, this is there is a this is an open battle. Now, it's not just me out here screaming this. This is yeah. this is really people understand. But with a lot of the people that I talk to are developing wallets and in the space, they don't want to talk about it. They're not bringing it up. They're not you know letting me know what's really going on. And I find it lying well, by Jesus. omission. Yeah, it chases away VCs. That's why they don't want to talk about right. it. I mean, telling the truth, you know, never makes one popular. Well, to, to get the venture capital uh, to open up for like Coinbase and them doing that, you know, what what you know assurances or information do they have? Who is it? Okay, 
office answer. The uh, uh, by them doing that, I can see that it's Wall Street getting ready and prepping for this tech to be integrated at the highest level, and it'll be an overnight kind of thing. I feel it coming in the uh, legacy system. It'll be worldwide, and they will take over Bitcoin. Yeah, well, I th- the legacy system is failing. It's been failing for a while, and they need a you know they need to jump into something. They need to jump into some other waters and let the whole thing crash. But then you know they don't want to lose any of their wealth. So yeah, Bitcoin's kind of primed and ready, you know, for them to to do that. And so, they'll but get I think- first crack at it, and especially oh, this is approved Bitcoin, and now nah, we're over here. Now the it'll shoot to the moon, but there's going to be. I'm afraid they're going to have a well, you know, the green script's got to be turned in for the blue script, and you got a, a period of uh, you're not allowed after this date, and everybody, and we're tracking you're on the system now, and it could be that easy. Right. Yeah, sure. I could see that. I mean, but the thing is, too, is that you have, you know, you do have these already well-developed alternative, uh, you know, cryptocurrencies. I, I do think that people could kind of keep, you know, jumping between them you know i mean like like there's a new there's an ability there's no doubt that blockchain technology has created like a new ability for people uh you know with peer to peer and all this illegal uh, and, yeah right right <laughs> the thing is is that like when something is particularly like when it's open source uh it's difficult to legislate you know against something that that anybody can just reuse and reuse and like the code's just out there uh so i, I think i think there is a win here still in the end but uh the win may not be with bitcoin but certainly cryptocurrency some kind of digital currency is definitely going to be one of the ways that the liberty you know community is gonna you know is gonna you know, uh, grow. And, well, the, and, and the win evolve. is going to be the understanding. You know, the win yeah, is going to yeah. be. I mean, this is a lot of education just in the last since the you know the revolution. I mean, all the people started to see that the systems broke. Or everybody yep. started. You know, the first time like in the Fed, and I'm for like yeah, screw them. I don't want to. I just ignore them. Yeah, I don't yeah. do shit. You know, let them do whatever they want. Hell, the more they do, the better. You know, they're recruiters for us. So I'm going. Right. You know, I, I don't have a a problem with you know people advocate. Oh, we're going to audit. I go. What's that going to tell you? Who's who's the one supply? The number. I don't believe a sh- freaking thing they say anyway, so you know what's the difference. But the, uh, so to be able to go around them and that concept there, if they can get the very people that saw it as a replacement of the legacy system to get out there and leaders in the community that, and under the promise that they get big giant buckets of carrots, that they're going to go ahead and, yeah, well, we're going to do this now. And for the interim, we're going to, I'm like, oh, you sons of bitches. <laughs> I, I'm. I can see it. It's, it has all the signs of this, and I'm glad that you're out there saying some other people are. But what are they doing? They are pushing these people to the side. They're the They don't matter. They don't get. They don't understand. They don't know what we know. And I go, what do you know? They go, well, we can't have a business with a brick and mortar address of a bank account of making gazillions of dollars without a SWAT team. So we're going to uh, enslave you along with them because we can be rich. And I go, oh, okay. Yeah. Then say that. You know? Don't yeah, right, right. All right. Well, keep me informed. You know, what's Stephanie's, uh, um, uh, she's always a positive, uh, you know, and light and kind of and everything's good and everything. She's going, Brian, shut up. You're messing up my chi. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, she shares a lot of the, uh, I mean, I wouldn't want to put words in her mouth, uh, but she shares a lot of concerns that, that I have, uh, thinks a lot of the stuff is just, uh, just crazy. And, um, you know, she's not, I mean, she's not going off to a bunch of Bitcoin conferences so much anymore either because she feels like the space is just getting overrun by, uh, the wrong people. 
Yeah, you I'm know. interested that I'm getting as much uh, help and support as I am on the BitcoinSummit.info. And, and it's kind of the subtext. I can tell you what really prompted me to do it. When I was up at the Consumer Electronics Show, it was very obvious in the conversations. Uh, Drew and I were there. We did, uh, you watch my bit, we did some interviews with uh, Kraken, was interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. David Bailey from <clears throat> Why Bitcoin. Uh, I think it was Emily or whatever her name is from uh, um, uh, BitPay. We had uh, Nick, you know, from uh, Blockchain. We talked to uh, uh, the guy from uh, Private uh, Internet Access, PIA, and yeah. we, and had all these guys on the show and so on. But privately and off camera, it's kind of yeah, we're we're yeah, we're you know anarchist kind of supporting thinking kind of but. We got to, you know, get him. We'll get wide adoption and then the planet will be freed. And I'm going, all right, I just want to be very clear and on record. And you guys understand that that has never worked out in any experience I've ever had. When you dance with the devil, you don't change him. Okay. Exactly. So I'm going, this is, I understand your argument. I don't agree with it. And I just want to make sure that, you know, every step that you take to go down this road or a little bit of capitulation here and there, compromise is death because you never get anything and you keep giving up stuff you know yeah you're you're absolutely right ernie that is beautifully said i'm glad you got to say it to them too Well, they and, and they all nod their head and understand, and I'm like, okay, well, we can still work together and promote and whatever and wide right. adoption through you know ease of use and uh, apps that I support. So they're gonna, you know, they'll participate in the summit. They'll send goodies or whatever, or not. I mean, they may get to the point though after this conversation that we put out and stuff. You know, they'll go, yeah, maybe not. You know, Ernie, they're going, they're outing us. And after what happens in the Caribbean, they may kind of pull back a little bit. Any association with anybody like uh, Davi that comes out now. Tuxavent is uh, he's more anarchist than you know probably his public face, but it's um, uh, he still you know supports BitPay and what they're doing and wants to pimp them and everything that they do and so which is fine you know you have some interface with the merchant to learn about it, but I want them to know the options and the issues and why they have certain things and not others and in doing that you know it educates everyone and they can go to the next thing when they need those features start to rise in importance to them so that's that's why I want to do this summit thing and see who comes out and who doesn't and who you know uh, returns calls and who wants to play and who doesn't and I'm starting to already get the feeling is that anyone that advocates for uh, you know anonymous money launder and money launder and money launder you know they are the pariah and terrorist tar- targets of military cyber whatever the hell right. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I that's uh, I get a similar sense. I sadly, yeah. Yeah, that's too bad. I didn't anticipate this going this fast that way. I mean, I I knew to ask a question. I've been pretty consistent on this, and I just get to do neon. I told you so, and not feel any better about it. Yeah, well, I mean, again, keep in mind, and it's kind of something I was saying earlier, that a lot of this push comes from, I mean, there's a general push. It's not just about Bitcoin, but there's just a general push for digital currencies. Um, there have been for, you know, a while. But, uh, but like, the things like Apple Pay and, and others like that are a lot of the driving force of the interested Bitcoin because it's an alternative to that, uh, you know, really closed down, you know, monolithically controlled uh, uh, system that Apple Pay would be, you know, through through Apple, of course. Okay, uh, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead and finish your thought. Oh no, I was just going to say that, that a lot of this has has much to do with that. It's not just Bitcoin. It's, it's very much a more overarching uh, matter. Okay, now I want to tell you the story. 
Drew's here, and we're doing some, you know, pushing button stuff, which is what the problem we had, I think, when you were on last. But yeah, uh, right on. So we're we're doing all this stuff, and I needed some more cabling to kind of we're adding whatever. We go to Sam Ash, which is like Guitar Center or something, you know, it's audio visual thing. So we are audio uh, rock concert drum uh, stage stuff. So we go in there, and I get some microphones and everything that kind of stuff there. Well, we needed some wires to uh, do this to that. So we go in there, and we're getting it, and I'm like, all right, we got it's like sixty bucks worth of stuff. So I put my um, Bank of America Visa debit card up, and they go, oh, it's declined. Okay. I wonder why. Well, maybe Donna spent whatever. I go, all right. Well, I call Donna. You think, I don't know. Enough money. I don't know what the problem is. You know, and, and, well, I'll swipe it again. Okay. Well, it's decline. And once it declines, they can't, like, you know, swipe the same card again because uh, well, cause. So I'm going, okay. Well, let me I make – and I lived, I don't know – Four minutes away, I could just run, get cash or another card or something, and and come back because I just you know keep all credit cards you know in the safe where I don't really carry them around much. So I go, I'll go ahead and uh, just stay here. I want to call the bank on the back of the card. I call the bank and I say, you know, um, I'm standing here. I'm I'm so embarrassed and I can't. And I got to get that. I gotta go. And how are we gonna get? <laughs> okay. Well, first I gotta wait 10, 15 minutes before I get somebody to bitch to, and then they go and well, you know, sorry for this. Oh, we're so sorry for this thing. Oh, we're so sorry. We're so sorry. Okay, thanks for that. We're so sorry. And I'm going. Okay, well, don't be sorry. You know, be where I can use my freaking card. How come I can't use my card? What happened? Well, sometimes we get batches of cards, cards, numbers that sent to us in some law enforcement investigation, or they feel that you're uh, been exposed and at risk, so we just uh, shut it down. But what I can do is I will go turn on your card and allow you to use it, and then we can turn it off after this transaction. <laughs> because I had gone across the you know across the parking lot to a CVS or Walgreens or it was they had an ATM in there. I go, well, maybe it's their thing. What well, I would just go and just get some cash. So I do. He goes, nope, not allowed. Well, she saw that. It was that you try. I go, yeah, I was trying to get some cash to pay this bill, and I can't. You know, I mean, you're really inconveniencing me. What the hell? This is why I like using Bitcoin. Okay. <laughs> This is what happened. She goes, there was a group of number that got law enforcement told them that, you know, this is a, a block on the, these groups. And I'm going, God, when did I use it last? And I'm thinking, I'm going, okay, well, I went to Lowe's or Home Depot or something, got some stuff, and maybe they did a Lowe's thing. Then later I realized, I go, oh, I remember when I did this. I couldn't get anybody to sell me Bitcoin when it went down to $150, $170, okay? When it uh, went below 200 I go, when it goes below $300, i am going to trade in some silver. When it goes in below $200, i am going to buy me some more. Just out of principle, all right? Yeah. So nobody is that, you know, a lot of guys, okay, well, I'll say you. They're like, hell no, I'm not selling. You know how you guys are. I ain't selling you at that. So I go, all right. Well, they go try. I had, you know, Circle on. I talked to them up there and, you know, on the Bit, you know, Coin Exchange Express or, you know, all this kind of different places. And I go, I'm open, they know, and I don't care. So I said, all right, well, I'll go experiment with this. So I go on to Express Coin, and I think it was Express something. Isn't there Express Coin? Isn't that what it is? Yes, yeah. There's that, and there's uh, Circle. So I go, all right, well, I'm out in the open. This is, well, we'll talk about it on the show, and I'll see what's what. So I go in, and I file, you know, uh, put in all my DNA samples and splooge on their little <laughs> circle on their pieces of paper or whatever on the thing. So they, I put in, you know, my, my uh, check. I go, oh, I might want to be by. Okay, I put my checking number in there. Oh, and I can get it. You know, there'd be a few days approval before they, you know, whatever. Or I could just use my Bank of America Visa debit card, and I could buy a Bitcoin right then. So I got 
I don't know, a couple hundred dollars worth or something cuz. So I do that, and I'm like, all right, cool. So I got my Bitcoin. Now I got just because out of principle. So I, I do this, and I talk about it on the show. And then after they did that, I realized, I go, that's why they canceled it. It was a Bitcoin purchase. They wanted to yeah. get me a new card that's got that little RFID little chip kind of bullshit in it and whatever the hell is something, you know? Yeah, chip and pin, right? <clears throat> So I'm going, wow, if you use your credit card on your Bitcoin, it gets turned off and you get a new one. That's my lesson. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. I've heard of actually there's a, a popular kind of like online bank called Simple that uh, when they recognize you're doing Bitcoin purchases or dealing with Bitcoin in any way, they start sending you, uh, you know, uh, uh, information or they they send you surveys or whatever they want to know you know like they send you forms what are you doing blah 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 so yeah definitely they're keeping a, a pretty close eye uh, on on Bitcoin purchasing no doubt it didn't even it didn't even occur to me I'm going oh yeah that's right I bought I did that just to just to do it you know because right. I don't advocate people do it but I you know I'm like yeah I, mean, I just want because they know you know I mean you know whatever I don't care but the yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, um, I just wanted to go through the process and see what they were asking because when they're at the consumer electronics show, you know, oh yeah, we're compliant with whatever. When I interviewed Kraken, uh, the guy, he was he was kind of cool, you know, he's like, yeah, well people can, uh, whatever, but if you're going to interface with the government, we want to be there to kind of help them with the regulation, and I go, well, is that regulation uh, making nice with the Japanese banks? Are you going to be bringing that to the U.S.? Is that your goal? Eh, well, uh, uh, look at the shiny lights up there. I mean, you know, so <laughs> it was, I can see you know, what's happening. It's people that have businesses in the space doing this. And when they are already right. for the, I, I have, oh man, I've had credit card accounts over twenty five years, maybe once or twice. This happened before of some employee at Staples did something. I mean, you know, they, whatever excuse they got to want to give me a new card. But the thing yeah. is, is that right at the next transaction I do after a Bitcoin transaction, the card's been denied. Yeah, wow. <laughs> and yeah, I didn't it, even it, think of it until I got him right. going, oh, yeah, that was the last time. Those sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm. there is definite problems in the space. Stay in touch with me, will you please? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, Always it, available. Well, get me, you know, banner ads. You got it. You know, let's do it. Waiting on you now. Yeah, <laughs> right on. Well, I'll make sure you're not waiting long, so I'll get cracking on that. Huh? And, uh, All right. Well, give Stephanie a big wet one for me and say hello. Will do, Ernie. Will do. Definitely that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Talk to you guys later. All right. Thanks, Ernie. Yeah. Peace. Bye. All right. The final bit. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I really had a great time being on on the show. Uh, it was really, you know, in in some ways, it was really a dream coming true because I remember listening to Declare Your Independence even while I was living in New York, and uh, just like, man, this Ernie, this guy's got the energy, he's got it happening. So uh, you know, like like I say, he is a definite stallion in the liberty movement and uh, just a, an amazing guy, and he's really putting together uh, something incredible. Uh, with what he's doing with Freedoms Phoenix and all that. And he's really making, I, I think he's he's in large part doing a lot of what I talk about to where, uh, and obviously he was talking about it before me, where, you know, he's turning uh, that part of Arizona, you know, into that parallel system, you know, into that parallel community and whatever else. And I think that's incredibly exciting uh, to see happening because it doesn't, you know, this stuff doesn't just have to happen in one place. It doesn't have to happen in the free state project. It can happen all over the place. And I know there's the argument that, well, you know, there's, there's so few liberty minded people out there. We really do need to get them all into one place. Well, 
I don't, you know, I used to, I used to kind of agree with that, uh, that sentiment, but at the same time, I think that the actual, like, way to create a, you know, a, a really, uh, cohesive and sustainable intentional community, the numbers would be much smaller than anywhere, anything resembling a state or something the size of a state like New Hampshire. Uh, it's far more viable to do it at a city level, a town level, or even significantly smaller than that, where we're talking between, you know, 15 to 50 people. Um, I think that that's, you know, I'm, I'm way more interested in, you know, in these micro communities, uh, you know, than, than the larger scale stuff. So, but then, you know, if you have a full on movement somewhere, that's a great beacon, you know, to, <laughs> to hopefully get the attention of people that want liberty as well. And, uh, you know, they, they can, they can come and get it. Uh, so really exciting what Ernie has going on. Uh, you know, I, I love it. Um, and he is, you know, this is the other thing too. A lot of what he says is really accurate. And when he says he's been around, when he goes, Oh, I've seen this before. I mean, he really has. You know, he's 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 been around the block in the liberty movement for a really long time. And that's pretty invaluable because there aren't a whole lot of people that are, are in, you know, the proverbial boots on the ground like Ernie is that really have seen all this. A lot of times they're sitting in their uh, equally proverbial ivory towers of the Cato Institute or the Mises Institute or whatever. Not that I'm not that I'm necessarily knocking them. I might knock the Cato Institute, but <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, they're, they're kind of, you know, uh, ethereal up there and, and they're just, you know, kind of tossing down, you know, books or whatever. And books are important and all this stuff written out is very important. But to have like somebody that can, that is really on top of the current events of the day to lay out, say, Hey, no, 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 we've done this before. We know, and it doesn't work. Or, you know, this was talked about 30 years ago or 20 years ago or whatever. That's a really, really precious insight uh, to have, you know, with Sovereign Tech, I like to deliver that myself, I think. With the fact that, you know, I, I had the fortunate of, and I, I do consider it fortunate, to have grown up in the, the 90s, you know, to be a teenager in the 90s. Of course, I was born in 81, but, but to be a teenager in the 90s and to really, uh, you know, be able to bring to you the perspectives of, you know, the... Uh, the original people that got involved with the internet and, and a lot of, you know, the, the, the uh, PC revolution and all that, uh, you know, I was young, but I wasn't stupid. And I, you know, I, I got to, to glean a lot of that info and I think that it allows for a lot of insights. That's why it's still important. I still listen to Mike Elgin. I still listen to Leo Laporte. I still listen to John C. Dvorak. I still listen to these guys because they've, they've been around and they can, you know, they can tell you about things that happened in history because a lot of this stuff's very cyclical. You know, and someone thinks that they had a new idea, but actually it's a, you know, it's a very old idea or something like that. And it's interesting because if you look at the history, if you learn from history, you can keep yourself from repeating it. And so if something was a bad idea then, or it was a good idea then, you can act upon it now. So, uh, you know, Declare Your Independence is an incredibly important show. Uh, and I'm glad that he gave Sovereign Tech uh, a venue. Uh, you know, to, to get some ideas out and, uh, you know, that, that's, that's really exciting. So anyway, uh, that's enough of that. Uh, again, after the music, you'll have, uh, Dan crawl talking about it's not gov.org. And I think that that's a very exciting project that, that, uh, he'll tell you about that, that people can get involved with, you know, he's looking for, it's very much a Wikipedia and people can get in on it. And so do so if you know, you know, that's the thing, pool our knowledge, get it all out there. And then, you know, when it's not gov.org is really huge, we can put it up on MadeSafe or Alexandria or wherever, uh, <laughs> you know, you take your pick of the project, of course, Alexandria from the, uh, the block tech group, uh, great group of guys there. So anyway, 
Uh, thank you so much for listening. As always, uh, if you do want to donate to the show, please remember that there's an NXT address, there's a Bitcoin address, there's a Litecoin address, uh, Namecoin address, all in the show notes. And of course, there's a PayPal link on the left-hand side of the page. And all of your donations, no matter, I've gotten donations just the other day, I got one for, for like 86 cents. Believe me. It helps. It's just, I'm incredibly grateful to you uh, for that. Thank you so much. So anyway, feel free to donate to the show as well. And um, uh, yeah, Carpe Luca. Regular episode will be out this week. And I'll see you on the other side. just experienced Sovereign Tech. Go to SovereignTech.com, that's S-O-V-R-Y-N Tech.com, and connect with us there. Find links from today's show and catch our podcast feed. Sovereign Tech is copy heart. Copying art is an act of love, and love is not subject to law. So please, share the show however you like. Welcome to the evolution. Gov.org, uh, uh, Dan Crawl is going to tell us all about. Let me go ahead and uh, read just a little bitty, 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 bitty bit about um, Dan Crawl. He's a software engine uh, developer, originally from Minnesota, currently living in Berkeley, California. He's a libertarian with an interest in exploring alternatives to government functions. His current project is the website, I Can't Believe It's Not Government, collecting stories of historical and modern al- alternatives to course of government. Who will build the road? Dan is also the resident Bitcoin hater at BitcoinNotBombs.com. We'll find out what that means. Where he accepts your Bitcoin donations for talking smack about Bitcoin. You might catch Dan juggling at the next Liberty event. Now, uh, I can't believe it's not government. Is uh, collecting real-life stories of voluntary efforts doing what you thought only the government could do. Theory is great, but if we want to convince people that a free society... It's possible. we got to find alternatives to some of what the government currently does. We all hear these kinds of stories from history and from today. We just need to collect them. Everything from privately funded roads to voluntary food regulation to mesh networking alternatives to infrastructure. The format is called Wiki. And you can join and start contributing stories today. At, and then we got their you know, Twitter.com, It's Not Gov. Uh, you can see also Bitcoin Not Bombs and Bitcoin. Coinnotbombs.com forward slash author forward slash Dan. Dan Crow, welcome to the show, Dan. Hello. 
Hello. How's it going? I'm doing well. Make sure you're talking to your microphone. I've got it cranked up. I can hardly hear you. Okay. Can you hear me now? There you go. Okay. Dan, tell me everything. There's so, so much stuff in here I want to talk to you about. That's why we always got to do an hour. It's down to 40-something minutes in the archive, and then we get it all in one story. But tell me uh, how it is that you came to want to do this project. What happened that made you so you know, pro-not-government? Well, uh, it was mainly in talking to people about, uh, just kind of debating with people on the Internet. I mean, it's, you know, the, the intro kind of covered a lot of it. Basically, uh, you know, you, when, you, when you debate with people, uh, we throw out a lot of, you know, uh, people would do this in a free society or people would have the incentive to do that. But, you know, you and I, we're, we're kind of committed to this idea, so we're, um, you know, we're, we're more interested in... Um, in, in kind of trying out that society, or we've read the economics, and or we heard economic arguments, and we're more convinced. Most people, uh, they need evidence. They don't really, you know, show me, show me how, where, where has this ever actually happened, right? Because to them, they might, they might as well be, you know, a nice communist theory too. You know, uh, they want to have some kind of example that this is ever that these kinds of things have ever actually happened. And uh, you know, and I. Eventually, I grew to find out that there are a lot of examples actually out there, um, and uh, the thing is that they're all kind of esoteric uh, are, uh, uh, examples. Like if you're hanging out on the anarcho-capitalism subreddit, someone will say, you know, have a headline that says, you know, but without government, who would provide the fill in the blank? And then the story would be about someone providing the fill in the blank. Uh, and so. Um, you know, I thought it would be great to collect a catalog of it because you kind of you hear about this stuff and you forget about it, and it's great sort of argumentation fodder. So if it was, you know, all collected with all the, the details and statistics, the good and the bad, and the bad is important too because kind of when you're doing libertarian apologetics, you have to know the counter arguments. So I wanted to kind of put it all out there to see where we were really at as far as practical examples. Well, what, what's the theme for all of these examples? It's just uh, they were allowed, um, they were motivated by somebody's mom was pissed off about what, I mean, is there a common thread with all these examples? Not, I mean, as far as where they came from, not really. I mean, some of them, um, some of them are just uh, out of need. For instance, uh, Mike Watts in... Um, in uh, I forgot what the name of this uh, Kelston, Kelston, England, between Bath and Bristol, he he built his own toll road to circumvent uh, a landslide in the government road. Uh, you might have heard this story. Um, he, you know, I don't think he was a libertarian. I don't think uh, anything anything really special happened in that regard. But then there's also the story of, for instance, um, you know, drug re- drug um, regulation. Who would regulate the drugs? Who would safety test the drugs? Well, what about on the Silk Road? There was a group called the LSD Avengers who uh, took it upon themselves, I guess maybe just for the, for the, for the fun of it or, or who knows what, to buy drugs from various uh, vendors, uh, do a, a chemical test to make sure that they weren't uh, one of these designer drugs like 2C or something like that. Not my cup of tea, but this is what I've read. And, uh, and then, you know, took it for a ride to see if it was any good and then posted reviews and then they became kind of well-known for being the people who review LSD so, you know, here's an example of drug uh, regulation where clearly the government doesn't even want you to be doing it. So, you know, it, it comes from all over the place. The common thread really is this is stuff that should surprise somebody who's a skeptic.
You know, I'm. I, I think that people are being less surprised, and they're more motivated by uh, carrot and stick. And it's way heavy on the stick. And it's the social and economic engineering used with taxes and force. And uh, we just had uh, Adamo Freeman from Cop Block and their new protection options and memberships that they have. And we're talking to working with them on that. And for, being an activist for over a couple of decades, I'll tell you, you know, it's the man does not want people helping each other on their own. I mean, that's why, hey, did you get a permit to give the homeless guy a sandwich? I mean, you know, this is this is how they they work. And I'm. And they have a monopoly on the use of force, a monopoly on the use of help, a monopoly on you know uh, protection, a monopoly on everything, and they don't like having that monopoly challenged. Now, as doing this on your Reddits and the people that you know the haters coming out and like, oh no no no, but you can't, and what about and what about? Uh, do you feel that you, you have government agents uh, trolling you a little bit doing that or no? Oh. Me, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I, I'm just uh, co- collecting information. I mean, I'm not, I'm not. Uh, I mean, I haven't been much of a practical activist yet. I, I'm just, I'm just collecting stories here on this site. Okay, well, I mean, the stories are inspirational. You know, if you don't have the. Uh um, like you say, the example, you're going back to, you know, Viking, Iceland, uh, Greenland, uh, tribe of family thing, you know. And I'm going, that really, the Wild Wild West was, I, I think that was kind of a, um, to sell books or stories or, you know, go west, young men, make an interest adventure of whatever. But it was way more civilized than I think people realize. And it came down because they had to. You know, I mean, it, and that's it, an important. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's a necessity. It, it just brings us. Yeah, and I mean, uh, what you're saying. I mean, if you know, if if we can bring out the evidence of the evidence of that, I think that would be a good thing to have on the site to show people that um, it it really was functional in in all these ways. And I I don't I'm not very familiar with the Wild West, and I'd be up to somebody to submit that story. Um, but so I mean, stories. I, I mean, it's everywhere. The only time you have the big giant problems is some monopoly protection of government, or I got in my army of, and uh, we bought off the congressman kind of judge crap. You know, it's the same as it's just just watch Game of Thrones. I mean, you know what's the difference? Except dragons. I mean, you know. So I'm just going. This is. I, I really like this idea. How can we help? What, what is it that you're looking for people to do to participate? Um, well, I mean, if you hear about a story, come on the site start an article, or if you're a historian or, or something like that, and you see something on the site, and, and you say, oh, I know a lot more about that, and go in there and post about it. You know, that's a, I'm surprised this happened. I mean, there's been this kind of uh, an article, you'll see something in Reason, or on the internet, or during libertarian campaigns, and examples of this, or we go speak to schools, you know, during campaign season, they'll invite you to yada, 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 yada. But to have an accumulation of this, you know, like a strike the root kind of thing, I'm going, I can see, I, I'll tell you what, I'm surprised it doesn't already exist, let's put it that way. Are you tired of your taxes funding endless occupations around the world? Yes, I am. Okay. So what I want to do is uh, go ahead and see how we can help. And then, of course, I'm looking to, we're reformatting the um, pages at Freedoms Phoenix. We've been working for, God, man, it's a... seven, eight months on the back end stuff. Now we're, we're getting kind of done with a lot of that. We're going to start changing up you know, a little bit of the structure and kind of organize a little bit more. But um, that means uh, I'm willing to put in some banner ads. So if I give you sizes, go ahead and open up an email to Dan Kroll, will you, Donna? Do you have his email? Yeah. 
She's going to open that up, and I'm going to go ahead and send the same sizes to him that you did a demo. You know, if I get uh, you, give me a link to go to in some kind of something, something cross uh, Freedom's Phoenix, love you long time thing. We'll work out something. I'll put at least for a month or two. We'll get your banner ads up on the site and in our email dispatch and all that kind of stuff. Yen. Okay, um, I'll have to look at the details of it, but it sounds. Uh, I mean. Up front, it sounds pretty good. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want anything other than, you know, hey, uh, you know, a link, some something. I mean, you know, I'm going to yep. be pipping the shit out of you. I mean, come on, you know. So uh, we'll go ahead and put that up there, and uh, I'll, uh, Donna will send you the stuff. Take a look at the site, and you can see what we can do. Because I like right. the concept. Because it's, it's a, you know, of course, we have the show, and we'll put the links up, and we'll do an article. But I'd rather have, um, because it's a question that's always asked, you know, um, Give me an example. Well, if I have a link on the site that goes to examples being regularly updated, I think that's an advantage to everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Great. Don't get all technical on me. Don't make it more complicated than it is. The um, the uh, also the resident Bitcoin hater. I think uh, Drew was telling me that. I mean, you just every opportunity to go pound on these guys for being stupid. And uh, you know, uh, you got some news on what's going on in the Caribbean. You got an opinion? No, I, I'm completely unfamiliar. I mean, the, the Bitcoin hater stuff is something I was. Uh, I, I haven't spent a lot of time thinking about it recently. Um, I can talk about my, some of my arguments if you think that'd be entertaining, but I mean, I haven't really, I'm not following it, and, and the, the hater stuff is purely on an economic level. I mean, it, it's just, it, it's all about economic arguments. Whatever news might be going on might not be really relevant to my to my haterism. Well, my thing is, is that where you're talking about where has it been done before that you and one of the big giant slap you in the face examples is when you have people currency when it goes to you know the definitely at its inherent root is supposed to be not requiring or participation of central authority from anybody. So finances, I mean, what's the big thing? You know, who'll build the roads? Well, who'll print the money? I mean, you know, it's a, this is a big thing. So it's yep. a good example. But it's also why they, them, those want to have control and kind of have been, law. what's-his-face once explained it to me, you know? And I'm sorry, you're going to need your DNA sample here to get Bitcoin through whatever. So I'm going, yeah, this is, uh, so we're on it, you know? I'm just, uh, the it's, this is a perfect example, I think. Well, I mean, I would imagine as one of the alternatives to the man, you know, I can't believe it's not government, uh, Bitcoin would get a paragraph somewhere, right? Yeah, I think so. You know, so this is, so let's um, go ahead and talk about um, some of the stories that, have you already started posting stuff or you're just getting going? Uh, I posted a, a good handful of stories. Yeah, I mean, I can I can give you a, li- a list of examples. Yeah, no. Um, when we come back, let's do that. The kind of stuff that's there and the kind of stuff you're looking for and get people to participate. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll do that. We'll be back in about twenty seconds. Sounds great. While our satellite channel is free to listen to, it's not free for us. You can help us cover our satellite costs with the chip in on the right side of the page at lrn.fm. To be a part of the show, call six zero two two six four twenty eight hundred six zero two. 264-2800, and now, Ernest Hancock. Welcome back to Declare Your Independence. Dan Kroll, I can't believe it's not government. And you go to It's 
www.gov.org and you can submit you know a lot of that we need everybody's help on this because I, I I really uh, had to do some searching and finding it's like it's uh, stricken from the record and you got to go to uh, yeah, pretty good lengths to find a lot of these stories because they're certainly not archived by you know government textbooks for the children I can guarantee to you that so I'm just going okay so we're talking it's not gov.org Dan Kroll and he's looking for different stories he's going to give us an example of the kinds of stories that he's looking to uh, you know popularize you know people know about go ahead and help me out give me some of the stories and the kind of the criteria that you're looking for well I can uh, to give you an idea of what I'm looking for I can tell you uh, the categories that I have on the site please um, it's all it's all kind of in a, a catalog sort of format. So you have social services. Uh, these are the top-level categories, and underneath I have subcategories as well. You have social services, infrastructure, emergency services. That's where a, peace, or a peacekeeper could go into emergency services once, once the data is in on, on the success rate of, of a peacekeeper. Uh, legal systems. Um, like Legal systems like uh, arbitration, you know, that sort of thing. Um, regulation. Um, I can talk. I can talk about why I have something called regulation uh, on a libertarian website. Um, and then a little bit later, once we have a, a few more stories, and some kind of uh, uh, low on these uh, security, and which I guess also Peacekeeper could go in there. And then large-scale projects like space programs and stuff like that. Oh, I'm all over that. Got all the boys for you. You know, this is. Um I, I think a really good idea, and in fact, you know, we Freedoms Phoenix can't, you know, specify certain projects like this because there's so many like this that we incorporate, so it doesn't have the impact on any one thing like what you're doing. Freedoms Phoenix is kind of we have started off. All right, we do categories. Well, you know, police state. You know, we have a, about that war, whatever that war is that day. Economics, uh, science, medicine, technology, on and on and on and on. And a lot of stories in there like that. But the thing is, is that it wound up being to where it's over 200 categories. I mean, people, I, I allow my editors to, you know, you think you need a new category, go ahead. We're going to start consolidating some of them, part of our cleanup. But the main thing is there's so many issues to where we have a lot of these kinds of stories. We just go through and find them. But I'm going, the, the cat, are you open to creating new categories? I mean, it's like who will regulate the robots? You see my point? I mean, you know, it's. Uh, oh, for sure, for sure. Um, I, I want to have a low number of top-level categories, but I think uh, subcategories, there's lots of them. I mean, regulation is a big thing, right? And under that, I have food regulation, drug regulation, traffic regulation, and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, I can see this really expanded. This hasn't, I don't, and I've looked. I mean, I've been doing uh, activism since late 80s, and I'll tell you, you know, there is not exactly this kind of listing. I'm kind of surprised that it hasn't already been done. Why, Why do you think in your research of starting this up? I, you know, I have. I was kind of surprised as well, to be honest. I'm not really sure. Maybe, maybe I'll find out <laughs> if, if, if there's some reason it's not going to work. I don't know. But I, 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 uh, I have no idea. It seems like a pretty obvious thing to me as well. Well, I mean, it may be as simple as um, you know, a predator hellfire missile strike on you, and you'll find out why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, my fingers. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I just have the webcam on. So what we want to do is go ahead and help. 
populate what you have in various categories of it's not government. And I know a lot of people, you know, I'm, I know uh, one guy, uh, um, Zero Gov, Bill Bupert, man, he just loves bringing up this kind of stuff. You know, Will Grigg has a couple of articles on this. James Bovard, Lost Rights. You know, I, mean, I remember reading some of his articles. I, get, I mean, this is all over the place. Once you become, that's why I want to have a banner ad on Freedoms Phoenix, because once our readers are, are these people, our Freedom Summits that we do every year since 01, a lot of the top speakers of everybody. We've done, you know, we got the, the Bitcoin Summit coming up um, on Pi Day in uh, March 14th. So a lot of these people that have these kinds of stories, they want to share it. They want, they always telling me about it. Yeah, you hear about, well, this, they just want a place to that they can put it in the, and I'll put it up, but it's not, I don't have that category of, you know, I can't believe it's not government. So I want to promote that. It's one less thing I got to do. And another opportunity for people to be able to tell these stories and have a consolidation to be a resource for other people asking the same questions many of us have done looking for these examples. And if you're doing this, you know, I think that's awesome. And you're looking for contributions or help or you just need submissions. Um, well, I mean, how do you how do you distinguish uh, uh, contributions and submissions? I'm, well, oh, submissions oh, oh. is a writing, and here's a story. Contributions is here's some money. Oh well, I mean, I, I guess I, I guess I am uh, uh, soliciting both um, or tips. You know, I mean, I'm not uh, call, calling it tips. I got a tip jar on the on the site, but mainly the concern is to get submissions. Like, I want to start something a community like Wikipedia. I mean, like, there, there are a lot of different wiki. Sites out there with you know niche topics, and so that's basically what we're doing. Um, where did the term wiki come from? I remember we first started using kind of wiki-oriented uh, stuff for our archives back in '03, but I never understood where the the term. What does it mean? Something? I think I think it came from Hawaii, and I think it technically means quick. And all in a technical sense, all it really means is a website that you can edit. A visitor can come and edit. And it's just you know it's just for group collaboration of writing articles. All right. So what what kind of interface are you going to have? Just going to be a website that people can submit to, or they can post right onto the site, and uh, memberships get you know uh, blessed to do that. In what way? I mean, how are you structuring it? Well, you you come in, you click the sign up link, you put in a username, email address, and a password, uh, and. You you go to your category and you click add story and then you write your story or you find a story that that's already there and you click the edit button. So it's it's pretty I mean it's straightforward. Okay, I'm gonna go now look up here and try and get my computer being slow. What's going on here? Well, what we're gonna go ahead and do is uh, we'll we'll take a look at it and see if there's something. That's why I, I need to help promote you. I mean, just more than this, uh, the vast majority of our contact and interface with their audience and everything is through the web page. So I'd like to do that. What prompted you to do this, though? You just got tired of trying to find it, so I'll just create a resource myself? Well, I mean, to be honest, uh, a big part of it to me is just kind of um, what, what it seems to be a, a little bit of a... Uh, uh, lacking in, in this kind of category of activism, I think a lot of people are, are concerned with, um, you know, like circumventing the state or, or political activism or all this kind of stuff. I think that building alternatives, it's it's not easy. You know, I think uh, I, I think that it's, it's a lot of a lot of challenges involved, and I think um, highlighting that ang- angle of things is something uh, it, it interests me more. It's a more interesting. Uh, task for me. It's a more interesting category of, of activism to me. Okay, so you consider it activism? I, I mean, in, in a, 
I guess in a sense. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, uh, I guess maybe that word is thrown around a lot, but in, in, in as much as, as information is, is activism, I suppose. Well, I, I, it's the most effective in everything that we've done. So I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, brother. I can see why Drew wanted us to, to have a, a conversation. I like the idea and I want to help. And there's really not that much effort on our part other than just let people know that you exist. Because I know myself and a lot of other people needed this service many times. And we want to help. We'll be right back. Two, I wanted to say one thing. Um, in thinking about how I'm, I'm putting together this website, um, I got one piece of advice uh, that, that I decided to, to take on, at least for now, which is to avoid, for the purpose of maintaining objectivity, just like Wikipedia does, to avoid advertisements. And that's the only reason I'm, uh, you know, I, I haven't immediately said, yes, let's go for this thing. So no, I'm here. I, I, I have to think about it. Um, I mean, if there's another way I can help Freedom Phoenix... You know, I, yeah, I, I, no, I, I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not, I just got to have, because I got my people that support me, too, and they're like, hey, you're not even getting a cross banner ad, and you're doing all this kind of, what the hell, man, what kind of model is that, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But uh, I go, that's ah, goodwill, and it's kind of, you know, so I can make the argument that, you know, I, I don't care, you know, but uh, it's, um, yeah, I, yeah, you know, I understand. I'd rather you, you, you stick with what your your original plan here is and me worry about it, but that doesn't mean that it's still not an ad making me look good just by helping you i mean you know if it you know my thing is like uh, i go it's all about me man make me look like i I deal with liberty on tour or they do motorhome diaries and now cop block and the different functions and stuff that they have and you know uh, guys at various different efforts like this i I do what i can to help and then they've always been nice to kind of you know they help but the um uh but don't think that that's a limiting factor i don't worry no i mean i I really appreciate the help by the way i don't get me wrong i just you know if this something else i can do it's no no if you're going to go wiki and you want to do that is kind of the trend that you want to do i i suggest you keep doing it that way I, that's my yeah. vote I, I i'm hip you know okay. the um but if there's a uh, like you got tips appreciated and you know you got a little list of financial support or something but then you start getting targeted on people and they'd rather just send the bitcoin with i i don't care you know but then you have some that are more uh, membership oriented that they get some kind of benefit from it or something it just depends see my first experience with the wiki concept is when we did just a second okay uh, when i did my first concept was um when we did our archives in 03 we're doing shows mp what what the hell's that i mean you know we're you know with the 10 years god more than that how long has it been it's been 12 years ago and we allowed the editing of uh, the information like you see on the archive for you and the stuff and the show and all that. We uh, had a wiki, and it was like the audience would go in and put more information. I mean, everybody freaked out. Oh, my God, you're letting your audience edit your job? Going, yeah, it's one less thing I got to do. It's easier. Well, they could, yeah, and then the other guys will change it. I mean, uh, so that was our first experience. So we already know the power of this. All right, here we go. Help get LRN.FM into more ears. Visit promote.lrn.fm for a free bumper sticker, flyers, banners, graphics, and more. Promote.lrn.fm. It's time for Declare Your Independence with Ernest Hancock. So 
and that have video cameras in them. Anyway, the one thing that I want to make sure that we understand is that there's so many solutions out there to everything if you're really looking for a solution. But that's not what's happened. What's happened in our society is they're looking for a problem or create a problem, and then they go, well, obviously, we want everybody to know why you need us. Well, somebody puts forth uh, the concept and the idea of the people get to participate in solutions at a local level for all kinds of problems. I mean, just simple little ouch, quit it, neighbor, don't have a good enough fence and a rooster kind of thing. I mean, how do you deal with this? When we had the app like Peacekeeper, we have some of the activism in our interface with the government like Hoplock. We have uh, the voluntarist movement and the revolution that came out of the Ron Paul. We get the young generation of, you know, we don't need so much of this. We need more of our community. We can do it ourselves. Need some example like what's going to be on, I can't believe it's not government. It's not gov.org. Uh, so I'm going, I, I, I want to help in this because I see it's an investment that we can make that can have big payoffs. Now, having run for, I mean, you know, I, I, 15 gazillion, I, you know, three times Congress, U.S. Senate, Secretary of State, Legislature, kind of court, I mean, just, just all these campaigns, it would be awesome during this time. Now, we made the effort, and we had examples, and we got plenty of stories, but for other candidates and campaigns, you know, going into the 16 election cycle, I don't give a crap if you vote or not, but if you're going to be out there advocating for freedom, it's always a really good idea to have a bunch of examples. This will be an enormous... And the examples are out there. There's 15 gazillion, but they're not really focused and categorized where you have a situation, what about public transportation? What about space? You know, what about colonizing? of whatever. What about the ocean? What about what about environmental? What about? You know, what about? And I'm going, you know, we give a lot of examples and so on, and we cause a ruckus, but to have this kind of information there with names and dates and places and opportunities, and what the government did to stop it. Because I'll guarantee you, whenever the people come up with solutions, the man's are, oh, no, 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 no. It wasn't a permitted solution that was run by a bureaucrat that we can get, you know, a little bit of nepotism, all their friends and family get a job of doing and kind of, you know, pretend to fix, but they don't want to fix it because then they go out of business. So I'm just going, this is an important opportunity here, and I want us to take advantage of it. It's not gov.org. How far are you into this? You know, uh, Dan, tell me how far along are you? Uh, in, I mean, in, in what sense? I mean, as far as uh, the amount of content? I, I mean, no, I, have... I mean, the completion, you're ready to take a comment. You got it all ready to go, and people start submitting, and boom, it's going to go up. And how do you select, you know, who gets to participate? How do they participate? Do you approve, you know, the articles that go up? You know, tell me the structure. Got it. Okay, so, yeah, so it's it's pretty it's in pretty early stages. Um, uh, before too long, I think, uh, by the time Porkfest rolls around, I think it'll look a little bit nicer than it than it does now. I got a designer working on it. Um, as far as, uh, you know, submitting articles, I mean, think about, um, I think, uh, what you said during uh, the break about uh, having... Uh, wiki articles on your site, you know, like, oh no, all, all these people are going to come in and they're going to edit. Well, I mean, spontaneous order, right? I mean, it doesn't, yep. it doesn't end up being that much of a mess. Wikipedia doesn't really have any kind of uh, vetting process. It's just that if the community is big enough and somebody, you know, vandalizes something, someone else will come and fix it really quick. Uh, as far as, uh, as far as approval, though, um, you know, it could, since I am kind of curating it, I want to make sure that these stories are kind of on topic. So if somebody posts something that's a little bit outside of the, of where uh, the site uh, wants to go, 
I might say, you know, thank you for your contribution. This isn't exactly what we're looking for. You know, that's kind of how it's going to go about it. I'm not, I'm not uh, approving anybody up front, though. Anybody can come in and start editing right now. You know, that's one thing. Tell me, Wikipedia, I get a lot of information from there. A lot of the guys are participating in that and stuff on different things. But they, they do have their political bias. I mean, there's been experiences where they, nah, no. We don't want to talk now. And I'm going, okay, why? I mean, what's a, what's a criteria that you think, like, Wikipedia uses? How does that, as you get more and more successful, it'll evolve into a philosophy that's being advocated? I mean, well, if somebody comes up with an article, no, it doesn't work. You know, it never works. you got to have, we got to be able to, you know, kill lots of, you know, uh, burn babies on walls at weddings kind of stuff. I mean, you know, who's going who, to who, who's gonna fight the wars? I mean, you know, it. Uh, what what philosophy are you going to be using to X some of the articles that might be submitted? So, okay, so basically the, the articles should be um, things that specifically things that are that fulfill the function, not things, not challenges, right? And maybe maybe that's something that I could add later. By the way, I'm not I'm not necessarily against to against having uh, the skeptical people on the site and you know saying, hey, this is where, the, I mean, I, I kind of want them to poke holes. You know, I, want, I think that's how, how we learn more about, um, about what, what, what examples are really there. Um, so at the end of every that, article in some category, you could go, uh, skeptic says, with a link, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, I'm already, I'm already doing a lot of that. I'm saying, um, you know, I say, here's the results, here's the good, and here's the bad, here's where they, they failed. And uh, part of it to me is... Um, talking about activism again again part of it to me is is kind of for us too to say hey this is what we have left to prove you know this is these are the problems we have left to work out so that's kind of so so i mean i i think it's important to be uh to be honest and and let the let i don't want them to come in and say you know to flame us and say you know we need to kill babies or but (laughs) like you were saying but uh we do want um we do want uh, to be intellectually honest about it basically yeah, I, I I can see this just to get people thinking. I mean, just to, to start thinking out the I, I remember it was 2000, and there was, uh, his name was Hollist, I think. He was uh, running for the presidential nomination to the Libertarian Party, and his whole thing was he didn't expect to win. It was uh, one of the years that Harry Brown was a nominee. And he got up at the convention, and he had a 1-800 number on the podium. 1-800, whatever the heck it was. And his whole advocacy, the entire campaign, is he was saying, how you can pay for the court says if you're going to have a government, you know, which I wasn't a big fan of, but if you're going to have a government, how do you pay for, you know, law enforcement of a contract? We had a court case and ruled on civil something. And I go, how do you do that? Well, every contract that you sign has a percentage that's given the government to enforce the contract. So if you want to lease a car and, you know, you, know, you want to pay to, you know, $3.13 uh, in case you need to go to court, you know, do this or check here, I ain't doing it, and then don't expect to go to court, you know. You know, you have some other private, meeting, you know, something you agree to or whatever. But that way, you could fund the system by the people that would take advantage of the system. And I'm going, wow, that's a really good idea to start thinking down this road. You know, who will you know fund the the courts? I mean, you know, I don't know the people that are using it. You know, and I'm going, all right. So this just the thought process. Well, you think I'm big, so I go, hell, man, you're you're assuming that I even want the court. I mean, I you know, I, 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 I don't go there. That's not my point. 
point. My point is, is that if you take coercion out, if you start operating from the basis of the I can't believe is not government mentality, and you give these examples, it starts opening the minds that they can start thinking of other alternatives. And that, I think, is the power of what your site will do, is just the imagination with some examples. And I think it, I'm, I'm wondering what you're hoping is going to come out of this. Do you see a big awakening or opportunity, or do you just see it, eh, it's a cool little project, or do you have big plans? Oh man, um, <laughs> you know I'm I'm taking it one step at a time. How about how about that? Uh, you know I I, uh, I, I think um, yeah. I mean I'm, I'm I'm happy to have it just be you know a fun little project with some some neat stories. I, I'd be very happy if it became a big like libertarian mainstay or you know I'm I'm, I'm happy with with anything I, I get. I think. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking this is going to be a little more popular than you think. You know, the popularity of this kind of is because I've I've seen the need for this as I, you know, come up in activism kind of stuff. This is really all you have to do, even as a candidate. This would be something to people that, you know, play politics. You just send them a little uh, banner ad, you know, a little link that you go and say, hey, you know, any libertarian that doesn't have a link to this, you're doing yourself a disservice. And they go, you know, I should do that. And they participate. I know a bunch of candidates that would do that. So I'm going, this is a great opportunity. I want to work with Dan Coral to help this. It's notgov.org. You got a story, that's where you go put it. Should you be able to earn an honest living? Yes, I should. Okay, I um, you're starting to see where I'm going and why uh, Drew probably had you talk to me? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So this is, uh, it's not because I'm looking for anything, it's because I'm looking for this being done, and this is a perfect example of one big giant less thing I got to do, you know? Okay. So I got a whole bunch, you add those all together, and all of a sudden, we're, we're helping a lot of things I don't got to do, because you guys are doing it in peace, and I would have paid you. So now if I can pay you by just helping promote a little bit, and you continue to do it and do it, I get something cool, and I don't have to do it. So Yay. Okay, so let's go ahead and try and work on a relationship of what we can do to help. But I tell you, five minutes after I, you know, I'm done with you and I go to the next guest, I'm going to forget everything. You know, okay. but but we have the infrastructure there. Donna sent you the sizes and so on, and then I just put it in and I don't even think about it anymore. Okay, you know? cool. So we're you know we're all good. The um, uh, some of the other stuff where you come from, I, you know. Let's go ahead and get some personal things on you, like how old you are. You know, uh, um, what's been some of your activism? How you get in the space? You know, of uh, the freedom oriented, and what kind of philosophy do you say you are? I mean, they always go to me and they'll say, you know, well, what are you? You know, you're an anarchist, volunteer. This, I'm a leave me alonist. I mean, I, I just seriously, you know, they keep changing the definition of words all the time, anyway. You know, so I'm wondering if you can articulate the philosophy. That you think was going to permeate this? Uh, uh, permeate the site? Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, right now we're on the air or, or over email or, or what? No, when we come back, you know, share, oh, okay. share it um, with the. I'll, yes. I'll, I'll give it some thought. Right. I'm not sure. I, I, I haven't prepared an answer for that. I'll well, you got three minutes to prepare. We'll be right okay. back. This is the Liberty Radio Network, broadcasting the latest liberty oriented audio content 24 hours a day at LRN.FM. Freedom's the answer. What's the question? You're listening to Ernest Hancock. Welcome back to Declare Your Independence. I'm Ernest Hancock here in Phoenix, Arizona. Hey! 
Well, we're trying to, you know, provide endless opportunities for people to be lived lunist, you know. And this is an opportunity for you to be able to just spark the imagination and give examples to people of what can and uh, uh, I don't know if it cannot be done, but, but the I, my my criteria on stuff being done that's outside of the government. I always looked at it this way. I wrote an article that was called, you know, I want yellow page government, and and that was something like that, yellow page government, because I gave the example back when people used to have phone books is that you have the blue pages you have the white pages and you got the yellow pages the blue pages were the ones that was a the thin little thing of all the different departments of government and you need to do so i got call in the blue page and go look and somebody and get a phone answering machine so i can leave a message of you know get my permission slip to be free or something all right then you have the white pages just like everybody else you can kind of you know organize that and they got everybody's number but you don't really have it certainly not digitized then you got the yellow pages whenever i do when i really want to fix something i want something, i just call them go fix it you know i paid and done transaction and finished and i got what i wanted i paid them they got what they want we're all done so i'm going you know that's kind of how i want if i was going to have a government that function you know move it into the yellow pages you know i'm going okay you're supposed to do something i'm going to pay you for it and go do it and they go no 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 no. we want you to pay for it even if we don't do it (laughs) so i the concept is that you know i can't believe it's not government it's the yellow pages so then we had uh, some anarchists coming out there doing the black and yellow pages and i'm going oh awesome i'm going that's such a guy i think it was uh john bush was working on that with some guys in austin but i'm going black and yellow pages then we have the agoras marketplace now we have freedoms phoenix marketplace and the funding center and all and the whole concept is building a infrastructure around being able to just take care of it yourself and like with peacekeeper apps and uh copblock.org's efforts and all of a sudden you're starting to see it manifest itself of what we've been screaming about for decades but in the last few years, it's been the people have come to the realization that it's a lot better if they just do it themselves. And if you can give examples for people uh, to, to to spread the idea, the injection of the freedom infection into the brainstem of politics for which there is no cure. I mean, you know, this is how you do it with information and stories, anecdotes that you can have examples. Well, I can see why it's not gov.org can be extremely extremely successful on this to the point that you'll get trolls they'll start attacking they'll seed with you know infiltrators of uh, and the provocateurs that are trying to blah 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 so you need someone like Dan Kroll to kind of take a look at this and keep it on message but what's his message what's his philosophy how does he determine what does and doesn't go on there so Dan that's my that's my question what philosophy is behind this based on what and experiences of what help me out well, um, I want the site to be there to be useful to anybody across the entire libertarian spectrum, at, all the way up to the most radical. Eventually, I, I have, like I said, I have a section on security. So if you want to have, you know, stories of securing a large landmass, something that the government does with the military right now, um, that, that space will be available. Um, I, and it's not to say that people who have a more moderate point of view can't enjoy it for the rest of it. They can say, well, that stuff is a little crazy, but all this other stuff is, is useful. Uh, you know, I want it to be just kind of, you know, I want it to be, op- on, along, along those lines, I want it to be pretty open-ended. Uh, um, yeah. 
Okay. Well, I, yeah, it's, it's a resource to uh, 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 not fascist and collectivist and statist and communist and mm. whateverist. Okay. You know, and I'm going, oh, well, it can't be a resource for them. <laughs> so I mean, it probably wouldn't be. But that doesn't mean that I've had a lot of overlap. And that's been a matter of fact, there was a, you know, the the biggest Ron Paul meetup thing, Revolution Continues deal. Their meetup here in Arizona is the largest in the country. I mean, it just, you know, all kinds of stupid. Well, Tuesday, they had a uh, meeting to where it had, got 80, 100 people in there at this one big sports restaurant. They had the back room, and they were showing the movie 101 Reasons to Move to Free State Project thing. And because they, what they want to do is they want to have a constitutional county project here in Arizona. So they're kind of using that as inspiration to do that. And I'm going, you know, there's a lot of examples. It's not just taking over the government. It's not like we're going to go and vote ourselves free. Is not you know so the examples that I were given were things like what you're doing and I'm going there are many opportunities that you can just change the culture you know voting is kind of like a side effect it's a representation of the mood of the people of those that even vote but you need to inspire them with ideas of how it can be or used to be or should be and that was one thing Dr. Paul was really successful at is going look I know how this worked I'm old enough to remember when it did I mean you know you guys screwed it up with all this government stuff so I, I can see this as a powerful tool and i'm wondering uh do you have any expectation of it being used that way of it exploding is that kind of you know you're just you know are you being conservative in your expectations or do you really think that this is going to get much bigger than you think uh, I mean, I think I think it could be big. I mean, if it's the place for examples, and you know, I mean, God knows everyone's asking for examples. So, I mean, when, when uh, from libertarians, we're you know, people are asking libertarians for examples for for what they're for what they're advocating. I, I think I think uh, I think it could be pretty big. Um, I'm you know I'm I'm just saying that you know if 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 it just becomes a, a quirky little thing, I'd be okay with that too but I, I do think that it has a potential of being pretty big yeah yeah no I, I do too because it's been searched for I'm and just like you there's a lot of us going wow this wasn't done why wasn't this done <laughs> you know? yeah. and, and is the tech has been around I mean you know the, the wiki tech this kind of concept has been there I mean it's not like a secret you know it's just it hasn't been put together the people that uh, hear about this that are supportive and want to help I'm wondering what the, are they say in the same things this hasn't been done you know or they want to help I mean give us the feedback that you're getting from people as you announce this um Usually it's pretty good. I mean, I've never heard anybody uh, say that someone else had done it, or I don't think anybody was particularly surprised uh, that uh, that no one had, uh, or n- uh, no- nobody had, had said exactly what you said. That wow, nobody. I'm surprised no one did this before. But um, generally, the feed- the feedback is is pretty good. Hey, uh, you know, uh, I-, I like the idea. You know, keep us posted or whatever. Well, what kind of time are you going to be able to? How much? It depends on how you set it up. I mean, it's amazing how much we have staff, but it's amazing how much we get done with as few people as we do. But uh, the way you're setting this up, is it going to require? Well, eventually it may, you know. But I mean, how much time do you have to devote to this to keep it going and be a rock steady? Make sure we keep it cleaned up in the way you want it. So. <clears throat> At the moment, I'm basically spending most of my time on it. My hope is that once it gets going, once the community gets rolling, a lot of it will be self-policing. Just like Wikipedia, they have a they have a staff. Probably, I, I don't know right now, but I, I feel like I heard like recently 
they had something around uh, on the order of 20 people on their staff just something really small just to keep the core of it going just to set the um, set the example so to speak and then the community based on those standards will kind of police itself if somebody you know vandalizes something they fix it or if, if the, the community does the discussion about what is notable on Wikipedia. Notability is the standard of what goes into Wikipedia or doesn't. And so that's based on you know, argument w- within, the, within the community. I talked to a friend who was a very uh, avid w- uh, Wikipedian back in the day, and he said that Jimmy Wales, the creator, had basically no hand in it. So you know, I'm, cl- I'm kind of hoping that eventually, once the community really gets going, that I can kind of stand back a little bit do a little of the infrastructure, you know, come up with the new ideas, maybe move the site forward in certain ways, but a lot of the, the nitty-gritty stuff can be done little by little by, you know, small, small contributions from people within the community. Well, being first to market on this kind of thing is going to give you a big, giant advantage. And if you can maintain its stability and its use and so on, and it keeps because the community is going to be the ones that add the content. And uh, by doing that, I can see where the usefulness for the, such a thing is, is at. And it's primarily in any time that you interface with the public on anything ideologically on this kind of stuff, having these kinds of examples or even just a card or a flyer or part of a brochure or something to send them to these various different sites and... They're going to yours. And when does that happen more than anything else? Um, during election cycle. And we got this big 2016 where you're going to be making a bunch of anarchists anyway. Because what's the difference between an anarchist and a libertarian? I don't know, about two or three election cycles if you're paying attention. And we've had two, you know, 08 and 12. Did we figure it out yet? And 16 is going to come and they're going to need this kind of information. And they go, you know what? I figured it out. I figured it out. I'm an anarchist now. Yay! Well, what's going to help? It's not gov.org. Uh, you know, Dan Kroll, uh, a, a new friend. We're going to do what we can to help him kind of, you know, get it sparked out. And that need means that all these great stories, all these great examples. Now, a lot of guys listen. They're going, ooh, I got a giddy for him. Well, here it comes, Dan. Get ready to start doing some editizing because here you go. All right. And I'm glad we can help. We'll work out. Hold on a second. I want to talk to you. Thank you very much. It's not gov.org. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing... There you go. Well, Donna will have this uh, link sent to you along with the um, videos and the MP3 files, and you can do what you want with it, and peace out. But go ahead and uh, please remember uh, banner ads. Give me I've seen some of the art, and, you know, it's, it's cool, whatever. Let's do it. And then uh, we'll do what we can to send people there and get you some content. Okay. Now, is the, the banner ad... Um are you uh, how how many weeks did you say? Because we're we're still we might make some adjustments to the logo. I'm just kind of trying to think on those terms. Well, don't forget about me. I just do it when it's the best uh, time for you. But the biggest thing is is you just need to start getting content. So the right. banner ad, you know, uh, give examples. You supply the content. You know, some kind of banner that you know tells people what it's about. That they're not going there for the information right now. They're providing the information for people to go to. So you that's what you need. So that's what you know, we can help with and what you should promote. So it doesn't matter really what the art is. It's the concept okay. that you're promoting. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. No, my, my, my concern was just about updating the... The con- or updating the logo midstream, if that was going to be... Yeah, no, you just send me another one, and I changed the 
dang, I got skills. I mean, you know, I don't care. See, this is what happens. You're going to send me in the, the pixel sizes or whatever you want. I'm going to go into my sales desk that we created on the thing, and I go, da 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 I pull in the graphic, you know, where the link you want to go to, whatever, you know, um, dates that we put it on. And I for stuff like this, I give you a 30 days just because. I mean, I don't care. If it, it works well and makes me look good, I'll leave it up there longer. I don't care, you know. And you guys uh, turn in the communist or whatever, and, and we take it off. I mean, you know, so I'm, so it, it's, you know, I, this is what I'm trying to help do is we are supported by people that want us to use this platform that we created in order to promote exactly the kind of stuff that you're doing. That's why I had Cop Blocks thing on before and Peacekeeper and, and you know, Free Aid and on and on and on and on because it's all in the same vein of providing solutions to the problems that really government doesn't want to solve. They just want to, you know, create a department to be there heading to not solving it. I mean, you know, it's just I so I, we, we bypass. I don't want to attack them. I don't want to go out. I don't care. Everybody, government's our best recruit you know so but if you can provide them opportunities to learn about what the alternatives are like what you're doing or we do examples and you know uh, protection or fire suppression or I need a cop you know come help me right now but they I don't want my dog dead so I'd rather hit the 911 to my neighbor's peacekeeper thing you know, come over and not kill my dog you know then I'm I'm all over it so it's a philosophical thing for the same reasons that you're doing it I want to support doing it so let's think in that term don't worry about all the little nitty-gritty stuff. If you need another campaign, uh, we take it down for whatever reason, and we just fill up on other stuff, then we can relaunch something else. So we had a lot of cop block stuff up there for a while, and then it kind of, you know, they wane a little bit. They're coming back with a project. We'll put them back up again. You know, so it's really we're a resource for you, and your contribution of that site is kind of like our wiki of this type of sites that we do for people that come to us. Yep. And, and another thing, uh, if you if it does uh, come to the point, um, the content is also I'm, I'm licensing it under Creative Commons Zero. So I mean, you can feel free to just you know copy it onto your site or whatever. If if we, you know, if, if it comes time and we end up not being there anymore, you can just kind of take it on your own wiki. You know, if you end up. You know, that's one that. thing that we've been discussing. Is uh, are you at a computer? Uh, I have to log in, but I'm. Yeah, give me a second here. Yeah, go ahead and go to freedomsphoenix.com. Have you ever been to Freedoms Phoenix? Are you familiar with it? Uh, I'm not very familiar. I went. I went there a little bit. Uh, yeah, you kind of get the idea. It's just new. We have. It's edited and uh, published and everything by um, libertarians, but it's we have the neocon left right kind of jackboot of uh, neocons and social you know you know duke it out man knock yourself out that's what's libertarian about the site everybody gets to have their say but we get the you know we get to have our say you know but you can't have the controversy uh, get the commitment without the controversy and we just want to have every side but you're part of that side we have plenty of people telling why you got to have government where's the guys that have the stories of why you don't you know so it's a balance for us and it, and certainly we won't be accused of not letting the bad guys have their say you know but uh, i sure as hell want yours now if you look on the left side 
you'll see that column of a bunch of crap and we're reorganizing and doing a bunch of this. But if you had, I've seen people, they take our RSS feed from our uh, shows and from the feed that goes into our smartphone app that has the page and so on. And they take that RSS feed and they create a widget that goes on their page. I didn't even know they were doing this. I started seeing that it's Freedom's Phoenix stories. I'll have like the top dozen or so that will just be in a section. If you have something like that, that I can put a little widget that goes on the left side there towards the bottom, it'll just be, yeah, you know, here's the current stories, the last three or whatever on It's Not Gov. So I'm, if you can create something like that, I'm willing to put it up on my site as an additional RSS the news feed that updates in the left side with your own stuff because I got the room. You know, interestingly, you're you're the second person uh, to ask about that. Someone someone wasn't running a big site like yours, probably, but yeah, I'll definitely do that at this point. If, if two people have asked me about that, yeah, no, no, yeah. no, it's a good idea. I I need to emphasize it more, and it's part of our redo on the site and our focus because um, people have created it, and we have the the flow, the the RSS, the feed that will do it. But we didn't have like you know here load this on your site and do that. I need to do that, but we got a bunch of other stuff to do. But that also gives us if we're going to be asking people to. Do do that well certainly we have the opportunity for people like yours that is you know i I can see how that would be a good service you see my point Mm -hmm. all right thanks for spending time with me dan i'm waiting on you now you're not waiting on me okay well thank you so much for uh for letting me on your show and talk to talk about uh my site yeah no this is uh makes me look good man it's all about me (laughs) okay great well have a good one all right thanks dan bye